You watching me glow, you watching me go I'm all in my zone, I'm holding my own I'm feeling like Bane, I'm breaking your bones I am a blur, black and a nerd So this is my own, this is my zone And this is a show you already know like My grand blur, YouTube blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Cosplay blur All day blur Everything I do so blur Bet you wish you so blur Bet you wish you so blur Talking about what we heard Talking about what we seen All through the eyes of a blur Everything that we do urge Flying like a super person Plus I got super friends We be teaming up early Welcome to Blur Vision, your window into world of all things geek, movies, TV, or news. We talk about it every week. It's your boy Jordan with... Yo, 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 it's this Timmy! This is not going to be a <laughs> weekly thing, Michael. Yes, <laughs> Timmy is not going to be on this podcast. Because I know you're so scared of Timmy. He's going to be here every week. Yeah, I'm scared. It's a weird-ass Chucky voice. No. <laughs> Why are you doing it's that? It's an innocent kid voice. It's an innocent kid voice. Yes. Just like... The way they sound in that trash ass anime may, made an abyss. How did you segue to that? That no, <laughs> that's, 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 that's Timmy. That's, if Timmy was on that anime, it would be much better. The voice acting in Made an Abyss is amazing. Yeah, the voice acting is good. So is Timmy. What are you trying to say? No, Tim- it's not. yes, it is. What, what is your comparison? It's no wait. Anyway, oh, welcome back, guys. Another week, another episode. I'm an awesome voice actor, Jordan. You're gonna get no people trying to hire you. Ever. <laughs> They're gonna be like, stay away from no. that weird dude. Everybody's gonna call me. Netflix is gonna call me. I'm gonna be a Neo Yokio season two. But yeah, this might be our last podcast because we might not be friends after this. Because Made in Abyss? Yeah, because it's Made in Abyss. I mean, people said we're too in sync. Well, people also say that we're not reviewing enough anime that isn't Dragon Ball Super now that Jamie's gone. So we're probably gonna talk about some anime. But I mean, there's a re- like I said, it, Dragon Ball Super is gonna end. So of course, we're gonna wanna review the last couple of episodes. But that's not all we're going to talk about. Once yeah. Dragon Ball is over, there's only like two more episodes left. We're just two basic black guys that like Dragon Ball Z, so we're just shackled to Dragon Ball Super until yeah, it's over. We're going to talk about other shit. <laughs> yeah. But until then, until well, Dragon Ball Super it wasn't even this week. It actually doesn't come back until yeah. next week. Next week. It's like a women's marathon or something. But Who cares? <laughs> wow. Sexist. <laughs> Wait, that'd be progressive, Michael. <laughs> But so instead we're gonna be talking about Main Abyss, which was a nominee, and I think won uh, anime of the year twenty seventeen. I don't World. know why. Who voted? I need to see. I need a recount. I need to see receipts. This is like <laughs> a like massively agreed upon amazing anime that you no. just don't appreciate because you have no taste. There's a high, uh, the hive mind is wrong. Oh my god, <laughs> it's so ironic that like I, uh, I watched Black Panther again, and during the trailer they they actually showed um, an extended cut of Pacific Rim's two trailer. They show a lot of that fucking giant monster battle, but they go hard on the whoa, ready, whoa. I was, I'm, I'm ready. Well, I tell you, I've never been so amped in a freaking theater for a trailer, but I'm saying that to tell you. I was like, what does that have to do with Made in a <laughs> We are, we're about to have a war, so I'm, well, I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> and so talking about movies, uh, we're also going to be talking about Wrinkle in Time this week, which is the follow-up to the first uh representation movie black panther now we're getting to spoiler alert guys best movie of 2018 <laughs> don't look at me like that it's not <laughs> and here's the thing you will even facetiously say that when it, it really is a poor man's main abyss I'm gonna, I'm gonna put a pin in that but we're gonna get to it well we'll get to it how dare you even say that that shit was even past 
possible. <laughs> Best movie of 2018. <laughs> anyway, we've also got DC TV of the week and news as per usual. Before we get there, we have iTunes reviews. Let's get into that. Uh, but first, actually, we do have some news. Um, we were supposed to have Riri Williams, our iTunes review co-host raffle winner. Yes, on the Ironheart. Team. Yeah, she's supposed to be on this week. But unfortunately, because of scheduling issues, she says that she cannot be on the podcast. Yeah, she's out saving the world with Tony. <laughs> unfortunately. I would have loved to have her on, too. Me, too. I have a, a female blurred on the podcast for once. But uh, since she Africa, can't... Africa, unite! Yeah, she told me to tell you that she loves you. And uh, well, her exact quote is, what's up and have fun recording. We will. Well... We're gonna, what's up. We're going gonna to argue, so I don't know if it's going to yeah, be fun. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> <laughs> what's up is we're about to fight. That's what's up. So uh, maybe it's better that she's not on the podcast this week, so she's not like awkwardly watching me and you like attack each other. <laughs> like cats. <laughs> Killmonger. Killmonger T'Challa. But we're not PS3 renderings? No, we're not. No PS3 renderings. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess um, I'm going to get in contact with the second place runner, the runner-up. But yeah, guys, for, uh, everybody's talking about bringing a third person. This is why it's hard for three people, you know, because scheduling conflicts, why like all the other co-hosts have dropped off. Yes, yeah, like we don't point. have people volunteering. Yeah. I have a bunch of friends that wouldn't be on the. It's podcast, hard to get. But... To spe- yeah, it's hard to get together every week. Mm-hmm. But but yeah, uh, I'm gonna give the the prize to the runner-up, D Comics Nerd. Um, so if you're listening to right now, listen to me right now, D Comics Nerd, just get in touch with me. My email is theblurredvision at gmail.com. Again, it's theblurredvision at gmail.com. Just send me an email and we will schedule a, uh, a podcast episode like in the future. Hopefully next, maybe next week, maybe the week after. Depends on when we uh, get in touch. But until then, we have more iTunes reviews. First up, we have... Oh, really? And then fucking three stars. <laughs> <laughs> we well, that's, that in, that's endorsing. <laughs> I'm like, damn, son. I was all excited. I saw a three star. I'm like, come on, dog. We gotta start with it's, a three star. It's, it's better than one. It's better than a one star. It is better than a one star. But all right, Derek Johnston, fifty eight. Uh, it's a three star review, Michael, and the subject is Mbaku. Uh, Jamie is gone, so you only get three stars. <laughs> <laughs> Close. Not at all, actually. Wait, I'm confused. Derek says, or, so you can review LOT, which is Legends of Tomorrow, but not Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Oh, see? I knew it. Why, we got three stars because <laughs> it's your fault. But is it, though? Because yes. his next line, wait, his next line is, oh, maybe not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It's, it's your fault. Is, and Jordan is usually my favorite. So it's because I dogged Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm a fan of this part, even though... Gave it three stars. Because <laughs> I dogged Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Yes, because Aces of S.H.I.E.L.D. is great this season. Why am I so polarizing, Michael? <laughs> Every time we get a bad review, it's your fault. <laughs> but yeah, we get good reviews because of me, too. So I don't no, no, no. I don't, I don't, I don't accept those. <laughs> I, it's just like my Instagram. Like, people love me and people love to hate me. <laughs> Trash. I, I knew it. As <sighs> soon as I'm like three stars, I'm like, huh, what did Jordan do? <laughs> And they're always short. All these short three-star reviews. <laughs> all right, Derek, but here's the deal, bro. You need to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, they just I, had their 100th episode. Yeah, if I and watch... ending... If I watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and we do a season recap review, which we will. I've already said in the podcast, we will. But Michael, you, you want to wait for the whole season to be over. Well, is this I'm like... Not, I'm not going to remember shit that well, happened. Well, I've been asking you when the arc's over, when the mid-season arc. Is it? Is now the mid-season arc? No, this, it's not the mid-season arc. Like, the season came back already. 
I thought you said it wasn't over last time we talked. Last time you said it, what, you said it was like, oh, it's over. I'm like, is it over? Like, no, no, it's not over the midseason yet, I don't think. But it was? Yeah, it was. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you son of a bitch, Michael. Hey, don't blame me. You should have been watching, period. Uh, anyway, so then, yeah, I will watch Aces of Shield. We'll do a season recap. And then, Derek, you have to re-review us. And I better see a five-star, regardless <laughs> of what my review is, because I will be fair and balanced. But... Come on, man. You can't give us three stars because I'm just I'm joking about not liking Aces of Shield, even though I don't really like Aces of Shield right now. No, you're trash. But based off of like what two episodes, so it's like you know I'm, it's not like I'm not open to the idea of it can win me over. But as of right now, in those two episodes I've watched, you're still trash. Even those two episodes were great. They didn't get me. They didn't get me, man. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I can't. <laughs> I wish I. I wish I felt like you did, but but I heard it gets better. I did hear that. The and whole season is great. Would you say that the season gets better over time? Yes. Okay, then there you go. Well, you say yes, like, obviously, but a lot of shows I, I, don't. Yeah, no. Asia's <laughs> of S.H.I.E.L.D. is great. Okay, and it's only gotten better over the course Unlike of the Made in Abyss, which is trash from the beginning. Oh, uh, see, I'm trying to agree with you, <laughs> but then you say ridiculous, wrong no, shit like no, that. I'm 100% correct. Uh, we're going to get there. <laughs> Put a pin in it. All right, next review comes from Me Immaculate. It's a five-star review. Uh, subject is Creed beats Rocky three, bitch. No, bitch. no. Fuck that person. Fuck that person. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't say. I added the bitch. <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, but but then he's gonna slap us both around. So just just hold hold on for a second. Me and Mac goes on to say, you guys have raped Jamie's anime corner <laughs> with Dragon Ball Super. I'm still not sure if it's sh- if I should call the police or not. <laughs> oh. Damn! Don't do that. We're black. We might get shot. Yeah, we will be shot immediately. <laughs> Wait, so you've missed it. Uh, since it's a, it's a thing now, I would die laughing hearing your guys in Baku challenge. We were just talking about that. Actually. Yeah, we it's were hilarious. just talking. But Jordan wants me to be in Baku. Yeah, we're gonna do that for a come around. We have video. watched from the mountain. <laughs> yeah, if you talk shit about me and Bishop one more time, we will not have it. Ta- no, I'm in Baku. I that's how I feel about that's this. How feel that's about how it. I feel about this fucking anime. Did I accept Watching the whole challenge. time. I'm like, what is this? We will not have it. We will not have it all. Oh, I'm about to challenge the shit out of you. I'm about to put you in that full Nelson. All right. Uh, me and Mackley goes on to say, did you guys know? Uh, oh, last thing. Here's a fun fact. Did you guys know Black Lightning is directed by Benny Boom? He is a famous movie slash music video producer. Uh, credits such as Big Pimpin, Jay-Z, What They Really Want, DMX, Next Day Air, the movie. Wow. No, I didn't know that. That is interesting. Really cool thing to note. And, and you know, that explains why I feel like Black Lightning has a different flavor. Like, it feels actually more cinematic than the other CW shows do. That's because there's a lot of art direction behind the musical segments. There's a lot of montages. They're more cinematic. They talk about issues that they, I doubt they would ever talk about on episodes. Like Arrow and all that. Other, like even, whatever happened to that Black Black uh, Lives oh. Matter episode that they were supposed to do this season? Maybe it's still coming, but I'm do like, you, isn't do this, you really this want that? Season's almost over. No, I don't. Okay, <laughs> then don't ask questions. But you I'm don't still, want the answer to. I'm still kind of curious <laughs> what they might. But I don't even mean the issues it addresses. I'm, he's saying the director and and yeah, the director. He was a mu- music video producer. It explains why those montages are so like music video-y. They feel like really cinematic montages, and like they. They usually are coordinated well with and plus they have their own or like original songs. Yeah, that go with the scenes pretty yeah. perfectly. Um, that, that explains a lot. Thank you for filling in that puzzle piece, me immaculate. 
Uh, next review comes from Smooth Virgo. Smooth criminal. He's a Virgo. Uh, it's a five-star review, and the subject is the show I love to hate. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> we need to make these shirts, Michael. <laughs> this is another good one. <laughs> Blur Vision, a show I love to hate. Okay. <laughs> I love to listen to you guys weekly, but Jesus, do I disagree with you like 90% of your opinions? At least it's not 99. Wait, wait. 99 point. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. In parenthesis. Mostly about super. <laughs> I just can't trust the reviews if you aren't well versed in the lore of the series. He's saying that we don't know shit. We about don't know Dragon shit Ball about Z. Dragon. Ball. <laughs> Sometimes I wish I had a buzzer so I could be like, this is wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm curious what we don't know because I've seen every episode going back to Dragon Ball. The other than DBS reviews, I'd say this podcast is the most entertaining blur podcast I listen to. Uh, keep up with good work and rewatch DBZ, even if DBZ Bridge will do. So I, I feel kind of bad. Right? I feel like he just whipped out like our Dragon Ball Z card. That's like, what I'm like. What it's is fire, bitch? You don't remember shit about Dragon That's Ball Z. That's what I'm like. What is he talking about specifically? Because I remember everything about the Dragon Maybe Ball series. Maybe it was series. our epic debate last week about the fucking. I'm like, you don't. Re- yeah. Oh, you don't remember about the Force Field? <laughs> you mean that that time energy bounced off his body like it does in all uh, Dragon Ball Z? A force Field. And then we had a six-hour debate <laughs> until like four in the morning after the podcast, Michael, about what the definition of an energy field yes, is. It was a Force Field. Oh my. God. God, this this man should be a politician. I, I've never in my life gotten to a point in, in a conversation slash argument where it was four o'clock in the morning. And I was like, you know what? <laughs> You're right. But you were, you, were, you were texting me back. So. Right. <laughs> I know. And I'm like, why am I doing this? <laughs> but you were wrong about everything else in that description. Even if you want to no. say a key... Using your key to block an attack is an energy field. Even if you want to debate that. You were wrong about all the other details. I'm never wrong. I never freeze. Maybe this is why he's saying this for you. <laughs> Maybe this is why. <laughs> but thank you, Smooth Virgo. I, I I will try to be a better DBZ fan and do more research for future episodes. <laughs> There's only two left. It's like some fans tell us that we need to let go of Dragon Ball Super. Other fans tell us that we need to learn more about it to review it better. I'm so confused. I, I <laughs> I'm so torn. <laughs> People say they hate it, but yet it crashes country roll. Some don't... people say they love the they hate calm down on the five hour episodes. Then it's our most downloaded episode ever. Yeah. So it's like I'm so confused. I'm so confused. <laughs> that should be the episode. That should be what the show is called. Confused vision. <laughs> confused vision. That's why it's blurred, dizzy. Uh, next review comes from AKA the Spider Man. It's a five star review. Subject is love you guys. Hey everyone, this is more of a appreciation post rather than a review. Oh, thank you. I need some love yeah. after all these other all the, all the other reviews, bro. Thank you. Uh, you guys are the best of the best. Geeks among geeks. The only oh feels good. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Yeah, stroke my ego. <laughs> The only thing I look forward to every week is a new episode. Oh my god, thank you. I'm more excited for a new episode of the podcast than new episodes of the CW shows. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I mean, aside from yeah. Black Lightning. I mean, lately I can yeah. get I can get that. Uh you guys are my idols. Oh uh, I'm about to cry. Stop. <laughs> it doesn't, Jordan, doesn't take much. <laughs> well, you're about to get mad. Jordan, you're my favorite of the duo. Uh, oh, you lost Michael. <laughs> and then he says, sorry, Michael, but I got to speak the truth. Let me speak his truth, Michael. No. Let me speak his truth. He's been taken over by the thinker. <laughs> it's a lie. <laughs> it's like I'm Major Smith. Me, me, yeah. me. Me too. Uh, you blurs my hope, my house of L. Thanks for everything you guys do. Until next time, peace. Damn, man. We house need your review L, like that right? every week. <laughs> like, it, it picked... Oh, that was like the biggest pick-me-up. Thank you, bro. Where's House of L? Where's Kara? Damn. I feel good right now. I feel <laughs> real good. 
And and here's here's our last I, review, I Michael. Feel, I feel kind of good because well, guess... he said you're his favorite. I'm, okay, I don't know well, about you're a spiteful petty bitch. So, <laughs> and then our last review comes from. So after that high, we've got a low. Oh. Well, maybe maybe it's a low, but it's it's from our our last three star reviewer from last week. It's rainy out. Okay. For him, is it gonna is it gonna start raining again? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you guys are right. Anyway, Black Panther, <laughs> that guy. Uh, it's a oh, but but it's a four star review now. Okay, we're ticking up one by one. Yeah, we're gonna win him over. <laughs> Uh, he says redo, redo. Right. <laughs> the chemistry and smooth exchange of words between the two of you make for a great listen. Thank you. Thank you. The new segment is amazing for long drives and cardio at the gym. I also like how you guys aren't afraid to discuss racism and real world issues as is it related to CBM or comic book movies and entertainment. I only wish you guys spent a bit more time reviewing comics. So that's where the, like, so yeah, remember so before we were asking like, so what, why did we get three star? I guess the time he came back was like, oh, here are all the reasons, but the comics is that one star you're missing. Okay. All right. Fair. Fair, read man. Read more comics. Yes, fair. It's well, I mean, I do read comics. We just don't talk about it. By the way, you should check out Earth One Green Lantern. Have you read the Earth One series? No. I've read Batman and part of Superman. They're good. I saw the YouTube videos though. <laughs> Not the same. <laughs> it is. They show. They show pictures. Okay, but it is a good series. I I started reading those after I um like burned through all of Earth Two books. You know, I, I saw the the YouTube review of uh, Earth One Earth One Wonder Woman, and I was like, yeah, this is not that good. What's the story for that one? They pretty much change a lot of her her origin mythos well, and all other stuff. But it was like I don't like the changes that they did. That well, they I mean, Batman's just like a guy, kind of. So. I mean, that's, you can be, you can argue you don't like the changes, but I just, I think it's interesting, at least in the books that I read, the changes that were made. So just what were the changes that were kind of? Uh, I can't even tell you off the top of my head. I don't even remember. You don't even remember shit. <laughs> I just know like, when I was watching, you're, I was like, you're I don't your like mental it. travel forgetfulness. <laughs> okay, but yeah, people are gonna take your word about what's good. You don't know shit. <laughs> I remember what's good. <laughs> you don't remember nothing. <laughs> All right, how do you want to do this, bro? Do you want to start with Wrinkle in Time and the movies, or do you want to jump right into DC of the week? Uh, we could be like Two Face, flip a coin. Heads, we do Wrinkle in Time. Tails, we'll do. So <laughs> um, let's let's save Wrinkle in Time for after their CW. What is that? Heads. That was heads. Yes. So what's heads? There's a head. Was heads Wrinkle in Time? I don't remember. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're doing CW. <laughs> Jesus, at least that way, like, it's kind of normal. All right, let's start with um, Legends of Tomorrow this week. This week's episode was titled, No Country for Old Dads. Yeah. Everything that we're doing to find Ray, it's turning up empty. I have an idea. If we find my totem, then you find Ray. You understand how torture works. We're going to get Ray back. Mm. You know, it's like a play on the words. Yeah, no country for old men. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm smart, Jordan. Are you? Yes. Are you smart? I'm I'm not the dumbest Avenger. <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> I am the thing. I'm my my brain calculations are more quantifiable than anything you can imagine. <laughs> well, because you said it, it must be true. It so. must be true. It's definitely true. <laughs> I think you're a well fleshed out character now. I have the I have the mental stamina of somebody that's mentally stable. Okay, well, put a pin in, in Devo for now. We're talking about Legends of Tomorrow, because on this, but but speaking of Devo, we do have a Flash character now in the show, bro. This is the first episode that Wally West finally gets a t- second to shine. Yes, and by and second, he, he doesn't. I mean, a second. <laughs> he doesn't shine at all. No, 
No, no, he gets a like literally a twenty second CGI set piece at the very spoilers at the very end, just to show, just so you guys know. He shined as much as like an old penny. Yeah, because we've been every week kind of talking about what we were kind of anticipating what was going to happen while he was in the show and what they're going to do with him if they were going to use him better than how he was utilizing the Flash. The answer is no. <laughs> Survey says <laughs> no. Ah, uh, fuck no. <laughs> But this week's episode is oddly enough focused on Damien Dark, his daughter, and Ray. After the bullshit of last week's episode of Ray going by himself to go help Damien Dark's daughter not be killed by his own invention. Which from a behind the scenes standpoint, I get. Why? Because that's his wife. Who? Uh, Ray Palmer, uh, the actor, Brandon Ralph. That's Damien, Dark's, Damien daughter. Dark's daughter is his wife. So he, they probably went like. They really wrote that for this? They probably went to was like, hey, can we get an episode together? They're like, yeah, sure. So they, I'm pretty sure that's... Is that why they're shoehorning this fucking love story with I'm them? pretty sure that's a behind the scenes... Well, not love. I don't think they're in love with each other. He's... They, they have to he kind of like, confirm he like, that he likes her. Yeah, he likes her, but I don't necessarily know if it's like love weird, type. Weird, because he like, her when he was, she was a kid. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> so that's why I'm like, I'm pretty sure... Have from, a seat right over here, Ray. <laughs> have a seat on this couch right here. That's why I'm, I'm pretty sure from a behind the scenes standpoint, they're like, could we get an episode together? But in terms of the show itself, I'm like, this is weird <laughs> I like it less now for the fact that I feel like now it's being shoehorned in just because they're a couple it's definitely was shoehorned in because they were their husband and wife okay well this whole episode that's why she's on the show <laughs> oh is this why is this why it's so fucking random okay well whole point of this episode wanted to give is, his wife a job <laughs> yeah that's the point of this episode <laughs> but for the sake of the story the point of this episode is Ray is captured and Damien Dark and his daughter try to use him to find a way to uh, fix the fire totem that they, they stole in the last episode. Mm-hmm. And they had to use cold fusion to do so. And it's a whole episode focused on Damien Dark, his daughter, and this weird-ass Team Rocket-y kind of villainy they have going on. Because it's just... It, it, shining a light on Damien Dark's relationship with his daughter... I, if I if if they're going in a direction I think they're going, where they're going to make her to be the real villain and Damien Dark's kind of like the secondary villain, I get it. But as of right now, I'm just like, yo, it's like I'm watching Team Rocket. In some, in some, <laughs> like, in some ways, though, like they're kind of teasing as if Damien Dark is going to be reformed. Like his love for his daughter is going to not make him a villain anymore. Yeah, they're, they're making him endearing. And then either he's going to have a sacrificial end to stop Mollusk. Probably that. Or he's going to join the team. No, he's probably going to kill himself. That's probably what's going to happen. Redemption arc. No, it's they like they're, they're going to give him the, um, the Merlin. And granted, I like Damien Dark a lot better on legends of tomorrow than i did ever did on season four arrow mm-hmm. but still it's just like a whole episode focused on damien dark though like really mm-hmm. and it's not to say that he wasn't funny in it he's he's legitimately charming i thought he was even charming yeah neil mcdonald is, is a good actor mm-hmm. and he his cartoony style of villainy fits better on legends than does on arrow but this episode i felt was way like the tone of this episode i felt very light for what it was super very light, light. Not even just super, but like just from season one to see like this seemed like a different show to me. Well, it's it's all been jokey. Legends of Tomorrow, especially this. But season. like, I feel like this episode took it like up a notch. Well, I think it's because we've been we're hanging out the entire episode with the two main villains of this season, and they are literally the Team Rocket villains. They are goofy. They are cartoony. They're not even. They're not even like shown to be intimidating even when Darien Dark kills a guy and then it was so stupid neck, it's like he's making jokes with him the next second the dead body so it's like oh it's like do. and then funny. it was so stupid like they, you got Damien Dark from the 60s but instead of casting a younger actor you just put a wig oh on. really put, bad wig you just put a bad wig on him and just had the same actor it's like oh yeah this is like 40 years ago and it's weird that 
40 years ago, they make him act different by making him act like he's serious and trying to make the, the past version, the assassin version of him, Hitman, more intimidating. But they've had flashbacks of Damien Dark in earlier time periods where he's more like the modern-day Damien Dark where he's jokey and weird. Yeah. So it's like, why is he all of a sudden, now he's the dark assassin just for this one episode? It's the 60s, bro. It was a dark time? It was a dark time, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Vietnam War was going on. It was darkness. No, they just needed to be a juxtaposition and then make the modern day Damien Dark seem even nicer. You know what I mean? That's why they really did it. Yeah, I agree. Lame story reason. But yeah, let's let's break down our ratings and then get into our spoilery thoughts about some specifics about the episode. For those that know our rating system, I will drop it here. We here at Blurred Vision have a very simple rating system. It goes from poor vision to perfect vision. In the middle, there's passable, and then you have less than passable and more than passable. Thank you, Catchupon. Michael, tell me how you felt about this episode. What is your rating? Yeah, like I said, this episode seemed way cartoony and over the top. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell they like who, who what the hell they were thinking with this episode. And considering what what happened in the previous episode, like the previous couple of episodes with the totems, and I feel like this episode kind of halted all of that. Like, I, f- I definitely feel like this was a filler episode. <laughs> you think this is the filler episode? Even the last episode, Wally and Ripper just getting drunk their, they were both, their entire time. They were both filler episodes. Like, nothing really happened. Like, stuff happened, but so episodes. little... Like, <laughs> like, like, stuff happened for the most part, but it was so little that they could have... I don't know. I, I see I, what you're saying. You, you just feel like... <laughs> The story right now is just fill because there's no solid. I, we get it. Mollusk, Mollusk is the villain, but as of right now, we're just kind of just do, bullshitting they're just, yeah, around. Yeah, they're just twirling their, their thumbs, and they're not even dealing totems. with Mollusk. Yeah, Mollusk. they're just collecting totems, but right now they're just like literally dicking around in the past, basically. And, and they're goofy, so there's not even like a, an immediate threat. Yeah, and then the whole thing with like Wally, like this is this is like his debut episode officially with the team as opposed to last week because he wasn't with the team he was a rip mm. so he finally gets with the team and then even still he doesn't do anything it's just hey i can help you guys meditate because i've been doing that for the past couple of all months all of a sudden yeah you did it before but now all of a sudden i'm a meditating expert i'm like i don't think you're better than vixen at it <laughs> yeah i don't think so either. I, don't, I don't think so you've been, that's not how that works you've been doing like you know like p90x yoga for like a month <laughs> <laughs> exactly she has a totem where meditation is like part of her thing yeah she's from africa <laughs> like she's culturally english, part of it with an english accent <laughs> yeah well yeah so it's like i don't know what i don't know what's going on I, I, but I mean, I thought the stuff with Neil McDonald was kind of was kind of cute. So overall, yeah, I'll give this episode a pa- low passable. Damn you! Yeah, uh, same. I'm, I'll just echo you right away. I'm also low passable camp. Echo only echo 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 you. Um, only because, like, even though I don't, I, I see where they're going if they're trying to make. Damien Dark, like, you know, the the sympathetic villain who's ultimately going to be usurped by the true villain, Mollus, when he possesses his daughter. Um, if they're angling it that way, I get it. I don't like it, but I get it. And at least Damien Dark, um, Neil McDonald is an actor. He can pull off charming. So I do like I do like watching him be cartoony as a villain. I just don't think that um, The Legends of Tomorrow as a Saturday morning live-action cartoon is worth watching <laughs> like if it wasn't for the podcast i wouldn't be watching this week to week but people seem to like it if so it i, I want to try to give it a chance for wally i wouldn't be watching that too and that's the irony because they, they're doing the same thing with wally in terms of disres- disrespect for like 
include like, it was fun it was so funny they did a thing where i felt like they're trying to include him with the meditation thing and i was like oh okay this is something that i feel like they could have done in flash where if something's going on with the b plot at least here while he's trying to be included i feel like they should try to do the same thing with, like on the flash so I, I i didn't like that he forced himself in meditation i'm like that's not your area of expertise but I like the fact that they at least tried to include him. But then immediately... I'm like, if anything, he's an engineer. Like, have him deal with the ship or some shit. Exactly. But then what made it worse was, immediately, once they start meditating, he says some ignorant bullshit about, oh, yeah, uh, Citizen Steel was having trouble about some basic bitch. Basic bitch. Yeah, offending <laughs> Vixen. And she's like... You should go. He's like, yeah, I should go. So I'm like, so you're really not doing anything. Like you didn't, you, you didn't include him at all. You included him just to make him look stupid. But then by the and end, even of the episode, that, like the basic bitch thing, I'm like, that doesn't sound like something he would say. No, it's not. I mean, I don't think that's something he would say. But it just seemed like willfully ignorant out of nowhere, just just for the sake of a joke. But it it undermined his character and excluded him again. So I'm just like, why? They try to redeem it again with the ending where he's useful by just really being a way to zip line Ray out of a bad situation. So there's that. But I mean, it just boiled down to, he's not even really there. It was a, it was a 20 second CGI flash running set piece. Yeah. So it's like, like I feel right. like they have not set up a reason to have him, to have him like, and not even just the Wally character, not just, I'm, I'm not even just talking about just, just Wally, but I'm talking about I have a speedster on the team. Like it over, like the problem with the speedster, it overpowers the team. Yeah, because he's the most powerful person on the team. Mm-hmm. Flashback he theoretically be able to do anything. Flashback to Firestorm. Firestorm was the most powerful person on the team, but he didn't do anything except for turn flame on and then sweeping fire shots. But he can do way more than that. But at least he had the excuse of like, it was hard for him to use his powers if they weren't together. Even though they didn't do it, even though they were together, but at least they had that excuse. With this kid, Flash but it's like, but even powers. still, when he did turn his powers on, all he did was fly up in the air. The same, it's like the same shot over oh, and is. over again. And then just throw fire. But it's like, but you already got heat waves. So it's like, it doesn't make sense to have two fire people on the team. Oh yeah. You so it's like, right. have him do other shit that he can do. Like he can transmute, he can transmutate shit. He can change, he can create any form of radiation that he wants to. And like, he can do all this type of shit with his powers. Yeah. And he never did any. He did that one time during the crossover last season where he turned that giant yeah. bomb into water. Mm-hmm. And then that was pretty much it. Yeah, that was it. I think he might have done it once or twice, but yeah, not not often. But Kid Flash is more problematic because you have, now you have a character that can basically stop time. Yeah, and even this episode. He's going to Flash time. Yeah, let's get Or maybe he hasn't learned it yet. Where the fuck? <laughs> he, has, he hasn't meditated enough. <laughs> yeah, okay. Fucking stupid. But yeah, let's get into spoilers. Um, but yeah, he, he can even, at the end, he even pickpockets Damien Dark because he should be that fast. So like, it's a thing where, and it's like, if you're that fast, why didn't you just capture Damien Dark? You know what I mean? It, it just uh, he, Kid ma- Flash is so problematic. His magic. No, you're you're so fast he wouldn't even get the magic off. But regardless, I'm just saying like a, a speedster creates even more problems in a character like Firestorm because just because it's so overpowered and he always has access to his powers. But yeah, like let's, let's jump right into just. No, they're gonna figure out ways to depower him because it's too expensive. <laughs> you know what that costs? Yeah. Like Twenty seconds. <laughs> even though it's- that's why they got rid of Vixen's totem. <laughs> Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> and I mean, do you, how do you feel about that? Like the, by the end of the episode, you know, um, she has access to the totem. Yeah, I don't Ducks. like it. White woman's using the totem. <laughs> yeah, I don't like it. It's not even just because of that. It's like now she has access to the totem and she has access to her demon powers. It's like, it's, 
it's too much. And then if you take it from a comic book aspect, Vixen, like like that totem doesn't actually give Vixen her powers. It's kind of like what they what they ended up doing with Thor, like the, which is not from the comics, but the the totem channels her powers, but it's not what gives her her powers. Mm-hmm. So taking that away, it's like it's not it, it, it creates it creates the problem where it's like. I don't. I don't like the fact, kind of like on Black Panther, where I don't like how uh, other people could take the heart shaped herb and not just the 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 family. Well, so that's not true. Killmonger's technically part of the family. Well, no, but remember they wanted Nakia to take it, or oh, oh right, 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 you're right. Yeah. Where in the comics, it's, it has to be that bloodline. Otherwise, if anybody else takes it, they, they get poisoned. Yeah. So it's kind of uh, like I like that, and I kind of feel the same way about this. Like I feel like nobody else should be able to use that totem. Except for that bloodline, because mm-hmm. that just creates a whole bunch of other issues. Like, why didn't anybody take it all these other times or whatever? Yeah, no, I agree with you. Um, I don't know. This episode it just to have Damian Dark be the hero antagonist of the episode. I'm just like, why are you focusing on Damian? I, 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 again, I guess if they're gonna set it up for future episodes, that's why you're doing it. But it's like not for a whole episode, and not at the expense of like not having more scenes with Wally West because they didn't have that many. It was really just a couple in the beginning that we kind of just described. Yeah, and then we uh, stole the shades from Heat Wave. Yeah, that was it. Once a criminal, always a criminal. Like, no, we, we, we But I did like the, the nod to Young Justice with the souvenirs. Souvenirs, thing. yeah. Yeah, that was cute. But, you know, it's it's very much surface-level fan service stuff. It's not like any real deep character stuff. I just want more for Wally. Justice for Wally. Hashtag justice for Wally. <laughs> uh, what were some other developments in this episode? And no, guys, not just because he's black. <laughs> no, it's because he's a I legacy like, character. Yeah, I li- and I like Wally. Yeah. I grant it. I understand he's not the Wally from the comics, or technically, you know, white hair, wa- redhead Wally, but he's still, I fl- understand. he's still a flash. Yeah. And I can understand if they, if they tried to like put him on a pedestal and it failed, why they wouldn't do it. But I feel it's like, like they, they, even don't, they haven't even tried. Yeah, they yeah. don't. I'm not wrong, right? They haven't even gave him like an arc, really. It's no. just like he'll get like one-off episodes every once in a while. But and even, really though, and even those one-off episodes, the moment he has a win, automatically gets deflated. Yeah, so it's not really his. The only time I think he's won definitively was that one episode where it was like run while he run. Back yeah, where like, well, he uh, vibrated through the the the, uh, the dude the dude to get his blood or whatever. Yeah, it was stupid, but yeah, that was a cool moment. Though. Yeah, that was the only time he had a win. Yeah. You only can get one. <laughs> well, you only get one. <laughs> but yeah, by the end of the episode, um, Flash decides to stay, of course. Rip decides to leave with uh, Sarah's girlfriend. Ava. Yeah, Ava. But then Rip deletes a file about Ava. What's going on there? Did he have something going on with Ava? Because he made it seem like no. he kind of was into her or is something a, else going on? I've got a theory. All right, what's the theory, Buffy? That it's a demon. All right, what is it? what's the theory? <laughs> I think it's going to turn out she's going to be an aberration. Ava's an aberration. I think she's gonna be an aberration. Why? That's why he's like delete it. She can't. She can't know because eventually, you know how the legend's job is to get rid of the aberrations unless you're Martin Stein's daughter. <laughs> yeah, they can choose up to destroy aberrations all the time. But I don't know. I think she's gonna be. That's why. That's probably why he's like she can never know. Cause that's maybe, so random. I think because obviously she's falling in love with this girl. That's so random. It's got to be something else. That can't be it. No, nah, I think she's an aberration. No, it's got to be She's got to be a time aberration. There's got to be some background or some backstory between her and Rip or something. I'm not even saying romantic, but just no, something. No, I don't know. I think she's a time aberration. Like, Rip created her what? as a time aberration. 
Because remember, he so started. Like, remember, he, start, part of his plan? He, he started the Time Bureau before he got kicked out. Okay. And put her as like in charge. So like he, I think she's. Why a time, would he create a time aberration to stop to stop time? Aberration? Or maybe she was created when they broke time or something like that. But the, the logic of a time aberration destroying aberrations is like what? Wait, what? She's not. I mean, she, she's a time aberration. She, I mean, she probably doesn't. She probably doesn't know she's a time aberration. That's so random. Oh, that's not it. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> I don't even have a counter theory. I just think it's something involving Rip and her in some past. I'm not even saying it's romantic. I'm just saying it's something. Nah, I don't think it's because it's the way cause she kept. He kept looking at her. I don't know if it's like the look of you're an aberration, like. But it was also really random. But it wasn't even necessarily the... looking at her. It was like when she once he realized that her and Sarah were a couple, like he was giving looks. Yeah. I'm like. I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's because he knows she's a time aberration. And once he's done with the mollusk, mollusk thing, he knows that she's going to have to get the del- delete. I mean, that's random, but it's also random that the other director was killed by a grod just out of nowhere. It was out of nowhere. And it's like, they didn't even like, they didn't say, talk about hey, it. you want to like, go how, stop him? They didn't, talk, <laughs> they didn't even talk about how grod got out. How did yeah. he get, how did, or not even got out. How did he got to get to this earth? Because he was on earth too. Yeah. And it's like, do we go stop him? Nah. nah. <laughs> they didn't talk about it. It was like, they don't talk about anything. It's like, well, he's dead. Anyway, it's like what? anyway, you're, you're the new director now. It's like, oh, you're not gonna deal with Grodd. I mean, we got Kid Flash over here. You want to go try and stop him? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> like I thought that's the that's the route they were gonna go. I'm like, oh, Grodd's the secondary villain. That's what Flash is here for. No. Nope. <laughs> it's fucking. Weird. Who's I mean, writing this show? <laughs> everybody's sleep at the wheel, man. Like I feel like Grodd would be a good villain for this for for these uh, for the legends too. Yeah. But no, it's too much. Be, it's too much money. It's too much money. Yeah, it's gonna be here. His daughter turns super bad, and this is gonna be Damon trying to win her back, win her soul back, Dark Phoenix style. That's essentially what they're doing with, with Legends. They're taking all the like the the X Flash or Arrow villains and just putting them on the show. Like it's like your last Eobard, stop. Eobarthon, Damian Dark. Yeah, before they take you off the payroll, they put you on Legends of Tomorrow, basically. Basically. <sighs> that show deserves. I remember back in the day, just to wrap it up, that just, I thought this was gonna be like the live action Justice League. I listened to some early episodes a while back, and I was just like, "Man, this guy was so hopeful about Legends of Tomorrow." I was like defending the shit out of the first couple. I mean, episodes. people love it. People love it. I, um... I'm trying to love it. I just <laughs> it won't let me, Michael. It won't like let I see, me. I see YouTube or not YouTube comments, but like uh, Twitter comments and. Even YouTube reviews, like, I love this episode. Legends is so good. Firing on all. But it's like, what are you guys watching? It's just <laughs> That's like. That's how I feel about Made in Abyss. <laughs> I had to bring that back. It's coming. <laughs> Go. Already. Already. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fucking battle. All right, let's move on to the next <laughs> CW show. Uh, let's get into. What were you watching, Jordan? <laughs> Man, you want to fight? <laughs> Let's get. In, oh, you know what? Let's get into Flash. Let's get into Enter Flash time. There's a bomb. Unknown. It's already, it's gone, already off. gone off. What is going on? You're moving with me at super speed. As soon as I stop moving, it's okay. game over. I don't know how much longer I can hold out. Because you know why I want to talk about The Flash? Because I actually liked this week's episode. Oh. Did you? Your face reads no. <laughs> your fe- I, your face saying, reads hell no. This is the best episode of season four of The Flash, but I still didn't like it. <laughs> really? Okay. All right. Let's jump right in our. our, uh, our, our it's our, not to our say ratings. I hated it. It's just 
I had issues. I had issues. Right, with- let me just drop a synopsis real quick for those that maybe not have seen the episode. But this episode is called Inter Flash Time. Uh, Flash Time is that state that we've seen kind of um, showcased before in the courtroom where uh, Barry touched Iris and was like, how am I stopping time? Or how, how are you moving as fast as me? Basically, as long as he's touching somebody, he can transfer the speed force into them, like in the comics, mm-hmm. and they can move at his, at his speed, which is called Flash Time. Um, I think Grant Morrison or, some, or Alan Moore, somebody said that it was really poetic. The Flash sees the world as if it's a world full of statues in a gallery. You know, I mean, that's, that's cool to me. <laughs> the world is frozen in the Flash at its fastest. Um, so in this episode of the Flash, a nuclear bomb goes off, and that's just it. It goes off. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no stopping something that's already been activated. Yeah. So literally, the bomb is exploding, and the Flash is so fast that he's able to stop time, and it becomes an episode about problem solving. And I, I really enjoyed it because I feel like it became one of those like great story like, like like memento like those stories where it's like a slowly unraveling plot of like giving you clues and hints and kind of like leading you down a rabbit hole of a narrative to try and figure out a solution to something so I, that's why i like this episode and it was, it was i feel like it was directed better than the previous episodes this season and ironically has nothing the fuck to do Dude, with, with devoe yeah <laughs> They, they try at the end throwing like a, huh, did DeVoe give these terrorists the clue as to where to get this bomb? No. But fuck that shit. Yeah, fuck that. I mean, I can get it into it. I, I know, I'm just real quick, I'll say it. But like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. If, if DeVoe, at the end of this, they, they try and tie in all of these random episodes to be like DeVoe had a plan, and they're going to go through each of these episodes and be like, this is what he was thinking in this episode. You cannot tell me that someone, that he would assume that the Flash would be able to stop a bomb after it has already gone off. Because he damn near by this episode wasn't able to do it. There's a 12% probability that it wouldn't work, but I had a contingency for that. Fuck out of (laughs) here. There's no contingency for everybody being destroyed instantly. You know they're going to say some bullshit like (laughs) That's fucking stupid. Like, you can't just guess shit. Kind of like when he got in, uh, when he was uh, in court, where he was like, there was a 13% chance you were going to reveal your identity to the world, but I still was going to win in the end. No, that's just in (laughs) hindsight saying like, yep, I predicted it. No, bitch, you didn't. (laughs) It's, it's like the worst parts of Lex Luthor's plan in BVS of how a lot of shit just assumed and it just happens because of the plot. Or even in Civil War with Zemo, some of that shit is just like, so you assume this and you got to this point? Okay. But it worked out because, you know, Civil War is just the story so good you don't care. But mm-hmm. when we when it has a dumbass plot, <laughs> it hurts whatever it's in. And yeah, this is hurting the Flash. So ironically, DeVoe's not even in this episode. And I feel like it's one of the strongest goddamn episodes. So I, what's your rating for this episode? Uh... Like I said, I think this is the best episode of this season. Like the 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 things that I don't like about this episode is more so not the not this episode itself, mm-hmm. but what this episode implies for a the future. And then also I'm just like, all right, you need speedsters. Where's Wally? <laughs> oh, oh, that's my that's why I'm not giving this perfect because they it the worst parts of this episode are holdovers from earlier in the season that just made fucking terrible mistakes like in the beginning they talk about it's like you have a whole episode with three flashes and you figured out a way to make it work yeah why can't you do that so it's like so those those are the reasons (laughs) that I don't like this episode yeah but going to the episode itself I mean like I said I really like this uh, I think this is the best episode of this season like I enjoyed some of the lighting choices that they had like once they went flash time everything went yellow Mm -hmm. yeah which they kind of dropped the ball on that because when uh, they didn't do that in the courtroom scene, not well, not even just that, but like when uh, he went to talk to uh, when Jesse went to go talk to her father, the room was still yellow. So I was like, are they still in flash time? Yeah, she was. 
But no, because they were having regular conversations when it was just them. When oh, they, you at the very end? At the very end, the room oh. was the room was still yellow. Oh, I didn't know. So that. I'm like, yeah, they kind of probably should have changed that. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> I did, but uh, like I liked some of the cho- so like I said, I like the lighting choices. I like the the uh, the acting choices that they did, like progressively through the episodes. Everybody was panting. Yes. Even though they were standing still. It's a ticking clock. I like that. Yeah. So I like I like the fact that it shows that even though it looks like they're standing still, they're actually moving at a super speed and they're starting to get tired. Like it's not it's like one of, it's like a what do they call it? A bottle story where it's like people are locked in a room and it's like a ticking clock. I mean yeah, they're locked in a room. So, but this is not a room, but they're locked in a state of time. So it's kinda of like being locked in a room. Mm-hmm. Time's frozen. And like you could see over time like them getting progressively more and more tired. So you know like if we don't figure this shit out now, we're fucked. <laughs> I like that. So I mean overall, like I said, I, I like this episode, but but for what this episode implies, based off of past stuff, and then also I'm like, okay, now that we got flash time now, there should be no reason that Anybody should ever fuck with you. Like DeVoe, like now oh, that yeah. you're at this point. Flash time is pretty fucking. Yeah, like, I'm like, now that you're at this point, the season is over, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, like forget in the beginning, he's like, oh man, I need to be fast enough to jump into DeVoe's portal before he closes so I can go back to his base. It's like, no, you can stop that like, fucking. Yeah, you're fast enough to stop that fucking portal. Because, like, even when, when, uh, What's his face? When Cisco tried to open a breach, he was like, no, you're moving so fast that it's taking forever for this breach to open. Yeah, so it's like, now that you started all these, you know, started all these plot points and stuff like that. He basically lived a half hour in an instant. Pretty much. Like, you so know what I mean? Like, That's crazy. So because of all this stuff that they set up that I'm like, I know they're not going to follow through with it. That's why I have to give this episode a high passable. Okay, well, I'm not far off. I'm a low more than passable. Um, and it's just the weaknesses of this episode, I think, are, like I said, holdovers from the previous season. Like the Wally thing. Um, this is your the spoilers. Uh, I feel like things like... Uh, they, they make it a plot point at one point to, to stop the explosion of this nuclear bomb. Science, science, science. If we throw three lightning bolts into it, it'll stop the, the, the fission reaction. Where the fuck? Like, okay, sure. But it's like... Don't make that the plot point and then have one of your three speedsters not be able to do it because Jake Eric's old. I get it. He's, you know, at the end of his episode, he retires. I'm curious to see what speedster is. Yeah, I'm curious to see who that is. Yeah, it's not Jesse. It's some other female speedster. Which I don't, I don't. Yeah. But don't, don't have it be a plot point and then one of your speedsters can't do it. And that's the only reason you can't pull it off. And it's like, you know, it'd be real nice right now. Yeah, it should have been. Wally was around. <laughs> exactly. I was like, it'd be real nice. Like, Go get a third speedster. The Wally's around. Like you're so like, you could you froze time to the point where you could run back to the the base, run to Earth three, find Jay Garrick, run back to Earth one, go back to the like the go back and forth a couple times. But it's like you so, can't find Wally. Yeah. If anything, they should have did the three lightning balls and it didn't work. As yes. opposed to, uh, I'm too old. <laughs> exactly that. But I guess they wanted to queue up or key up. I keep saying that. Uh, they wanted to set up that. Uh, him retire, but they could have did that yeah. eventually, where he couldn't keep up as long as they as they could, because mm-hmm. eventually they all dropped. He could tire out after that. Yeah, Barry was the one that lasted the longest. Of course, obviously, He's but the best man alive. Yeah, but you better be. <laughs> they should have did that for all. Like Jay Garrick, be the first one to drop off. Like I can't keep up with you guys anymore. I'm too old. Yeah. That's true, they didn't need to make it the lightning bolt thing a, a plot point for it. Yeah, not at all. But I like how they were running through solutions. Like, they try Cisco first and Killer Frost. Their powers don't work. They go to Harry. He's desperate just for Jesse's safety, so he's not really even giving him good advice. And it's just, it's just like you have to keep figuring out new solutions. And you, you really see 
and they impress upon the fact that Barry is like stressed out, like he snaps. He's oh, like, I he's thought worried. that moment he's was scared. Cisco. I thought that moment with Cisco was stupid. <laughs> What? Like when he uh, tried to break a breach, he was like, ah, I think I'm t- it's not working because I think I breached too much earlier. Yeah, I'm like, that's what you think, bro? It's like- I put it together I mean, right away. Eventually they figured it out. He figured it, but I'm like, but you're a smart scientist. You That was your first That was your first inkling? Yeah, was, it, was that your uh, first thought? I'm too tired. It's like, was no, it your first thought that it was too fast? Yeah, he's moving too fast. So of course yeah. the breach is going to open super slow. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like, I wasn't even like, oh, really? No, I'm, I'm, like, too, I'm too tired. Yeah, I was like, duh, dude. <laughs> um- but yeah, in the beginning of the episode, you know, they're, they're talking about DeVoe. So like, that's really the weakest part of the episode, is just bringing up DeVoe, and then again at the end, trying to tie this whole thing into a DeVoe plot. So I'm like, that's really, to me, the weakest parts. And but then also, the I think I'm glad, I'm so glad Dibney was not in this episode. Yeah, and they only mentioned him in the beginning. Yeah, I mean, because I feel like it was, this is a strong episode, because at least... But then also, wouldn't he been able to absorb the bomb? A nuclear bomb? Oh, yeah, radiation. Yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> um, but yeah, the stuff with... I, I, even stuff with Iris, I thought was really strong. Like, I... Th- you know, they keep trying to put Iris at the forefront of the show now. I mean, I don't next, know. next week's episode, I know. she gets... Next week, she's a speedster. <laughs> which which doesn't make sense, because she gets Barry's powers, but she gets a different color lightning. Purple rain. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that works. I made a post about it on Instagram. I'm just like, more power to you, girl. I'm happy... On some level, but at the same time, they're not writing it well. <laughs> no. So it's like, it just feels so forced. And it feels like so, we're trying to be progressive for the sake of being progressive at the expense of the story, but whatever. But I mean, I, I feel like they did it well this episode. Like the moments with Barry and Iris, like when they make her his rock, when they make her his lightning rod, like in this episode, his support system. Which they stole from Wally. Yes, they did. Yeah, because that's Lin- Linda Park is is lightning Wally's rod. lightning rod. Yeah, that's where it started. But but you know when they do when they make her that role, I think it works. Trash. Well. Yeah, it is trash. <laughs> but I feel like that's that's when it works. And this is the episode where they kind of like they kind of showcase that. And they also made her really the one the MVP. She's the, and ultimately the one that comes up with the plan to save the day by using. But and even though it might not make sense, somehow grabbing the thing they use to trick the Savitar prison to. Make, yeah, that the, the make, lightning bolts yeah, that doesn't make sense. And then, because I was like, if they if they remove that, doesn't it destroy the world? Yeah, was that the whole thing? Was yeah, wasn't that the whole point of it? So right. if he's taking it out the speed force, now doesn't the speed force know he's not there? So yeah. now shouldn't it be sucking up? You know, science, 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 science. science. <laughs> like, doesn't really make sense. And they even kind of go like, well, if there's some, if there's a problem, we'll know eventually. So they they left it open, but I'm just saying, at least. She was the one that came up with the plan, and it felt organic within the story. That I think it was a really strong scene. I love the way the show started this episode with the cold open of him already like you know running out of time and going to her, and then it coming back later in the episode of him desperately telling her like I can't do this, I can't save us this time. Like that was a really strong scene to me. Mm-hmm. Same with the scene between Harry and uh, Jesse, where you know she he doesn't want to talk to her about his mother or her mother. Because she died, just like the Harry in this world. Which I kind of felt like, I'm like, we've seen Harry for three seasons now. And this is like the first time. They've mentioned it before, but I'm like, has this really been the crux of their issue? That's why I'm like, this is the first time this has ever come up. <laughs> Where did this come from? They've mentioned it before, but it hasn't been like the, this is why we never got along. Because you never got over mom's death. Like, this, it became hardcore that, this episode. Uh-huh. And it's like, you can't just talk. I, I get he's like befuddled, genius, he can't really communicate. But at the same time, it's like... He has no problem communicating with Cisco. <laughs> and so the solution is he uses that 
tell the telepathy thing he came with Cecile. To, I mean, I thought that was a nice scene. Yeah, no, it was a great scene. I love that. But if you start thinking about it a little bit too much, again, I love the scene. But if you start thinking about it, it's like, man, I'm glad he wasn't thinking about some dirty thoughts with his, with his wife. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, here, read all the thoughts of the wife whom I miss. You know, don't tell me you have don't have one thirty thought in your mind just running through your mind about your wife. <laughs> I mean, yeah, probably, but he's he's specifically like reliving that moment. Mm-hmm. There were some intimate sounding scenes in that. <laughs> it's not like she was going into his brain; she was hearing what he was. So she went back. So he purposely went back to that moment. I don't know if I'm thinking about how much I love my wife. Might be kind of hard not to have just a quick <laughs> fleeting moment. Like, yeah. It's like um, Fight Club where it's like that one frame is like porn. <laughs> it's like, what did I just see? Nothing. You didn't see anything. <laughs> it's going to be hard. <laughs> That'll be really awkward. Um, but the, So then by the end of the episode, I mean, there's that moment again with the the random stranger who might may or may not be Barry and Iris' daughter. But this time there's a weird moment where she seems kind of villainous. Yeah, she looked evil at the end. I've already did. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> is it because of Caitlyn and Killer Frost? Did she not like Killer Frost or is she evil? What's going on? I don't think she's evil. I th- I don't I think they just played. I think that was probably just the way, like an acting choice. I don't necessarily think, I don't think she's evil. Even just, the music seemed like it was evil. Yeah, music. I don't know. I just thought that was a weird it was weird. It was a weird choice, but I don't think it, it was because she's evil. I think it's make it make you feel like she might be evil, but I feel like maybe it's a thing where she doesn't trust Killer Frost because she kept she referenced Killer Frost when she when she bumped into her and she was seen all nervous. Although and she kept looking like the whole combo, she kept looking at her like like she didn't trust her or something. Although I'm like, but with the, with the way this episode uh, came about, it seems like Killer Frost and uh, Caitlyn are finally starting to merge friends. into one. Yeah, they're friends now. She's like, I've remembered. What what happened? Mm-hmm. So it's like they're finally gonna merge. She's gonna be Frost probably by the end of the season instead of Killer Frost. So maybe the daughter came from a dark timeline where she became full Killer Frost. Maybe that might make sense. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not that interested in that storyline. I'm. I assume it's gonna somehow tie back into Devoe somehow. It Otherwise, not, why? It might not even tie into the Devoe. Then that might be something the they're point? saving for like next season. Yeah, they're gonna eventually reveal next season. Oh, maybe. It's whack. <laughs> kind of like uh, going back to Agents of Shield. They finally remember the deal that he made with Ghost Rider. Mm-hmm. They finally revealed what that was in the one hundred uh, this season on the one hundredth oh. episode. So I'm like, so they might be bringing her up now, but they might not hmm. address it because she has nothing to do with the plot. So it'd be kind of random for them to stop dealing with the thinker yeah. just to deal with this side plot. Yeah. All right, man. You you've interest. You piqued my interest with Agents of Shield with that reveal. Okay, I should know that. I should have piqued your interest way before that. No, <laughs> they went to the future and they're dealing with the Kree. Yeah, and the future looks like sets. <laughs> it was like cheap fucking TV sets. All right. I mean, so does the Flash. Like when they go to Jitters. Jitters. I think Jitters is okay. No, that's a set. And also, it's not as bad as the future space. <laughs> oh, fuck you. And then it, it doesn't. Make, and then it doesn't make any sense because if you think about it. Harrison Wells is a wanted man. How is he walking around? Um, he's wearing a hat, Michael. No. Obviously. <laughs> no. It's, it's the MCU rules of disguising everybody, yourself. Everybody isn't like you with just glass, <laughs> glasses or a beard or whatever. He no. wears a hoodie and has a hat. That's how you disguise no, yourself in no, movies. They still know who he is. <laughs> um, is there anything else I want to talk about in this episode? Um, I don't know. Jesse and Harry stuff was strong. I already mentioned the stuff with Iris and Barry. 
Uh, oh, Harris- that was the weak part I was talking about before. DeVoe mentioned, they, they mentioned DeVoe and was like, he's just like Thawne with all his plans. I'm like, no, no he he's isn't. Not. <laughs> Don't you dare say that. <laughs> Fuck out of here with that. Um, Thawne was a much better villain. He still is a much better villain. <laughs> even when he showed, even, when, even though it's not, uh, what's his name anymore? Why is his name escaping me? Who? Harrison Wells. What's the actor's? Oh, Tom Cavanaugh? Yeah, even though the, the actor isn't Tom Cavanaugh anymore, I still like this. I still like Thawne, like the actor that's playing him now, like the real face. Yeah, he's still good. Yeah, I agree. So, Even when he had banished the legends. Uh, all right, so let's move on. I don't think I had anything else about Flash. I just I just wanted to really say that, like, wow, this is actually a good episode. I, like, I still I want the rogues. <laughs> I just, but it's crazy to me that when the episode is isolated from the rest of the season, it's good. That's what, yeah, that's what I said. This no be- Dibney. The best, the best, <laughs> it's the best episode of the season. It's crazy. And next to season's me. gonna be next season's gonna be bad again. <laughs> or you mean next episode? I mean, yeah, next episode. I mean, uh, I think it's get. the first. I think it's the first episode of the Flash that we gave at least a, a more passive, passable. Yeah. Well, you gave it a more than I gave it a high passable. Okay. Well, so then it only counts for me. <laughs> no, I'm saying it's first passable and up. I think you've given passable to other episodes. Have I? Yeah. I don't remember. I think I I've given more, less than passable. I think the last couple you've given like I've given poor. like a lot of. Yeah. No, the last couple I've given poor, but I think most of the I gave less than passables. Yeah, I feel like there's been passables or low passables in there. I don't Maybe. Know. I have to go back. I don't feel it. But I think this might be the first like more than passable. Aside from, did I get the first episode even the more than passable? I don't think I did. I don't think I did. I hope I didn't. Cause it wasn't. No. <laughs> Maybe I was still hyped off of what I thought it was gonna be. Like, oh, there's still potential here. Now it's gone. No. <laughs> Beaten out of like the PS3. Uh, all right, let's move on to Arrow Doppelganger. The you shouldn't do this. Ollie, it's Roy. You see, the real question is, who do I gotta bring the pain to? Where are you guys keeping my suit? The return of Roy. Yay. Who's gotten kind of fat. He did get big. And old. <laughs> he what, White people don't age well, Michael. I'm just like, but I'm like, but he hasn't been training or anything like that. And plus, Is that he, why? Plus, he just got married. Is that what's going on? He's, he's, he's living off the honeymoon life. Because he don't look. I was like, Roy? What happened, Roy? Oh, time has not been well. It's been he's, nice to you. He's been getting, beat, he's been getting beaten up, living a, living a homeless life. Yeah. After last week's episode, uh, Laurel or... Black Siren version of Laurel escaped, and she actually went to the cops, sell, telling the cops that she is our version, this Earth's version of Laurel Lance. Uh-huh. Hence, Doppelganger, name of the episode. Um, so we've got two things, which going I mean, on was smart episode. for her to do. Now that she pretty much didn't have any option. Yeah, because this way she's she's already being hunted by Diaz, and also, well, no, she's being hunted by uh, Dinah. Dinah. Yeah, and she's also wants to position herself, seemingly. And she's still injured. Yeah, seemingly with Arrow or Team Arrow. So that's a reason to at least lay low by laying low in plain sight. So it makes sense. Um, and I, I kind of like that that story thread. I, I like, like the, they've been trying to make her the new Black Canary or new Laurel Lance anyway. So at least this is like straight up literally making her Laurel Lance of our world. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we finally get a little bit more uh, Insight into Diaz, the dude who replaced who was the best thinker on CW, Kane James. And, and now he's the be- supposedly a better thinker because he's been planning for months. Fuck out of here. He's not that he's a better thinker. He's he not more intellectual. He outthought Caden James. But no, he's he, not more intellectual. He's got street smarts. Yeah. Because his name is Diaz. 
but it really should be dumb because he's really fast and the furious <laughs> tell me in that scene where he's talking about family yeah. this is a family and families trust each other and if one person in a family betrays the family <laughs> and he's wearing a tank top he was, he was definitely dominic he's Coretta. totally dom he's like a skinny less impressive dom <laughs> and i'm like they show this guy beating up some random thug but i'm like you ain't raz al ghul you ain't you're, you're not even uh just to show just to show he's a good fighter yeah. Oh, he's a good. He's is he? Could he beat Arrow? No, he shouldn't be close to Arrow level. No. And spoiler up in this episode, he's his ass beat and he's captured. But maybe according to his own plan. So, of course, yeah, it's not he's, over yet. Because he texts her good job. So it's like whatever happened, he wanted it to happen. Because mm-hmm. he's so smart. He's so fucking smart. <laughs> but yeah, it's a rescue Roy episode because Roy's being held captive by Diaz with precious information. So it's he's so smart he was able to find Roy, yeah, or even they didn't know where he was. So Thea has to come out of retirement and don the speedy uniform once again to save the day. Uh, okay, so what you think about this episode, Michael? What you rating? I actually like this episode. Okay, I did you like it? I guess you like it more than Flash. You sound more optimistic. Yeah, about it. I, of course. Yeah, I definitely like this episode more. See, than I didn't. I, I did. I didn't like it more than Inner like, Flash time. I feel like. I liked it a lot more than last week's episode for sure. Oh, I definitely liked it a lot more than last week's oh, episode. God, but like this episode, <laughs> I mean, they kind of had a little bit because Dinah was in this episode. But for the most part, they, they had none it. of that Team B drama. Because Team B wasn't in it. Exactly. Just Dinah Exactly was. my point. And, they could squat. and he was like, he literally was like, all right, bitch, you need to count your titties for one for one episode. We'll put that shit to the side and be adults because we have bigger fish to fry. And she's like, all right. I'm like, thank you, logic. <laughs> and I think part of that is because Renee's not there. Yeah, because he got his throat kicked in, rightfully so. <laughs> like even Curtis, he was just there for like a hot second. He wasn't in this episode. It was just Dinah. I don't remember him. He was in it. He he went to go tell. Remember, he went to go tell uh, Renee's daughter what happened, and then that was it. Oh, what the fuck? Who cares? That was the end of that. That was at the end of his arc. Okay. So that was a way for him to get his paycheck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, but like so yeah, so because they didn't have any of that Team B drama, that's what made. Because I remember we said like once they started doing that. Team A, Team B, like the season started to dip. Mm-hmm. So now that they didn't have that, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the fact that Dinah finally fucking put on her adult pants <laughs> and put shit aside because it's bigger shit that they need to take get taken care of. Uh, I also I, like that uh, at one point she thought everything was cool and she's like, all right, I'll roll up with you guys. Yeah, she's like, and no. And he was like, uh, no, bitch. You don't trust me? I don't, I don't trust, trust you. you. So I'd rather be people... I'm like good. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And plus, I like the like the character moments. Like, I like the fact that they didn't forget the fact that Diggle still wants to be the Green Arrow. Yes. So he brought it up. This time, he brought it up to Oliver. I was like, oh, I'm glad they didn't forget that because I kind of did a little bit. I didn't, but I am happy that they brought it up because I like the fact that Oliver right now himself says that he doesn't know why he's not handing over the the hood back to because he wants he wants that power. I don't think it's about power. I think that he thinks it's a burden. power. Power, power. power. No, I think that he thinks it's a burden. Because I feel like, cause I feel like they kind of hinted at it in this episode where he's like, you know, I gave it to Roy and it cost him his life. He has to be on the run all the time. I gave it to you and he, he like, literally paid for it physically and even strained his relationship with his wife. So he doesn't, he doesn't himself know why yet, but I think the revelation is going to be like, no, it's because I realized that when I put, it's like Batman. If I, if whoever wears this mantle, like it's going to destroy their lives and better me than other people. And also, I think part of, another part of it is because, like, right now the team is fractured. So if if Diggle was to be the arrow, arrow right now, 
and then it's he he it would just be him. Oliver's like, I don't want to be sporting. <laughs> That's just whack, bro. <laughs> Cause like even when 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 Diggle had the mantle before, it was him, Wild Dog, Black Canary, and Mr. Terrific. He had a whole team. Was well, like now if it's just Diggle. That's just Diggle by himself. He can't do it by himself. Oh, yeah, logistically. But, I mean, they can switch costumes. No, he's not going to do that. <laughs> yeah, but I don't think it's about that. I think it's just about, I think he feels, because he's also, you know, Oliver, he's emo as fuck. He is. I mean, yeah, he was blaming himself for not being able to save Roy. Yeah. So, I think that's the whole, that's the whole reason. For, right, Roy, for that, Roy getting captured. If I'm right, is that not my prediction belt? Huh? That's not That's not a prediction. How's that a prediction? <laughs> that's not a prediction. How? It, that's not what's necessarily going to happen. They haven't explained why it, he feels it, the way it, he does. It might. But it didn't. So it is a prediction. No, it's not a prediction. Yes, it is. How is it not a prediction? Because I said so. Oh, because you want me right. Oh, that means it is a prediction. That means I'm going to get another natural belt. <laughs> One step closer to keep prediction. No, you're still baby prediction boy. I only need two more. Uh, but I mean, but, how do you feel about Laurel and her transition? I mean, wait, did you even give your rating yet? Uh, no, because I was still talking, yeah, 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 bitch. I'm sorry. But yeah, but like like I said, I, li- I like, I think the, 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 the move that Laurel made was smart because obviously, you know, they're going to... Uh, Go the route where she's gonna be, she's gonna be the regular Laurel. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why keep her on the show? They're still teasing her like she's the villain. Oh yeah, they they tease us so, so long. It's like, is she good? Is she not? Is she good? Is she not? Like it's like, come on now. She's like Catwoman. Just, just make up your mind. Like Catwoman. But yeah, but overall, I like this. I give this episode more than passable. Solid. Solid more than passable. Um. Wait, what did I get Flash? And I like seeing Thea back. Did I give Flash a low more than passable? You gave it a low more than passable. No, I would give that a sob more than passable. This is a low more than passable. Because I enjoyed it. I really did. Um, I'll, I'm a big Roy fanboy, so I just enjoyed seeing Roy back, even though I was like, that's not my Roy. <laughs> He's being too many cupcakes like me. <laughs> um, and I also like... Um, that they're ending the Thea arc, though I don't like that it's really going to basically write off their show. This is their way to basically have her leave with Roy. I predicted that. Yeah. Wait, yeah. did you? I did. Oh, okay. I said, I think, I think Thea is going to get written off the show with Roy. You're like, no, she's not. Oh, okay. And then they had this conversation. I was like, granted, it hasn't happened yet, but I was like, it's going to happen. I was like, see, unless he dies. I said, or this was, I said, this was going to happen. Oh, but let's jump right into spoilers. Just because we're on this topic now. By the end of the episode, they tease that the League of Shadows is ch- coming to try and find Thea. Oh yeah, I thought that was stupid. No, let's That's talk. So let's talk about random. that later. Let's talk about that later. But I, was, I saw that when I watched the episode. I was like, "What?" Yeah. Okay, but okay, well that ties into more reasons why I give this a low more than passable. Um, I like the character moments in this episode, but I didn't like the structure of the plot in terms of what it's doing to this season. I feel like after Kane and James. They've run out of ideas. Like, I feel like Diaz is... He's not. He's just not. I mean, they tried this episode to make him seem like a, a legitimate villain. To me, he's just bootleg Dom. So he's not a credible threat after you face people like Kane James, um, Raj Al Ghul, Prometheus, all these characters. Like, he is not that. He is a throwaway B-villain at fucking best. Villain of the week. But they try to position him as a main threat, like a kingpin. Fuck out of here. Oh, he's his infiltration of the CCPD is even fucking worse than anything else. I'm like, get the hell out of here, dude. He's not that threatening. Um, so this episode, they by the end of the episode, it's it seems seemingly it's resolved. They they once Arrow tracks the motherfucker down, and they they throw hands. He can't beat 
Thea, really, much less Arrow. So with Arrow, well, he did beat Thea. He had the he had the Arrow. Even team. that's bullshit. We Thea's not been training. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. Thea's he said they said when she was like going back to the field. He's like, you haven't been in good shape since you She's got out of that coma. coma. She hasn't been yeah, out. she hasn't been training. Yeah, because she pretty much was giving up the mantle. Side note, it's really funny that at one point I felt like she was overpowered. I felt at one point she was better than Oliver. Yeah, because she beat fucking Deathstroke at yeah. one point. Like, to the point that Mando Bennett, like, didn't like, like, he disagreed. He didn't want to come back to the show because of that. Yeah, and now they've underpowered her. It's so funny. It's like, it's one extreme or the other. But, but yeah, so by the so he's not really a threat. If Thea, at her weakest, can almost defeat this guy, I'm like, why are you the fucking villain? So when Arrow jumps in and immediately defeats him, I'm like, that, to me, just proved why he is not a villain I'm interested in seeing being carried throughout the rest of the season. Because he's smart. He might not be physically strong. <laughs> he's got street smarts, so he planned to get taken his, down. His street smarts are stronger than Oliver's. It's like, how many Diamond Dozen villains do they have to defeat before he runs out of goons? Because like they, they destroyed his entire team. So I'm like... Well, That's not, I was like, oh, they so they're just killing people now. Because he shot one guy in the chest with an arrow like straight through the chest. Yeah. Diggle shot somebody point blank. That don't make no sense though. They've, they, uh, that's never made sense. I, well, but I actually did. Because like, usually actually, they shoot him in the shoulder, the leg. But no, he shot somebody straight through the chest. Well, they're supposed to be trank darts. No, no, no. I'm not talking about Diggle. I'm talking about Oliver with his arrow. Oh, it went straight through the chest. Oh, I don't remember. Oh, damn. No, I will uh, say. So I was just like, oh, so they're just killing people now. Like, fuck it. But I like the, the action scene, catching Diaz. I felt like that was a really strong action scene. Like one of the best choreographed in a while because mm-hmm. Arrow's been kind of slacking on the choreogra- choreography lately. Mm-hmm. So I was I was impressed by that. Um, by the way, this is all this give and take. So like in the same way, but even still, nothing was good as that card that car scene. That no, had, or, that car scene with Ziggle was the best. Yeah, that was dope as hell. That's just great direction on that. Yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, so so Diaz is not a threat. He's immediately taken out, and yeah, he might have a plan B because at the end he sends a text to uh Black Canary or Black Siren like it's all just as planned. But that to me is just like fucking uh, DeVoe. Who gives a fuck? Like, oh, getting caught was your plan? Never seen that before. It's all part of your plan. I mean, I think she's playing like a triple agent. She definitely is. She's the Catwoman. I don't think they're going to make her actually turn into a villain by the end of this. Yeah. Um, But yeah, that just leads to the the end where it's like, okay, so after King James, now it's Diaz, but it's not. Now it's League of Shadows, but it's not. Like pick a villain like i feel like this, this, this season has well, no i think the league of shadows is only going to be for thea for, i said thea thea but it's going to be at least an episode yeah like, oh, it's going yeah, to be a whole episode you know they're going to fight the league at least once but it's going to be it's going to mostly be for thea not for oliver but i'm just saying like there's no concentrated villain this season they tried doing sinister six like, first it was caden then it was a sinister six kind of angle then it became uh Diaz. Now it's the League of Shadows. I assume it's gonna go back to Diaz. Like, but but none of these villains like alone are strong. Like, I mean, Kian James was close by himself, and it was the strongest when he just focused on him. But now that he's gone, like, there's no focus. So I feel like all of it, all that other stuff was for naught. Like, you build up this great character just to kill him. Like, it's Cottonmouth all over again, really. Mm-hmm. This is all Diamondback. <laughs> all this bullshit is Diamondback. Basically. <laughs> but yeah, like going back to the the ending of this episode, like I thought it was so random how. Uh, uh, Thea and Roy are basically ha- having sex and then the League of Assassins chick is standing out the window like I have found the heiress of the demon and I'm thinking in my head she hasn't been in hiding she's been in a coma all this time and then even when she got out the coma she, <laughs> went, she went right back to work so it's like what do you mean we found her like you didn't know where the fuck she was <laughs> like, that hear, makes no sense no 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 what you didn't hear was the League of Assassins uh, the League of Assassins member on the other end 
uh, sending her message back like, God damn it, Karen, you've been on that job for months. You are terrible at your job. <laughs> <laughs> I've been busy. <laughs> no, I, Karen. <laughs> I've been at Big Belly Burger. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Cynthia. You don't understand. <laughs> but I'm like, okay, where's Thea been? I have found the daughter. Where has she been? She's been right there. It's stupid. What do you mean you found her? It's dumb. It's directionless. This season is it's becoming about nothing. And then I'm also like, and why now? She's been out. She's been awake for months. Why now? I don't know. It's stupid. It's very stupid. <laughs> and Roy's like, hey, Thea, you want to just leave the show? Hmm. Maybe I, the whole convo with Oliver and Thea was legit like, you know, I've been thinking, I think you should just leave the show. <laughs> and she's like, maybe I should leave the show. I mean, remember last season, like she she just dropped out for a couple of, couple of episodes. Yeah, it's, the writing's like, on the wall. Yeah, like she was just gone. Yeah, it's a damn shame too, because I really liked Roy and I really liked the relationship. The, yeah, once the, the when, relationship. when I saw all of them back together, like the original. Granted, they're not the original, but like season two, Team Arrow, Roy, and of course Thea joined. You liked the it better, didn't you? I was like, yeah, I was like, this is what I want. Get rid of Dinah. Get rid of Wild get rid Dog. Of, get rid of Wild Dog. I, mean, I liked Renee until now, but you don't need him. Miss Terrific, eh, I mean... Yeah, uh, get But it, 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 those characters made the show feel different. Like, it, I don't know, the, the the chemistry, what the show was about then, the, the tone of the show then, I just felt like that's when the show was at its best. So seeing all these characters so back yeah, again so reminded me of that. Felicity, Roy, Diggle, Oliver, and now Thea, like, just let that be Team Arrow. It would have been nice if Thea is the one that became Artemis and that Roy stay as Arsenal. I really liked the he he was a better Kid Flash on Arrow than Kid he, Flash. Oh, is he definitely Flash. was. Like in his prime, I love their chemistry when they were like psychics and you know mentor. Uh huh. I, sh- I shipped them together. Oh, season two. <laughs> Ro- Rolliver. I don't want to wait for season two to be over. <laughs> I'm like they're, they're they got they're having many different sex positions in my head. <laughs> All right, moving on. <laughs> Ry- Rolliver, hashtag. And moving on. <laughs> nope, nope. Let's get into Roy, Black Lightning. And we know Carlton Haynes is gay in real life. <laughs> Equinox Book of Fate. So <laughs> go down on him and give him a blowjob. <laughs> oh, gosh. Anissa has powers now. We have to protect her. Together, Dad and I can put an end to the 100 once and for all. Show me how to do this. This road you're on, it only leads to heartbreak and pain. We need to have a conversation. Talk. Bring out the body bags, I'm about to kill them, deliver them to the mortician. It's either her or you. Alright, let's, let's talk Black Lightning, bro. Let's just, let's just give our ratings real quick and shit right in the sports. I just want to talk about this episode. Um, So this episode is the aftermath of Nissa finding out that her father, even though it should be obvious... Nissa? Is- Oliver? No. Nissa Nissa Al, Al Ghul? Anissa? No, you said Nissa. Whatever. Don't they call her Nissa in the show? I don't know. Maybe they do, but I'm just thinking Nissa Al Ghul. Whatever. Anissa, uh, after finding out that her father's black lighting, which she should have known because a tiny ass mask, <laughs> uh, she wants to join his fight in crime. But of course, the father and her mother says no. Um, and that's kind of how, kind of how they did it in the comics. Like when she discovered her powers, they was like. Well, in the comics, they said, uh, but she's already done it in the, in the show. But they were like, if you decide, they, we want you to get your education. So go finish your you know, degree and go to medical school and all that other stuff. Once you graduate college and you decide you still want to be a superhero, then we got nothing to say. Because by that point, you're an adult. 
Really? Yeah. That's interesting. So she went to school. She got her medical degree and all that other stuff. And she was like, no, I want to still want to be a superhero. <laughs> Not this version. She's like, I got a call to adventure, mother. <laughs> I must go. Because, I mean, technically, this one is already a med student, so. Yeah. That's just true. It's a little bit later in her life. Um, so mistrust is building within Team Black Lightning. Yeah. Some bullshit with Gambia is finally coming to a head. Can't trust, can't trust white people. Can't trust white people. <laughs> <laughs> and as you shouldn't, because it turns out Gambia seems like he's fucking John Wick. Like, what was he? Was John Wick a prequel to his life? Like, it was. He, I don't know what the hell he liked. He was taking out a bunch of people. Yeah. And uh, what the the what's that guy's name? Uh, Toledo. Yeah, whatever his fuck his name is. Yeah, the is. guy that Black Lightning tried to oh, kill. Yeah, he took out his whole episode. like he took out his whole crew. Solo. Meanwhile, Black Lightning's having a seizure fit and couldn't do it. This guy was <laughs> old man rolled in with a gun and a fedora and By himself. Him. Like like Bruce Willis in this new movie that he's in Death Oh Death, Death, Death Wish. Wish. Do you have Death Wish? <laughs> yeah, killed no killed Toledo no probs. Cause he basically didn't even, the, didn't even flinch. Yeah, ironically, he got the green light from <laughs> Ava. <laughs> Was that green light? No, no, no. I mean, he uh, making it's a pun. Uh, like, Ava what? gave him the green light. Get it? Like yeah. the go ahead. Oh. She, she told him to, to kill him. Slam. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but green light is a part of this episode because it creates. Uh, if there's mistrust within Black Lightning's team, there's a parallel. Where's also mistrust building within uh, the villainous underbelly of the city so tobias and his rivalry rivalry with lady eve comes to a head uh he wants to first he just becomes a thing where he wants to push out the green light in the city because of that fight with uh the guy that we thought was gonna be uh what's the face glenn gary or gary, the stunt guy the stunt we know guy. For those that don't know, uh, we know a stunt guy named Gary. He he was literally the guy in this episode of Black Lightning. You guys know him. I just know him you from afar. You met him. I know, I've seen him from afar. We met him at the BlurCon. But anyway, we did a fight scene coming around the studios with him. Shout out to Gary. But uh, he's the guy that we thought Glenn was when we had Glenn on the podcast because he also was friends with Gary. But Gary was the, the dude in the cage match that, with Tobias in the beginning with, of the episode. With the beard. He said the beard wasn't uh, real. Yeah, the beard's fake. But I didn't even recognize him. I didn't realize it until I saw him make a post. But about I mean, it. that's the thing. Which you didn't recognize. You didn't recognize Tessa Thompson. It's a big fake beard, <laughs> man. I told you, I'm weak with beards. <laughs> Tessa Thompson doesn't have a scene. Tessa Thompson doesn't have a beard. She just had on glasses and annihilation. You didn't know that was her. Things that cover your face. <laughs> Jill Scott had on nothing. She she was just Jill Scott. You didn't know that was Jill Scott. <laughs> She's scary. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a, that's racist. <laughs> I meant she was intimidating. Whatever. <laughs> anyway, but but yeah. Uh, wait, fuck! I lost my train of thought. What was I saying? Gary uh, Beard. You didn't know it was him. Oh yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize it was him. But uh, you saw his post. It was just fucking dope that I know a guy that had a full on bout with the main villain of Black Lightning. Well, you guys ass trashed, but hopefully, you still fought him. Hopefully, one day you'll see me on TV and you can be like, I know him. <laughs> That's my friend Michael. I know him. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe one day. And he's gay. <laughs> He got his ass beat by a kingpin or something. <laughs> but yeah, he's he's hyped up on green on green light. That's why he was like super strong. But Gary's just big like that in real life. Yeah, that dude's massive. Um, but yeah, so there ends up being a rival, rival an escalation in the rivalry between Tobias and Lady Eve. Spoilers by the end of the episode: Lady Eve is killed. Like goddamn. Which I was I was like, damn, they killing her already. I do, but if you think about it. I feel like they might have been filming all of her scenes in the same day. Cause they're always in that same location. Maybe not the same day, but like within the same couple of days. Like yeah, the same you know what I'm week. saying? Yeah. Like they're they're always like in the same kind of like closed location, just that one room. 
I'm like, I feel like you only had. I mean, I guess it time. makes sense. Jill Scott's busy. She's touring and yeah. doing music and stuff like that. So, but to be fair, she did go out like a fucking boss. Like she went out like a G. She, she took out most of the henchmen herself, and then ended up getting killed by just like a cheap shot from the back. But like that effect on her dead body, like that—that that was like, gruesome. I was like, "Damn, <laughs> you did just got dirty." <laughs> her face all burnt up. But I mean, this is another thing I thought was a positive for the episode. They're doing a lot of things where I feel like they're taking elements from BVS or like DC EU in general and doing them better because he's pulling Tobias is essentially pulling Lex Luthor here. Where he's framing, framing, framing uh, Black Lightning. Yeah, with those guns that kind of shoot lightning blasts or whatever the hell. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of smart. And kind of like Luke Cage even, but again, better because it's not Diamondback running around going, "I'm Luke Cage." <laughs> and the whole uh, city doesn't have those fucking uh, Judas bullets. Judas, yeah, Judas bullets yeah, or whatever. Judas bullets. Which still causes a problem. We'll talk about it when we talk about the trailer, but... Oh, yeah, I forgot about the trailer. Yeah. Yeah, they do. The whole police department <laughs> you has... can't blast me! <laughs> you sure about that? <laughs> but, yeah, anyway. But, um... So, yeah, this is, give, me, give me your rating. Let's just jump into some, some different specifics. Uh, Overall, I like this episode. There was some stuff that happened that made me go, whoa, what the fuck? Like, the ending. Okay. And... Even like we mentioned the killing. I mean, you talking about let's talk about spoilers. We just mentioned Jill Scott got killed. That's a spoiler. <laughs> yeah, I'm aware of spoilers. I'm just saying, just throw your rating out. Yeah, we'll oh, just jump I, right into it. Uh, uh, I'll just throw it out. Uh, so I give it a more than passable. I give this episode a more than passable. Okay, yeah. I'm with you. I really liked it. So let's jump right into spoilers. Um, uh, again, I love the family moments in this episode. Oh, um, uh, I was gonna say, what's your rating? You just said you agree. Yeah, more than passable. Yeah. Um, maybe a, like a high more than passable. Nah. Nah, more passable. No, song. more than passable. The thing I really like, I like how in tune or in touch the family are with each other. Yes. Like when Jennifer could smell the drama. <laughs> not even, but, like, but it goes back to when uh, Anissa. What you guys was, doing? <laughs> it goes back to when Anissa was lying to her mother, and she's like, "No, I know you. Like you weren't into that girl. Like, and, and they keep yeah. doing that. Like every time they somebody lies, or they like they know something is going going They've wrong. They made the family a character. Well, unlike other shows, they just like something's going on and people, they just ignore it. Like, yeah, they're not wise to it at all. Not at all. They treat them like a friend or like anything, like any other relationship. But this family dynamic is, is purposely being made strong. Even the lie that they came up with was like, oh, yeah, they wanted me to get a test. Like, you could tell in her eyes, she's like, yeah, I don't believe that shit. Yeah, she's like, oh, but that's it? That's the reason? It's <laughs> like, whenever you guys are ready to tell me, I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Cause, but, but I like that. She was like, yeah, something's wrong with y'all too why because uh, I'm wearing your shirt and you don't notice and it's like you guys are quiet I'm like see I like that she was able to literally point out all the things that they were doing that was re- weird like if, if, if it was normal you wouldn't be doing this you would have asked me a thousand questions about this like yeah I like that a lot yeah um same thing we even just the conversations between uh Anissa and her mother and Anissa and Jefferson by the end but I like even the angle of um you know before this Anissa's mother's been saying that she doesn't want Jefferson to get back into crime fighting because it might have been addiction. Jefferson even brings that up to her himself. But she makes it a point to be like, I'm not saying like have her like train her or have her be in the field because I want her this life for her. But I am saying that I know her daughter and I know that she wants this. And if I can stop do it, her, yeah, she's gonna do it regardless of what safe. I say. Yeah. So she's like, I'm not advocating for her. I'm not saying that like, she should be doing this, but if she is going to, I need you to be the person to keep her safe. 
Like, I liked that. It was a real moment. Because he was just like, uh, why are you telling me to, like, train her, basically, when at the same time you told me it was an addiction? She's like, I'm not saying I don't think it's not an addiction. I'm just saying for the greater good of our daughter, you need to be out there helping her. Like, and I was like, that's real. That's a nice moment. And then by the end, I like that Black Lightning, Jefferson, finally came to terms with the fact that he's been kind of douchey the last two episodes at some point. Not not the entire time, or not like in all instances, but like there's been moments where he's like acted out of rage or hypocrisy, and he kind of owned up to it this episode. Mm -hmm. And by the end, he tells her like, you know what? I want I'm gonna train you, and I want you to be better than me. I like that he gave her like the Robert Downey Jr. um, the Peter Parker thing. Yeah, be better than me. Yeah. Or like what Vegeta said to Kaba. I want you to surpass me. Yeah. Like, I don't want you to just emulate me and, like, you know, be like me. I want you to be better. I'm like, yeah. Or, uh, Legacy. but funny enough, like, Gamby, I'm like, he's going overboard. Like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to make you a new suit. I'm going to make it more bullet. You're, like, you're already bulletproof, but I'm going to make it more bulletproof. And I'm going to give you this. <laughs> I'm going to give you, I'm like, calm down. <laughs> he's so excited. He's such a fanboy for them. <laughs> I'm like, calm down. <laughs> even though, he's not evil. Even he's though, such a fanboy. I'm like, no, like, you're secretly, like, betraying them. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't think he's going to betray them. I feel nah. like it's this, he has to play both sides. And I think he's not lying about he's doing it also to protect Jefferson to some extent. I don't feel like he's lying. Well, no, yeah, I don't think he's going to actively betray them. But the fact that he's lying is a betrayal. And that he has yeah. all these secrets and connections to Tobias and yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I remember, I remember before we talked about the longevity of the villains. And you were like, how long do you think Tobias is going to be a villain? They've kind of teased already that there's a shadow board above him and even Ava. Or yeah. Eve, I mean, Lady Eve. Um, we said, I'm going to talk to the shadow board. Yeah, I can't make a move with the shadow board. I'll be killed. I might as well be signing my I'm death like, sentence. what? Is this Avengers all over again? Remember when Nick Fury was talking to the, the nameless faces mm-hmm. or whatever? Basically. It's the evil. It's the League of or Evil. Or like, uh, what's, what, what, what is the name of the group from uh, Young Justice? Before they oh. reveal their before they reveal their faces, welcome to the light. The light, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what that is. Basically. <laughs> um, green light. <laughs> the green light. <laughs> but yeah, so there's, there's they've already set it up where like, you know, there's gonna be other villains. Just in, there's already a hierarchy. I just hope they have powers. <laughs> that's that's really I mean Tobias has powers. Kinda, but What do you mean kinda? He's super strong. Yeah, but you don't really see it that much except he for like he just fought Gary I'm saying, but even, <laughs> hiked up on Venom Gary but even then it's like it, you don't see like kind of like when Buffy kicks somebody like they go flying mm. you don't really see that like even when he was fighting Gary it just seemed like a regular or when Supergirl like you like you like they even hit the like when they when she throws a punch they do something with like the base so you know it's like a strong oh, super punch I'm not saying punch. he's that super strong I'm just saying well, no, I'm not saying he's strength. as strong as, as her but I'm just saying they don't it just seems like a regular fight it doesn't seem like a hyped up guy on, on green light fighting a superpower guy I think they pretty much established it by the it fact it just seemed that like a regular a- fight I don't think it's a regular fight when it's a giant dude like Gary fighting a dude that's not giant like Tobias and he's destroying Gary. Like it's not even like a fight. He hit Tobias once and he was like, "That's all you got." Well, no, I'm not saying that. He you're does, saying that it could look I'm stronger. Saying, yeah, I'm saying it doesn't look like it's a super powered fight. Yes, I will give you that. But they are establishing that he is much stronger than a normal person. Yes. Yeah, even in other episodes where like that he's been choking people, like just like look how strong I am, <laughs> where he lifts him off the ground completely. That's just to show you how strong he is. But yeah, they're not showing him like he's like Supergirl or even like you know Ultra Bane strong. Really. Or even like Monel. Like it seems like he's kind of like Monel strong. Yeah, he's like realistic strong. Or like I mean, like, like Captain that. America strong, more or less. I would think he's stronger than that. Even Captain America takes hits harder than he was taking hits from Gary. 
know what I mean? And Gary's supposed to be super strong because he's hyped up on green light. Mm-hmm. So it's like he's doubly strong. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I don't know. They've, they, at least they've established that there's more villains. And in this episode, they've made him even more. They, they basically did a kingpin where he took away the one thing that kind of humanized him, which was his sister. Now his sister's been killed. Yeah, sister's dead. Yeah. And Black Lightning was fighting to keep her alive, right? Alive, yeah. Like, I'm kind of confused. I, I missed it. What shot her? Was it a stray bullet? I think it was a stray bullet, yeah. Did I have anything else I want to All like gunfire was going on trying to take out Black Lightning. Yeah. Oh, I like that. that. I, I, yeah, I like that, that shield that he made. Yeah, that sequence was cool. It looked better than that Kamehameha you did last week. <laughs> Kamehameha. <laughs> that looked terrible. Um, I also like, like this episode where he I'm like, this. have Wally be on this show. I'm pretty sure it would be utilized better. Agreed. But I like the moment where um, his sister comes in, Tobias' sister comes in, and they, they just kept pressing this episode that he loves his sister and hates black people. He's like, jazz. The only thing Negroes no, I think Negroes right. ever did right. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, Jesus, man, I get it. <laughs> you don't like black people. <laughs> <laughs> irony uh, well, I, mean, I guess I kind of get it you know with him being an albino he probably mm-hmm. gets even like people like our complexion or like I'm pretty sure you've gotten it like the fact that you like comics or you talk why are you talking white yeah he was ostracized yeah he's ostracized by ostracized his own him. ostracized by his own people even his father like you know you ain't black what did, what did his father say you non you light black person or something he, he said some something. shit yeah he says he called him something yeah. I don't remember so I can get why he has like a deep hatred for quote unquote black culture I get it I get it I'm just saying like damn bro <laughs> stop rubbing it in <laughs> um is there anything else we can talk about black lighting uh I'm ready for her to get the suit same I thought that was interesting that they did make a note that remember before we were talking about the bulletproofness of her that she does have to be holding her breath. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they've established that she does have to be holding her breath to be bulletproof. So I guess that suit is necessary. So don't get shot in the head. Like, <laughs> no. There's no helmet. It's just like a mask. And then how bulletproof is she? Because because she stop like if she shot in the head, will she will that bounce off of her? Or is it like with Luke Cage? Well, Luke Cage is bulletproof, but once he he got shot in the head, he ended up in the hospital. <laughs> if it's a high caliber gun at point blank, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's let's move on. Let's get into and uh, she called she called Grace back in this episode. Grace, the uh, Asian girl, the, the bartender. Oh, she did. I don't yeah. remember that. It's like she called her back. It's like, hey, Grace, I miss you. Oh, okay. Fuck, fuck you. How do you remember that? Uh, I, I might have looked away. I don't know. I was doing other gays. Okay, like, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that say it wasn't. <laughs> All right, let's let's. Speaking of gay, let's talk about a wrinkle in time, Michael. <laughs> gay isn't happy. <laughs> no. Gay isn't what the fuck am I watching no. as a trip of a movie. It's the happiest movie ever. Yeah, okay, let's let's talk about a wrinkle in time. Imagine 91 billion light years traveled like that. Your father is lost in the universe. My father's alive. We believe he is. And we're here to help you find him. This is my favorite planet in the entire galaxy. No offense to Earth. You're going to be tested Run! every step of the way. Get away from him! Be a warrior. Do you trust me? I trust you! (laughs) 
I didn't want to see this movie, Michael. This is yet another movie you've dragged me to. I was like, let's watch this, man. It's good. We can talk about it for the podcast. I'm like, yeah. I've, I've heard bad things about it going into it. It's not really my type of movie anyway. Cause I've never read the original book that it's based on. So I don't even know the source material that well. What does that mean? That's not my thing. So like going into it, you've, you've already got a hill to get over. From I mean, there's a lot this. of stuff that you, we've watched that you didn't read the original. You don't read anyway. <laughs> no, but I'm saying like I'm, I don't even have like a, a a foot in the I don't know a stake in the game. I like, I don't have anything that endears me to this property. So like I'm going into this blind. So all I know about it is Oprah has white hair. That's all I knew. <laughs> Oprah has white hair. It's about a little black girl. She, and she learned. All, she learned Ultra Instinct. <laughs> <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I wish it'd be a better movie if that happened. <laughs> but yes, Wrinkle in Time, based on the I don't even know I didn't do any research, so I don't know what year this book came out. Do you know what year book came out? Like the sixties, I think. Is that old? Oh uh, uh, yeah, it came out a while ago. Oh wow. I mean I know it was supposedly it was said that it was something that would never be able to be filmed, like basically unfilmable. And after seeing this movie, I would agree with that statement because this shit was nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't even know where to start. It was madness. I mean, I guess it's just, we'll just do our, our ratings and then jump in the spoilers. I mean, you're already talking, so go ahead. <laughs> you want me to give you my review first? I mean, you're already talking, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um... So after Black Panther, this was like the other movie that people were looking toward for like, oh, this is a movie about representation. Like it's the little black girl is the, the lead character. Um, black director. I, I is that what it was in the original book too? No, no. Meg is white. Everybody's white. In the original I mean, book. 1960. So. Okay, fair. I don't know. Maybe I thought maybe it was really progressive. So I guess no. not. Okay. So. It's only progressive in the fact that a, a little girl, a girl was the leading character. Oh, okay. It was progressive for then. Yeah. Got you. Um... So, I don't even know where to start with this shit. <laughs> so, I don't have any knowledge of the source material. I mean, a book from the 60s, I've heard it wasn't even something that was filmable. From what I've seen, it wasn't. Going into it, I was, I only knew hearsay. I didn't really read reviews, but I did see like the Metacritic score was, or the Rotten Tomatoes score was low. What was it, like 10%? 15%? Right now, I think it's at 40 40 percent yeah okay so i'm even guesstimating lower but all right 40 percent and i just heard like the headlines like oh it's not good oh it's a narrative mess blah 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 blah. but you know this being a movie that had representation kind of in the forefront that was kind of like how i saw it being spun online in the same breath i saw people talking about black panther like yes black excellence black girl magic blah blah blah, blah. the same thing was kind of being said for for you know regular time I didn't care <laughs> because I didn't have any stakes in the regular time game. But, you know, uh, on the sidelines, I was still, you know, black power, rooting for it. Hope is great. Because I knew if it was bad, it'd be a, see, this is why black people can't have nothing. <laughs> you see, this is why black people can't have big budget movies. <laughs> like, what's the budget of this movie? Uh, Over 200 million, I think. Why? Why? Yeah, let me look it up. This shit doesn't even need sixty million. Let me look it up. This shit, it, what a waste of money because the CG looked like shit. This entire movie, Michael. So just to give people a synopsis, people don't know what this movie's about. I'll be honest, I saw the movie. I really still don't know what it's about. <laughs> but it's about a little girl, a little black girl named Meg. The budget is one hundred and three million. That's far too much money for this shit. <laughs> like, do you think it should been cost? This should have cost more than Deadpool. I mean, they had a lot more visual effects in this movie than Deadpool. 
But to what end? It was a giant green screen. <laughs> it looked like and shit. Exactly. You needed to, you needed to have Reese Witherspoon turn into a lettuce a lettuce wrap. <laughs> a giant flying lettuce wrap. Want to be never ending story bullshit whimsy thing? Yeah, it needed that. Michael, you're right. Deadpool had a CGI. Remember the 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 freeze frame car flip thing? Yeah, but that's not as much as fucking flowers coming to <laughs> coming to so life. So you don't throw money at it to make something look good. You use CGI effectively. You don't like just regurgitate CGI no, on the screen. You need to give it $103 million. To look like shit throughout. <laughs> it looked like a freaking PS3 game the entire movie. If I'm making fun of Black Panther for how it looked in the third act, this shit looked like that the entire movie. There's a point midway into this movie where I shit you not. I looked at Michael and was like, bruh, they are literally balancing on a bunch of green screen blocks right now, clearly. That entire remember in the um when they go visit Zach Galifianakis? Uh-huh. Yeah, that entire scene. Yeah. That shit looked like it looked terrible. It looked <laughs> like Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I didn't, see, I didn't even see that movie. But you've seen it, you've seen images of it, yeah, right? I see images. <laughs> it looked that fucking bad, Michael. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, this is like this is like like embarrassing. It's so fucking bad. And just speaking of Zach Galifianakis, they threw celebrities at this. Oprah's in it, Zach Galifianakis, Michael Pena. Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Mindy Kaling. Chris Pine. Chris Pine as the father. Jam-packed with celebrities. But for what? Like, there's no story, and there's no character, there's no depth, and there's no real fucking direction or imagination. And I feel back. I think the director's even the black woman, right? Ava DuVernay, yeah. <sighs> Sweet summer child. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. Was it a black writer too? That I don't know. I hope not. Look that up while I'm talking. Because <laughs> I'm. it's depressing that Oh, she tries so hard. But the story basically revolves around a little black girl named Meg who has a father and mother. They're both scientists. Chris Pine's her father. I don't remember the, the mother's name, but it's a black woman. Um, so she's a little mixed kid. And you talking about the mother, the the actress's name? Yeah. Gugu Mbathara. Okay, all right, there you go. I'm not going to repeat that. I'll get it wrong. I will never be able to say it correctly. Um, it's racist. I'm just being real. Um, I'm being respectful, really. <laughs> I'm not butchering the language. Um, but yeah, it's about a little black girl who dreams of a life of science and whimsy and adventure and fantasy with her father, who's also a scientist, who, who is a scientist. And her, her scientist father has this, this theory that you can warp and bend space-time with love and if you think i'm being facetious if you think i'm making a joke right now if you think i'm literally just trying to make fun of this story i am not when i tell you there is literally a moment in this movie where the eureka aha moment of how do i get this scientific invention to work how, how do i invent essentially a a space-time dimension hopping machine without having a machine is love are I just I just looked it up. The screenwriter is a white woman. Thank God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can point the finger somewhere. <laughs> because the, the screenplay is shit. No one in this movie talks like a fucking person. Nobody. Oh, yeah. The, like, there's a moment where the, the, the little boy, not not the little boy, but her love interest, he looks at uh, Storm Reed's character, Meg, and he says something along the lines of, you don't even know how wonderful you really are. I'm like, kids don't talk like that. None of the kids. For, there's a There's a... 
three kid characters and none of them talk like children. But worse, he that kid specifically, her love interest is like high. He's high movie. the whole movie. Yeah, he just, <laughs> he just says the weirdest shit. Like, oh, why am I here? I feel like I was meant to be here. Like it's it's supposed to be whimsical, but it's like this this movie aims for whimsy. He was, he and was, sm- he was smoking like weed laced with like LSD. <laughs> It, it aims whimsy and hits cringy and awkward. That's that's what the dialogue ends up being. All of it. There's like the three fairy characters, Oprah, the other girl, and the Indian woman. I don't fucking know. They like one of the one of them even just talks in like really cringy quotes the entire movie. It's so stupid. Like it, it's like the worst version of Bumblebee almost from Transformers. It's like this is so gimmicky and dumb. Like characters will change into CGI monsters just out of the fucking blue. It makes no fucking sense. Hey, but I'm getting off topic. But the I'm, love interest, he looks like Chris Colfer from Glee. And this is uh this Chris Colfer. Oh yeah, he, he looks That's just what I'm like saying. Him. He looks just I'm like, is that his brother? Creepy, non-threatening white kid. That's what he looked like. <laughs> Handsome, Amber Crombie white kid. That's what he looked like. Oh my god. But yeah, so the father, he he tries to make a space-time warp machine out of just love by by somehow no, not, not even just love you had to you just you just got to feel it you just got to feel the frequency yeah the frequency of love just feel it if you just think about it real hard you can teleport anywhere in the universe whatever the Inst- fuck instantaneously and then surprise surprise he gets laughed out of the scientific community because of his crazy ass theory and it's like uh, yeah you have a crazy ass theory i don't feel bad for you you're crazy yeah then he's like why don't they get it I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, you haven't like, explained it to even the audience for us to get it. And then, funny enough, one of the scenes that was in the trailer where uh, Meg's character had she had like a rope. I don't know. Have you seen the trailers? Yeah. She had like a rope, and she was explaining like a wrinkle in time, and she was like it folds or something like that. That scene wasn't even in the yeah, movie. Yeah, like, that wasn't in the movie. That wasn't in the movie. That's stupid. All fucking stupid. <laughs> but then her father disappears, and four years pass. And she becomes the most picked on person. For some reason, your father disappearing makes you the the subject of ridicule at school. I don't know how that works. Like your dad left you, ha ha, <laughs> because people aren't like people, so they're just assholes for no reason. So they give her a character, like a character, a character, I guess, that gives her a reason to, I don't know, support the very thinly veiled message of this movie, which is to love yourself. Whatever the fuck. I feel like this whole movie, just to, just to summarize what I think the plot is about, I feel like it's all just about learning to love yourself yeah. is the greatest love of all. I feel like the, the actual writer, of the, like the screenplay or the movie or the book or whoever the, this plot, wherever this plot is from, somebody somewhere lost their father and they spent a lot of their life trying to come to terms with that and trying to love themselves beyond, like, after feeling abandoned by him. So well, like, I think I think there's I I think I read somewhere is they I mean for the most part even though they had issues with it it followed the book, but is that the point of the book? Is that the the analogy? I think so. I mean I read the book a long time ago, like when I was in fourth grade, or so, but it was so long I don't fucking remember. Because it makes the worst fucking mistakes. The only, in the only thing about the book that I remember, I was like the first half. I'm like this shit is boring, but then like it got to the second half. I was like I'm actually starting to get into it, but then I, I can't I couldn't tell you what happened though. 
you know why you can't? Because if it's seen like this fucking movie, what how you, what are you can describe? But no. There's these flowers, and it grabbed her from falling out, or grabbed the boy from falling out of the sky. It was the other time. Uh, there's this guy who lives in a lava place. And, I mean, that a lot of people thinking real hard. But that a lot of people that <laughs> love the book. He can teleport. Stupid. So I'm just like, I don't. But yeah, I'm like, I don't remember the book like at all. Because there's no things that happen in the fucking movie. If 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 the events in the movie are what happened in the book. Of course you forget. They're non-events that happen in the fucking movie. It's just like, all right, here's a scene. Moving on. But I'm pretty here's sure it, it was, it's way more impactful in the book as opposed to in the movie. That's why they say the movie is so... Un- That's why they said this book is so unfilmable. I would like to know how they described one of the three witches they meet transforming into a leaf wrap monster. <laughs> a, le- a lettuce wrap? Yeah, a lettuce wrap monster and flying over the fucking... Vegetarians! Over Narnia or some shit. I'm like... How do they how do they describe that in the book? I want to I want to know how do they describe it and if this is an accurate representation of what that was supposed to be like. This is stupid. And then like not only the characters suck, not only is it the humor fucking juvenile, not only is the like the plot weak and fucking convoluted as fuck, but then somehow they have the most basic fucking villain premise of just, "Hey man, you know what's evil? Big evil with smoke clouds, just like Galactus." They definitely pulled a Galactus. That's what's evil. And that represents all evil. And then they take it a step further by making... This is spoilers, but I'm just going to say it and then give my rating and let you talk. But they make the fucking... (laughs) The the worst actor in the goddamn movie. The the youngest kid actor. Charles Wallace. The most cringy character in the fucking movie. And it's so weird that they kept calling... Like, they didn't say CW or just Charles or Wallace. Wallace. It's Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. Charles Wallace. Like... It's not. It's not. My name cute. is Michael Lamar, but nobody calls me Michael Lamar the whole time. It's not cute. It's not endearing. It's not like quirky. It's just. I feel like they were just trying to make him seem different. He's. The, but it's all just telling me he's the smartest kid in the oh, universe. Yeah, they did that. He's the smartest in the universe. Why? Or, he seems like he has Aspergers, or has some. There's something wrong with him. It doesn't seem like he's like normal. <laughs> That's not. It doesn't seem genius to me. Oh, how does he know the witches? Don't know. Don't know anything. <laughs> But then he ends up being the villain or possessed by the villain or some shit. And then you have your main villain being a little weird ass kid who's like literally he's like he's throwing a hissy fit during the movie. And they just filmed it. It was like, you know what? It's good enough. He's intimidating, right? <laughs> ah! <laughs> like that's how he sounds. He sounds like an angry Jamie. The entire movie. That's racist. <laughs> no, it's not. Because he's a little Asian boy. Was he Asian? <laughs> he, yeah, he was, yeah, he's Asian. I thought he was like Spanish or something. No, he's like Filipino or something. Okay, well, whatever. He had the Jamie voice. Ah! <laughs> Especially when he turned evil. Then it was like that whole, like, oh my God, shut up. <laughs> and then they randomly had another voice. An older voice. Yeah, the, well, you have to I'm, have that deep evil voice. Otherwise, you don't know it's evil. <laughs> like what? <laughs> we have to defeat the, the bad bad. What is the bad bad? I don't remember what the name is, but it basically was the bad bad. What is the bad bad? It's the, it's the, the thing it. that's all the it's bad called, it's feelings. It's called the it. Oh, the it. That's right. Pennywise. <laughs> yeah. It's all the bad feelings in the universe. Except less intimidating. That's some Care Bear shit. You realize that, right? The the, the bad feeling bullshit yeah, and then the, the kid the, villain. The, the, and then and it, and it was a, and it ended up being a cloud. That is Care Bears. That is Care Bears. <laughs> this fucking shit is Care Bears. <laughs> Poor Vision. <laughs> Almost Mr. Magoo. But... I mean, I get, the lead was okay sometimes, and Oprah was all right, but she was barely in it. She wasn't even like a main character, so what the fuck? Poor fucking Vision, Michael. This shit was trash. <laughs> I hate you for making me see this. What did you think? All right, don't interrupt me because I know how you get. I'm not. Go for it. 
because I'm about to say something that you probably won't know where I'm going with this. Okay. Okay. So wrong. <laughs> <laughs> so starting out with this movie, like this was definitely on my list of top ten most anticipated movies of the year. Oh wait, we didn't finish. Just just to put a pin in the, the plot, and then of course, if you didn't know where I was going. The father disappears, so the whole movie is trying to find the father because he ended up tapping into that the feel the feel good energy. Yeah, fu- uh, funny enough, they call it a tesseract to 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 tra- traverse to uh, space and time, space and time, and all. They call it tesseract, so to tesser. Yeah. So this Loki is Loki was right. Yeah, I'm waiting for the fucking Infinity War crossover. So Thanos, yeah, Thanos crossover. Ugh. That's where the Soul Stone is. But yeah, the movie's about <laughs> trying to find her father, and if you if you have any brain. Yeah, they find her fucking father. Of course they do. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, take it away, Michael. But yeah, what I was saying, like, so this was definitely like, I would say, if I remember my list correctly, I think this was my ninth most anticipated movie of this year. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> and so... Yeah, you have good taste. <laughs> no, fuck you. It's it's not because I, I mean, I, I didn't know if it was going to be good or not, but I thought, I was hoping. No, because hope. <laughs> Yeah, watching the trailers. Shut the fuck up. I said don't interrupt me. Nah, <laughs> so, watching the trailers, the trailers left me, you know, unfulfilled, unenthused. And it, it didn't, watching the trailers, it didn't make me go, oh shit, this is going to be a great movie. But I was hoping because, and, and also going back to the, like, they didn't market John Carter of Mars, right? Like, the trailers for that, I was like, this movie's going to suck. And then I watched that. And it sucked. I, no, John Carter <laughs> Mars was good. I enjoyed that right, movie. I guess. But they just didn't know how to market it. I feel like that movie should have made more than it did. And it should have got a sequel. But they didn't know how to market it. So they didn't make money. So I was like, okay, maybe that would be the same situation. Mm-hmm. And plus, for what this movie represented, you know, you got a black woman director. This is the first time a black woman director has been given a movie with a $100, $100 million budget. Mm-hmm. I like Ava DuVernay. I like, I like Selma. Important for the culture. Yeah, I, I, was I, good. <laughs> I, re- I really enjoy Selma. Yeah. I enjoy Queen Sugar, which is a show she has on OWN. So, and uh, also she has a Netflix uh, documentary called The 13th, which is about the pr- prison system and, and black people and how it affects us. I've heard it got really great reviews. Okay. So because of that, like I was excited. And plus, you know, black girl lead in a fantasy genre. Yeah. So I'm like, so for all the things that the movie represented and plus because of what there's the movie represented, like I was going into it like, yeah, I want to support it. You know, hopefully it's good. I'm expecting it to be good because I'm a fan of Ava. Mm-hmm. And then I actually start, started to watch the movie. <laughs> I've never looked at you so many times during a movie. <laughs> and yeah, and funny enough, like, what the fuck are we watching? Like, it, from from the moment the movie started until the end, like, it got to the point where you thought it was a comedy because Jordan and I were laughing the entire movie. Like, I felt like, bad for the couple next to us. Yeah, I felt us. bad for the couple next to us because we were just like, what the fuck is going on? Like, stuff was happening that they never explained. Nope. There was no explanation. There was no rules in the world. Shit, there were no happened. rules. Like shit would happen just to happen. And we're like, why is this happening? For reasons. Same thing I had with like, what we talked about with Annihilation. We were just like, what was this movie about? We don't know. And they even <laughs> said it. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of how I felt with this movie. Like, what are the rules? Like, how are things happening? But Annihilation at least did it better. They definitely did it better. <laughs> they at least for 50% of that movie, they were like, at least keeping you... Like intrigued about the world and its rules and how it worked and all that stuff. This this movie had no explanation, but was so batshit crazy that it's like you would think you're on an acid trip. You need an explanation, <laughs> basically. And I'm just like, yeah, some of the visual effects were de- 
decent, but overall, I the, <laughs> which ones? I mean, some of like I'm just kidding. You don't got to answer that. Uh, I was gonna say the trash, <laughs> <laughs> but like even from the moment, like like I was saying, like the the cosmic beings. She's like dancing in an iTunes visualizer. That's like shit, dude. That shit was bullshit. <laughs> but yeah, like the cosmic beings, the witches, like. Charles Wallace already knows who they are, mm-hmm. like, but there's no explanation of how he knows them, when he first met them, what's going on. And, and then, then re- their reactions are so weird. And then not even just that, not just their reactions in terms of the witches, but then... No, no, no I mean the characters, like her and the boy. It's like well, no, weird shit happened. I'm like, talking about, but then the mother and Storm and Meg's character, them first meeting them, like their reactions to them was just like, oh. That's odd. That's odd. Okay, moving on. Don't invite people into your house. It's like, wait. What is that? And even when like Oprah first showed up as a giant fucking Godzilla monster. Oh, so fucking weird. She like, was the Mag fuck was, Pacific Rim. Mag was, just lo- Mag was just looking at her like, oh. That's another reason why I said war ready. Because <laughs> like Kaiju. <laughs> she was just looking at her like, oh, that's weird. I'm like, if I see a fucking giant Oprah standing in my house, I'm like, what the f- Yeah, like what is going on? Yeah. Especially as a kid. Yeah. She was just like, oh, huh. okay. Weird. So I'm just like, what is the explanation for like does it doesn't make any sense so and that was just the gist of the whole movie like it made no sense like that none of it (laughs) and it was just a big cgi fuck fest that didn't have any stakes or any meaning to it like overall like when she turned into the lettuce wrap like the flowers i'm like i don't think that necessarily looked bad it did (laughs) <laughs> but no i don't think it looked bad in terms of like the cgi of it i think like the fight scene and black panther looked worse but mm, but the difference <laughs> but the difference but the difference is like we would let the black panther thing go because there were stakes to it there was a story developed we we we, yeah. we were associated with the character we held meaning with the characters we felt for the characters mm. we were invested in the story we were invested in the world but this was just cgi painting and fucking ejaculating it was just, just for the random. sake like, yeah, just for the sake of it it was just like alright uh, we have to explore this world I'm gonna change and she starts twirling but, and not, even just that scene, but not even just that scene every world that they went to it was just a different world oh, but no. there was no stakes or no meaning behind it oh I agree with you I'm just saying like just to give it to anchor that what you just said as an example like that's exactly what happened like she just did something and it was like could you always do that is that your true form like what there's so many questions that just don't get answered and it was like okay just moving on I guess I don't are you made out of light is the world of darkness darkness because there's a lot of light in this dark world yeah, like <laughs> they, go, they go they go to the world of darkness and it's the lightest world in the whole yeah it's in like, the whole movie is it an illusion like is the evil thing in him what does the evil thing want what are the stakes of stopping it if it if it exists in the world and it's just they may it seem like that evil presence is just bad vibes like if people racism bigotry anger hatred it's sorrow the, it's the it you get rid of that it's world peace yeah so it's like you you can't destroy it. But, but they it. got rid of it, and it's like there was no world peace, though. So then, what did we fight for? There's nothing. It just <laughs> it, you you fought a metaphor. That's why I feel like it got lost in its own metaphor. Like it's like it's such a hard analogy. But I, I'm sorry, continue. I got I'm, I'm, I keep jumping in because I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so like I said, there because there were no stakes or you know investment in the world that they created. Like the visual. Re- creations that they made like it felt it felt flat it was just like okay we got pretty flowers that are opening and communicating with you but it's like what does all this mean oh (laughs) 
you're not explaining it and now we're moving on it's like but wait what was that and then it's like they did that every single world that they went to you just go to a a new world no explanation then you move on to the next world and then that goes to the ending of the movie the 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 plot like once they reveal what the it was that was resolved like quick like they already found their father all right we're fighting him it's over and we're moving the the movie's over and it's like there was no stakes Mm -hmm. none and then like even how they resolve finding his uh, her father it, ultimately it was just random. I'm gonna just walk through a door that just she knew was there. That she, yeah, that she just knew was there. And then the it that was all, that already possessed Charles Wallace, he didn't do anything to try to stop her. Nope. He just stood there with his arms crossed. Like, hmm. And then that's another problem that I have with the directing of it. Like in terms of like this being poorly directed. Like the kid that played Charles Wallace, like oh, the worst. Terrible. He was the worst actor in this in the movie. That's and, so I, and, bad. It's not, and it's not to put it on it because he's still a kid. And granted, there are kid actors that are phenomenal. But I mean, so I anybody still, from it. So the I mean, I still I still forgive the kid, but it's just at the same time, considering that he wasn't that good, why are you leaning into that? Why are you pushing him more to mm-hmm. do more than he's even capable of? And exactly. because he has these two buck teeth, sometimes Maybe it's it's, to the book. I don't know, but, but you could have changed. They changed. I'm pretty sure changed they changed it. some stuff in the book. Should've but because it. he has these like two big ass buck teeth in front of his mouth, it's hard to understand some of the stuff he's saying. So like when he was screaming, oh, you had a problem with that too. So when he was like screaming at the top of his lungs with Meg at the at the uh, in the playground, I was like, I don't know what he's saying right now. You're a beautiful queen. Yeah, it was yeah. I was like, like I don't know what he's saying. Yeah, so it was, it's like, but they kept leaning into that. Even when he went evil, he's like screaming, and I'm like, I don't know what he's saying. But they try to make it. They gave me Bane moments. Facts. They try to make his quirkiness like endearing, but it just came off as cringy and stupid. It did. Yeah. It was just, ugh. Just shut then, up, kid. And then I'm like, what shut the, up, Meg. With, with the way. <laughs> He, like the villain arc the, the the way they defeated the villain I'm like this is a terrible see, this is a terrible copy of season 6 of Buffy really? yes Buffy. because when Willow went dark oh god Xander the way they stopped Willow Ugh. shut the fuck up the way they stopped Willow why are Willow, you pulling Buffy for a, a reference about love saving the universe you know what I mean bullshit that's so tropey no because this a, is like this This whole movie is a big tropey narrative because mess. So every episode of Blurred Vision I have to have a Buffy, Buffy reference okay take it away so <laughs> <laughs> so season six of Buffy when Willow went evil the way she became good again is when Xander came up you know I love you I love you I forgive you you know all that stuff and that's essentially what they did but it was it was, it was terrible Steve and that moment, Buffy I love and, you and that, <laughs> that moment when, when, when Xander was telling Bu- Willow I love you like I felt that I didn't cry because you know I don't cry but I still felt it and this I was like yeah I'm who cares? And then it's like the way he was fighting her. All he did was like grab her with like these tentacle monsters, looking like it was gonna kill her, but it didn't. It was it just like grabbing, gra- her. It was grabbing her, letting her go, grabbing her, letting her go. I'm like, what is this effect? It and was it like, looked, and it looked terrible. It looked so bad. It looked like the worst parts of Suicide Squad. But it, it was it was almost like it was like slap boxing her. Like it just kept slapping her, like slap, 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 slap. <laughs> so like it was like, like annoying more than painful. So I'm like, so even with that, I didn't feel any sense of dread towards like is she gonna die is she gonna die because it didn't do anything to her it just grabbed her let her go grabbed her I let her go once was like well she's gonna die i was like just just or get, get hurt like i didn't even feel like she was gonna get hurt or nah. anything like yeah i didn't feel any of that so yeah this movie <laughs> i wanted it to be good i wanted it to be so good because like i said i'm a fan of ava yeah i would love to work for her one day but this it wasn't i definitely i give it a poor vision oh we're so in the same boat here poor yeah. vision 
Yeah, fuck this shit, bro. <laughs> like, I don't even know what else to say about it. Did you have any? And then, like, and then, the th- and, thing and then also the thing that kind of annoys me, which is why I'm just like, I wanted this movie to be good because now that it's not, you know, it's getting bad reviews. I'm already seeing people say stuff like, "See, this is why this forced diversity thing yep. is why it's a problem. It's why you shouldn't do it." And I'm like, I don't want the those diversity comments. is not the problem. It's the fucking script. Exactly, but you know they're not going to see it that way. Kind of like if a if a movie with a female lead does bad, they go, oh, it's just because people don't want to see movies with female leads. But like I mentioned before, how many Matt Damon movies got to fail before they say, oh, people don't want to see movies with Matt Damon, but they still give him a movie. And then one movie happens to hit. They don't say, oh, it's because it was a good movie. They say, oh, it's because of Matt Damon. But what about all those other movies that failed? So it's like you are, you get the same thing. It's like, oh, this movie fails. That means we don't need to get black women these hundred million dollar budgets because they can't do it. Yeah, exactly. That's bullshit. And hopefully it's not the case, but I mean, no. The, the, the thing to take away from this movie is not that diver- forced diversity doesn't work. No, it's that really bullshit scripts, poor dialogue, and, it, and, it, and, and not being able to understand what is whimsical leads to a very piss-poor fantasy movie. Like, this shit was just... It, it comes down... I mean, everything was bad this, from the characters, the dialogue, but even yeah, like I found no day, connection it's, to it's, the I found no connection to the actor. Funny, none and, of them. Oh, the characters, not the actors. Yeah. But, and funny enough, you could tell like Chris, like Chris Pine was bringing hit. Like he was trying to. He was trying. He was trying. Did you feel like there? Were, I felt like there was like the shitty dialogue. He was trying to make it work. I feel like kinda the direction like Henry Cavill, was the. I kind of like, like direction. Henry Cavill and like BVS or like. Nobody stays good forever. I'm like, that's a terrible line, but you but can he tell tried. he tried. He definitely tried. Yeah. But I feel like they didn't know the movie was shit when we were doing it. You know, in some movies you can tell the actors even kind of give up. I felt like, and maybe, or maybe it was just the bad direction. But I felt like with even within scenes, the tone would switch. Where like, for example, um, at the end with um, fuck, what's his name? Ant Man. Michael Pena. Oh, I'm like Michael what? Pena. He's he's like the first kind of incarnation of the it, and he's like kind of like the puppet of the the darkness, whatever the fuck. Literally at one point, but whatever. When he's talking to to Meg and the boy, like no no oh I'm sorry not 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 Mike Pena I'm sorry Zach Galifianakis dial it back the scene where Meg's talking to him about that's what I was thinking when you yeah, said the tone was switched yeah yeah letting go or whatever and, and being able to test her better and thinking about her and thinking about her father or the fuck uh, again just more of an analogy of like, I don't want to think about my past I don't want to think about the pain of my past blah 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 but it's like they're joking one second completely Galifianakis awkward humor but then like he has like this weird hand on her shoulder like almost a tearful like giving her sage advice and yeah like he starts like crying and shit like that find your father meg i'm like you just met her and you barely know her you don't want to be like me living in a cave all your life i'm like you make it sound like that's not a, like that's you who you like that's your thing yeah but 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 it just i feel like they're, they try to give him character or give that moment like actual emotional dramatic gravitas but there was none because before that all we knew about this guy was like yeah he's the exposition guy we gotta go with him and figure out where we're gonna what we have to do next in the plot and then he's just a goofball when you meet him and then literally within two minutes he's having like this really random heart to heart with the main character he's supposed to feel like it's an emotional scene i'm like this doesn't feel right it's like a, it's like emotional whiplash almost did you feel that way? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's what I was thinking when you said the tone change. You were talking about Michael Pena, but I no, was thinking sorry, I was thinking about that scene because I was like, yeah, like where is this coming from? Yeah. Like one moment he's a goofball, then all of a sudden he's trying to be like, you can do it. You don't want to be like me. Yeah. And I'm like, but what does that even mean? Like you're a cosmic being. Like she can't be like you even if she wanted to. 
It's just poor direction. Well, it's both. It's everything. It's poor direction, poor dialogue. I mean, I guess Zal Galifianakis gave his. He tried, but like, I feel like the the scene wasn't structured. There was no structure to the scene, really. And then like the the cosmic the witches, like I felt like why were they in this movie? There was no point to them. Just just take them. From, and then it's just like just take them from point A to point B. And then I'm it. just like, and it, Oprah was definitely playing Oprah. Oh yeah. And that's not to say Oprah's not like Oprah is a fantastic act- actress. Go back to the Color Purple, Women of Brewster's Place, like all the movies that she's been in. Like Oprah can act, so it's not like she's a bad actress. But in this movie, she was written to be Oprah. Like she was literally larger than all the other characters. Lol, I didn't even think about it like that. Well, I, I just mean like I feel like she and then can't she was be... giving like the same like sage advice that she gives on her show like you know you can think and all this other I'm like she's oh my god the most generic advice ever yeah so I'm like she's playing Oprah be yourself yeah have, the have same type of stuff she gives on her show have strengthen yourself like it's like I feel like they're trying to reach for a deeper meaning that this this fucking movie plot and everything is not well, like funny enough giving itself not, to. Not, not, not to talk about I'm thinking about a moment that we really started busting out laughing what where the the the, the love interest kid. He fell off the lettuce wrap. And <laughs> Oprah was like, "My flowers got help them." The she most dry, the, the driest way ever. <laughs> the most dry delivery. Yeah. And we just bust out laughing. Because like, what the fuck? These things can even move. Like, they can even do this. What's happening right now? Again, no rules established. Like one moment, Mindy Kaling can't talk any other way besides using quotes. Then another moment, she's talking regular, and they're like, "Oh, because she's weak." It's the darkness that's making her. But I'm like, how does weakness mean you can talk regular? Like, what is that? But then later she's in the dark. She's in the darkness but, talking. But, but yeah, but then another moment she's not. Well, the darkness is cured. Like she's the darkness is over. Like they. It she's wasn't defeat- over. They made it seem like it was just at bay. Remember, because the light, they the light, there was light that shined in that yeah, world again. They didn't again. defeat it. They didn't. Def- like, There's no defeating it. It was just they beat it for that moment. Even if it was like if they if the dark even if you beat it in that moment there's still the, there's no darkness. But it's the world of shadow. <laughs> there can't be no darkness in the world of shadow. <laughs> no, they made it seem like that world was because like what the lights illuminating and all this other stuff. Or, yeah, around them, whatever it doesn't matter. I'm not gonna argue with you on this. It's stupid. <laughs> but I'm just like, but, I'm, but even still, like she continued to speak in normal. Yeah. But I'm like, how is this? Like I'm confused. It's just what the plot needed. They needed her to be quirky at first, and they needed her to. But then explosion. like. Not even just that, but then like right before uh, they went, uh, Meg and them went back home. Her last line, like she, her last couple of lines, she was speaking in prose again. So I'm yeah. like, this Why? doesn't make any sense because it's, it's quirky and it's whimsical, Michael. And then they spent like two minutes on that terrible ass CGI where she was going through the tesser and all these different dance poses. No, you mean the iTunes visualization? <laughs> it's like an iTunes commercial. That was so bad. <laughs> Like, you know how, you know, like the window screensavers with the LED? I get they were trying to do, though, because the whole movie, every time she tested, because she didn't, like, have peace within herself. But it's still, it, it looked, was painful. It looked terrible. So then at the end, it was like, it was like orgasmic almost. It was like, it was, it felt good. And it know? looked fucking bad. It looked I, I know awful. it did. It looked fucking like shit. And they still didn't explain. Charles Wallace is the greatest mind in the universe, but he's so dumb that he got taken over by the, by the it. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. And then even how it happened made no fucking sense. They didn't even explain how it happened. Two of four. One moment well, he just woke up. Well, uh, one moment it? in the next scene he just had. What was the weird ass lines? Two of fours. No, two of two is four. Two of four is eight. Two. Uh, yeah, four for four. They just kept multiplying. Yeah, they just kept multiplying. It made there were, the lines made no sense, but it hypnotized him. And then that was the how he got possessed. They didn't even explain that. It was like, what does that mean? I don't understand why that's the thing that possesses him. I don't. What? Huh? Exactly. Huh? Bro. 
I, I, I said it. I wanted it to be so good, but it was so not. <laughs> I wanted, and funny enough, I saw two movies that day. I saw two movies that day. Okay. I saw Love Simon first, and then I saw Wrinkle in Time. And I fucking loved Love Simon. I'm like, why do I love the white movie more than I like the black movie? Hurts. <laughs> Hurts. Well, yeah, guys, go out and see Love Simon. It officially comes out next week. We're not gonna talk about it on this podcast because it has nothing to do with comics or anything like that. But I love that fucking movie. You can do a rapid fire review for it. I love that fucking movie. I won't talk. I'll, I'll watch it though. I'm also interested in it, I guess. Since you say it's so good. Keenan Lonsdale's in it. <laughs> and he does more, right? Because he's. I'm he, not gonna tell you. He doesn't do anything on Flash he or Legends. He doesn't do anything on the Flash. He doesn't do anything in anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. What was I gonna say? Oh yeah. So so just to wrap it up. I mean, Wrinkle Time did almost everything wrong. I think. But what I think was its biggest travesty and what it did the most wrong was the fact that it it did a piss poor job of world building. And that's where it goes. Very back to piss the rules. poor. Like and it, I mean, it, we didn't really talk about Storm Reed. Though. I mean, she wasn't even that. She wasn't that bad. Wait, is that the mother? Like, no, Storm Reed, uh, the Meg. Oh, yeah, she wasn't that bad. For but what even, they, for the shit that they gave her, I feel like kind of like I said with Chris Pond, but she's not on a level with Chris Pond. Like I feel like she was trying to work with the bullshit that they gave her. Yeah. Like I feel like she's gonna get more. The only bad actors were the two other kids. I didn't even feel like the the love interest was that bad. Maybe, but he was so did, tropey. They just didn't give him anything to do. It's hard to tell. He looked. He was high the entire time. It he was, was definitely weird. high. He was giving like looks. It's not even the like the the long looks he would give. It's just like how he would always be saying random shit and the like, the the way he would kind of like look spaced out. I'm like, what are you? What are you on right now, kid? Like, what are you doing? He was definitely on something. But it's the, it's the shitty like, world business, right bro. before they call action, he just like smoked some a couple puffs. Let's do this. I am ready. A tessert. <laughs> but yeah, it's the world building, man. It's just all the questions. It's like it's the, it's the think about in Wonder Woman where we were confused as fuck when she started throwing lightning bolts with her gauntlets for the whole movie. <laughs> that confusion the entire movie. <laughs> What? Huh? huh? What? What? Pretty much. The fuck? What? What? Why? But that's a good way to segue, Michael. Because, like I said, the worst part was the world building. But you know what had very strong world building? Anime with Mike <laughs> and Jordan. Yeah, I know you're gonna go there. Made an abyss, baby. Anime of the year 2017. <laughs> made of abyss. Yes, and an abyss formed in my soul. <laughs> Sakiwa
are you a jackass right now? Are you like purposely doing this just to, to antagonize me for this podcast? No, I really did not like this anime. I don't understand <laughs> you. <laughs> and and, and I'll, I'll jump. I'll jump to it. I'll give you. I'll give you one thing. The best episode of this anime. The the episode that actually got me into it was the last episode. Episode thirteen. The very last episode? The very episode? last episode. That's the only time I cared. Oh, wait. Is that um when it focuses completely on Miki's pet? Wait, what's her name? I forgot her name. Miki and uh, uh Nani-chan. Nani-chan, whatever. What? Nani-chan. Is that her name? Nani-chan? Or Nani... It's something like that. It's close. Meet, it's Miti, not Miki. Miti. M-I-T-T-Y. Miti is the... the thing. Uh, yeah, okay. Miti and... I don't remember, I don't remember names. Na- I, think it's, I, I think forgot. it's Nani. I think it's or Nani. Nani. It's Nani something. The bunny girl. Yeah, the bunny girl. Okay. That's the only episode I cared about. That's crazy. That I mean, epi- no, but that's not crazy. That's a really good episode. But like- that episode, I was like, okay, I'm into. Like, I don't give a fuck about Rico. Like the little boy, I like. But it, like when it was just focused, like when it was like when Rico got into that coma, and it was just Nani and Rico. I was like, okay, I'm kind of getting but into I agree it now. With you. I agree with that. I, I like, but I like the other girl, the bunny girl, and I like Reg more than I like uh, Rico. But that was only like the last like two episodes. But before that, it was it was. I was like, I don't care. You're gonna have to explain yourself. But I don't let's care. Let's get into it. Let's let's get into it. So for those that don't know, uh, Main the Abyss is the anime. trash. <laughs> no, <laughs> only trash people think that. <laughs> Main the Abyss is the anime that was released last year. It's only 13 episodes. It's only one season. Um, I guess it's based on the manga. I'm not sure. I, I do you know? Do you know? Do you know what's based on the manga or not? I don't care. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But for those that don't know, it's an anime whose story uh, revolves around a girl named Rico. So it, there's so many similarities wrinkled in time too. That's why this is like the perfect way to just shove this argument down your throat. You're wrong. It's just so funny because like Meg and Wrinkle in Time, we were following the main. A main protagonist that is a young female who also lost a parent at a young age, whose life ends up being a very much like obsessed with trying to find where their parent went. Uh huh. So interesting. <laughs> but in this world of Maiden Abyss, and I will give I will give this that like they established they did explain and establish the world way better than Wrinkle that's, in Time. But that's like to me the main draw of this show. But I still it, didn't like it. There's not been a modern fantasy. Not even just anime, like story. Aside from like Game of Thrones, I haven't watched a show that's built a world as strongly and as interestingly as Made in Abyss. Because it's a world like ours where there's a giant, basically a giant. You don't think the world of uh, My Hero or even Attack on Titan or. Not fantasy. I mean, it's, I guess, technically fantasy. My Hero is fantasy. In the same way a superhero or show is fantasy. But you know what I mean? I mean, like like monster fantasy or like Lord of the Rings type of fantasy. You don't think uh Attack on Titan is fantasy? Not in the same way. Like these are like like I, I this is almost like a fantasy world like dragons and like trolls okay. and monsters. Okay. All right. I get you that. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not in the same kind of way. Like not in the same exact way. I mean they have like things that are almost like elves in this world. So <laughs> It's not exactly one to one, but you know what I mean. Um but I think that's what the, the strongest part of the show is just how strong the world building is in it. I mean, just like in a lot of the things I've seen, I'm understanding now that the, what I really like in the show is when it teases out different elements 
of the narrative throughout throughout its entirety. So like you start you, you, with the characters, you're slowly learning about the world, you're slowly learning about the other people in the world, how the world works, how things work, how society is set up, how they, like stuff like that. Like it's it's interesting cuz like I mean, I feel like you think it was slow in the beginning, but like I I feel like they were establishing who these characters were and doing something I have not seen done since like Disney movies like the dark Disney movies where they create a tone that's both whimsical and fantastic. So you can be in all like almost like in Jurassic Park one moment and then terrified and scared for the characters in the very next. So it's like, it's something that I think balances tone story and characters exceptionally well. Um, but yeah, so you're following Rico just to give people a synopsis. Cause I'm sure most people don't know um, what the story of this show is, but you're finally a character. Yeah, it's not. It's not on Crunchyroll. It's not on Hulu. It's not on Netflix. Yeah, stream it. You got a R. Yeah, you got a R. <laughs> um, but it is, it's, an, it's a world much like our own, modern day. Maybe is it set in the past? It's hard to tell, actually. No, I think it's like kind of modern day because they have like modern appliances, but and they don't have guns. No, they don't have guns. But yeah. What does that mean? Well, it might not be modern modern. It might be like fantasy modern. I don't know. It's yeah, hard. That's what I'm it's not our world. Yeah. But it's like, I'm thinking it's modern for that world. Yeah. Okay. But whatever. There's a, a giant abyss appears on a remote island. Because, I mean, they might not have guns, but they got a fucking robot. <laughs> it's true. They have robots and like high technology that can like, go spelunking and yeah. a, a random hole that's what, like 2,000 feet deep? I think that was the number. Some ridiculous... Like, ridiculous depth. Let me look it up real quick, because I actually had it right here. Yeah, so the, apparently the thing is 1,900 years old, but it was discovered recently in the in the context of the world, but it was, it was cre- apparently it was dated back 1,900 years within that world. And it's 1,000 meters around and at least 20,000 meters deep. No one's actually ventured to the bottom of the abyss and come back to be able to, to tell how deep it actually is. So throughout the show, you're like at first, you know, you just know there's an abyss and there's these weird monsters in it and what's going on there. But slowly, you're teased out with um, like who are these cave dwellers or these cave raiders who spelunk down into the abyss? Why these adventurers seek out the abyss? What? Why do they go down in the first place? Which is to say, treasures, because it's like these old ancient treasures and relics they bring back up. Some have mystical properties. Some are just old technology. Um, what are who are what are the different ranks of the the cave raiders like the different levels of whistles they they have like uh, red blue yeah I think black is like second to the best yeah and then, black is right under white and white is the best yeah and white whistles are like the the Jonin and if you're gonna go by Naruto or like they're the best of the best of the cave raiders I don't know Jonin <laughs> they're they're like super specialized ninja <laughs> but they slowly tease out like the different levels of the abyss. And the different, like, you learn about things like the Curse of Abyss, where the reason why, it's not just the dangers of the, the hole that is the reason why people can't get to the bottom and, like, you know, venture back to the top. There's also, like, negative health impacts to venturing further and further into the abyss. Uh, so the first level is the edge of the abyss. Uh, just coming back from that, you get light dizziness, dizziness and nausea. That's from 0 to 1,400 meters down. Then you get into the second layer, Force of Temptation. And I like it because it's almost like Dante's levels of hell. Like the further yeah, down Dante's you go. Dante's Inferno. Yeah. yeah. 
the further down you go, like the like literally each level is almost like a different environment with different different traps and dangers and monsters. Um, the second level is the Force of Temptation. It's a force, as the name describes. Thirteen hundred to twenty six hundred meters, you get heavy nausea, headache, and numbness of limbs from coming back from that level. Then you go down to the third layer, the Great Fault. You come back from that, you get vertigo combined with visual and auditory hallucinations. And this is these things stack. So not only do you get like it's it's like one of the worst like um those you know those um those stacking Girl Scout cookie tiers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like that. You get this and all the things before it. What's <laughs> not good? Like a Patreon tier. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you get intense full from the fourth layer, the Goblet of Giants. If you come back from that, you get intense full body pain, dizziness from pain, and varying amounts of internal and external bleeding across the body and from orifices. So you start gushing blood from your eyes, nose, ears, mouth. Mm-hmm. Fucking crazy. Then you get to the fifth layer. <laughs> We're not done. <laughs> you get you come back from that, you get complete sensory deprivation, confusion, confusion, and self-harming behavior. So you start going crazy basically at that point. You come back from the sixth layer, loss of humanity, or death. If you can come back from the sixth layer. Yeah, if you can. So, like, and that's not even the deepest. That, that's just as deep as they could, like, actually track. But yeah, that's as deep, deep as they went. Yeah, but there's still depths supposedly beyond that. Because it's getting right into And, the like, plot. a literal loss of humanity. Not just you become feral. No, like, you become a, like you become a different creature. Yeah, you transform into a monster, basically. Yeah. Um, but you're not seeing the world like that. Like if you're just reading that. It sounds like a horror movie. It sounds like a horror show or like a horror story. But like, you're seeing this world through the eyes of a of a kid of a kid who sees the. Well, not just that. The, 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 the way they animate it is very it's like beautiful, whimsical, and like the the way they the big eye kids. Like the animation, I will say is, is yeah, the it's animation superb. is gorgeous. It's gorgeous, and the the music. Like I've again, I think the tone is pitch perfect in the show. Like the even like the the melodies are like fantasy and like sweeping and majestic. Like I get caught up in the soundtrack. It's really good. And I, I'm not usually one to take note of how a soundtrack makes me feel, but they they capture the tone perfectly just even in the soundtrack. Um, but yeah, you're seeing this this very dangerous world. Like our like and that's what I like about it. It's it's realistic in that way. Where the world is dangerous, but when you have optimism and the eyes of a child, like you still can see the beauty in it, the wonder. So you're seeing it through the eyes of the main character, Rico. And she has dreams of being the very best that no one ever was by becoming a white whistle. And I want to be the very best <laughs> to be just like my mom. Dun, 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 dun. She left to me go when all I was the way kid. down to the abyss and never come back. Yeah. She, so she left her how many years ago? 10 years ago? Some, some ridiculous. She to the point where she doesn't even remember her mom. Yeah. She doesn't remember her mother. Yeah. She remembers basically the stories about her. So this, the movie or the, 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 the series basically begins with the discovery that your mom ain't coming back. She was scheduled. She was supposed to come back with the with the group of people coming back from. I've what I forgot what level of the abyss, like four or five or something. But it turns out she decided after this t- like whatever ten year trek in the abyss because they, they they stay out for enormously long stints. Which funny enough, I don't like know how the white whistle thing because I think you become a white whistle if you go to level six, right? That's how they know what level six does to you. But I'm like, but how do you go to level six and not 
lose your human like how do you become a white whistle essentially i don't think people came back from levels oh no 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 it's level seven is certain death level six is loss of humanity yeah level six is loss of humanity or death well but no one goes down to the sixth level comes back fifth is the most you can go down and actually come back and survive so to become a white whistle you have to go to level five yeah they, they call if you go to the sixth layer they say that's the white whistle's last dive okay because you can't come back because i was like how does she become a white whistle like if she went to level six mm-hmm. like she wouldn't be able to come back yeah so they probably can see it because you just look down from whatever level you're on and see the next level so they probably have that much information about it but if you go down there because like each of these levels are separated by like basically, in some cases like inaccessible like ways back, like like one's like a smooth surface. So if you go down like without re- getting to it later, but Reg's arm ability, you can't come back. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so like it's just, it's just that that awesome balance between the dark and the like the whimsy. That's why I love about the show. And it reminds me of Madoka Magica in the way that it's like a whimsical setting. In that case, Magical Girl, but with like a dark undertone. This is like a fantasy setting, like a whimsical fantasy setting, but with a dark undertone of like, yeah, but, you know, it might things might be beautiful and, and cute and sunny and, and nice, beautiful music and everything seems nice, but then you'll find a dead body. And they'll be like, oh, that's, been, that's a body that's been here since XYZ year. Or somebody they'll see be killed by a monster. And so there's all these, like, every time they give you a moment of whimsy, like, like in Jurassic Park, they remind you, like, no, but this shit is dangerous. And it, it, at least for me, it made me fearful the entire show of, like, shit, man. Like, if, I, what's going to happen? Because you can't keep, like, going, isn't this all beautiful? And this is adventure. And we're going to go on an adventure together. Yay. And then to have all these moments of, like, but shit can get real. <laughs> like it's like the show will drain of all its whimsy and be like, "But shit can get real right now, and don't you forget it." <laughs> They're looking at me like I'm crazy. But I can give examples of that happening even in well, the first no, episode. No, I, I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just like, who, yeah. Who cares about this trash? So once, so once Rico's mother doesn't come back from her last dive, she she goes on the last dive. Rico decides that despite her being a child, and they, they establish that white whistles are adults. They're experienced. Mm-hmm. She's a kid. I forgot what color that is, but like they're red. Yeah, they're like they're Ganines. They that's Naruto again, but they're 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 beginners. The, the difference between her yeah going and into a white the whistle, going into the abyss is not meant for children. Like you have to be a blue whistle or higher just to even go to level one, two. I thought it was level. I, could, I thought they couldn't go. No, they, oh, no. they, they stay on level one. Okay. They, 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 so level two. They're the beginners. They can only go to level one. And even that, like, the first episode, the kids come back from level one. They're oh yeah, because they up. were they were in level one in the first episode. Yeah. yeah, they're throwing up and they look sick just from coming back from level one. So it's like shit, man. Like, what happens when you go deeper? And these kids have no experience. But she makes she puts it in her head that you know what, I'm gonna go find my mom because she gets a letter saying you should come down. And there's some there's some things about that letter you find out later in the series, but just that letter in itself is the beginning of her adventure. And she tries, and her first attempt is a spectacular failure in which she almost dies and is saved only because she meets a robot named Reg, who's a cute little anatomically correct robot. That's the only reason she's saved throughout the whole series. Oh yeah, no, but but that's. That's just it. Like she has this optimism of a child, but like you would see if if she didn't have basically 
uh, a cheat code, which is this robot kid she meets, or Astro Boy, she'd be fucking killed immediately. And that's why, from the jump, I'm like, oh, I'm into this. Because this is, like, it's it's play like it's whimsical and, fan- and, and a fantasy story, but it's also, it's dark, and it's scary, and it's dangerous, and it's realistic. They, they just won't let you see that because you keep, you're, you're firmly grounded in the perspective of, of the child. So then that's where the adventure begins. And Reg and, and Rico journey into the abyss. And that is the 13-episode adventure of the first season. Um, I fucking loved it. I'm just going to straight out say that right now. Like, everything about it. Um, not everything about it. There are some weird things that we'll talk about. There's some some weird uh, behaviors that they, <laughs> that they, I feel like, is a pattern in the show. But other than those odd things, I've, I understand why this was animated of the year. It's captivating haunting i don't know i i know you didn't like it but i i thought for sure you would because i i was immediately grabbed by it like like king's game and we didn't review that yet but like i was grabbed immediately from beginning to end and then once you start learning more about the world like i said they give you the information about how the world and the abyss works piecemeal because you just that's why it's better world building than even like wrinkle in time because it's like they answer your questions how the fuck is there light in a a twenty thousand deep uh foot deep tunnel like past like the a thousand foot mark you know how's there light in the tunnel they explain why yeah where's the curse come from that affects you physically they explain, they explain that. that like where what is reg they kind of explain that to a certain extent even though did know, they not really i mean they to explain, a certain extent but they didn't explain like where he came from but they at least explain what he is yeah, like a robot, a robot boy. To an agree, but I mean, like at first they were like, "Who the hell? What is this kid? <laughs> These don't exist. Robot kids don't exist." <laughs> but they slowly give you information about, like, "Oh, where's he from? Like, what is he? Like, you're yeah, like he has memories that he doesn't. That's like slowly unraveling. Mm, that too. The mist. He's got like it's almost like a memento story. <laughs> Christopher Nolan like also wrote that part. <laughs> I, lo- I love that movie. That movie was so good. But yet you don't like this. Memento. This has nothing to do with Memento. That's kind of like Memento. He has memories that he doesn't know about. No. Wow. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you learn about other white whistles. You learn about the... like. At first, you're like, is there even a villain in this series? Yes, there is. Further into the series. And it comes naturally as part of like just expounding on how the world works. Um, and then you learn about much darker things that you thought you had an understanding of in the beginning of the series by the end. That's why I think you liked that last episode so much. Um, but yeah, perfect vision, strong perfect vision. Like this is without a doubt. Like I really enjoy this anime. Strong characters, so <laughs> um, amazing animation. Uh, when the action, when there was action, because it's not really like you know fighting action, but when there was action, it was fucking white knuckle on the edge of my seat. Oh shit! Oh shit! Oh shit! Because I'm waiting for like the entire season. I'm like, yo, they keep foreshadowing some bad shit. What is about to happen? So when it gets into like actual life threatening situations, I'm I'm right there with the characters like, fuck, don't don't reg, don't let Rico die. And every character tells him like, Reg, you keep her safe. I'm like, Ooh, you better keep her safe. And ooh, I'm not gonna say what happens. When we get in spoilers, I will, but there's an episode I was just like Bruh <laughs> But that's me. Alright, I'm I'm done ranting. How'd you feel about this this, this <laughs> Alright. So You're wrong <laughs> <laughs> No, fuck you. So yeah, so you taught me to watch this anime and that I that it wasn't on Crunchyroll, it wasn't on Hulu, I had to I had to pirate it, so I watched got it on my fire stick. And yeah, going into this anime this sh- 
I should have loved it because it had had um, seemingly on the surface had everything that I like. It had strong world building. Mm-hmm. It had great animation. Uh-huh. The score was good. Yep. Like, so I should I should have loved it. Were you doing laundry at the same time? Like, I don't understand. You didn't no, like the show. I wasn't, I wasn't. I was sitting in my room. I don't get it. <laughs> watching it. So it's like all the stuff that I complain about and other things that you know that I don't like that or they did poorly and this had it but what fell flat to me is I feel like kind of like what I said about how a poor director's choice with Ava DuVernay is her leaning on Charles Wallace like I don't like Rico like I don't care about I think she's a poor character and so for her to be the main character I have no like and and to focus on her she's not even the main character she's the POV character and she's the she's the plot device for the reason for the journey like just like in um, but even still, it's like following, but it's but it's like following her. Just like Journey to the West, Goku who accompanies Siddhartha is not the like Siddhartha's not the main character of that journey. Goku is. Who the fuck is wait Journey to the West? What, I don't, I don't know the is? original. I don't know the original Journey to the West. Okay. I just know Dragon Ball. It's about a monk and he meets. I'm like, who, I'm like, I don't remember no Siddhartha in Dragon Ball. It's Bulma. <laughs> okay, well, okay, whatever. <laughs> but just like that, like like in the the Hobbit or not the Hobbit. Well, yeah, kind of the Hobbit. Like the the Hobbits are the reason why the journey begins, but they're not like the characters. Like, oh, okay, not the Hobbit. I was gonna say the, the Hobbits ring. are the main character. Fellowship of the Ring. It was like they're not like the main draw. They're not the characters. It's like I love that character the most, but they are the central figure for why the the journey is. But even still, from like from as of right now, the, there's a lot of folk until you get to like towards the end. It's focused pretty much all on her for the most part. It's focused on both of them. It's focused it's, on Reg and Rico. It's mostly from on, the first episode. It's mostly on her. And I don't like how? it. How? How is it? It's not, though. Yeah, it is. It's literally both. It's like almost 50-50. It is. And I don't like she it. She might talk more just because she's like... She's like on all the scenes. She's in, she, she's in every scene. She drives the narrative plot. She has to. She's the one who knows about the world. He And that's why it's brilliant because Reg is us. He knows nothing about the world because he lost his memories. That's That way she can explain to him things that he, like us, don't understand. I still don't care. Okay. okay. <laughs> You're wrong, but continue. <laughs> But yeah, I don't, and then also on top of that, I feel like the it's only thirteen episodes, and the majority of the I feel like the majority of this season pretty much is all exposition. How? Because it's all it's it's explaining the world. It's explaining. Then you go to one level, and then like you just see you see stuff, but nothing really happens. Then it's like okay, let's go to the next level. It's only until they get to meet the other white whistle that stuff starts to happen. If you mean nothing happens as in they journey, like I don't understand. They're doing things the entire the entire episode. They're Not going even. It's like, oh, let's go cook part- some food. Okay. You mean survive? Then, then like, <laughs> the whole point is they're, they're all the most dangerous camping trip in the world. Then it's like, but nothing happens. It's like, let's cook some food. Let's go to sleep. Okay, let's go to the next level. What? They're being chased by things. They're not sure if they're being followed. Like they weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They weren't. They didn't start getting chased until like maybe like the third level. Maybe they were being chased in the very beginning, right as soon as they started their journey. And they, it wasn't a dangerous thing because they they were being chased by somebody. Yeah, yeah, the, black whistle. By, yeah, by the black by whistle. Somebody was, who was trying to like catch up with them to help them along. But that's the point. It's escalating. At first, you're being chased by a human. Then you go to the next level, which is like only one episode. They're they're on that level, being chased by who they're not sure who it is for one episode. Then they go to the next level. 
There's, there's never a point where it's just like, oh, we're doing nothing. Guess we're just sitting around. Like, no, they're, they're constantly moving. I, I, I just didn't, I didn't feel it. I didn't care about every, any, I didn't care about anything. And every step forward, there's danger. So it's not like, it's just like, oh, we're just having a camping trip. We're just walking down the street. Like, they're, they're literally, okay, if we don't, if we go here, we could be killed. If we meet that thing, don't look at it in the eye. If we go here, don't do this. And then even the, like, but even still, it's like they made a whole point where it's like, they were like, yeah, all the dangerous stuff is over here, but we can conveniently avoid that by staying on this road and going to the next. It's like, and those things still almost killed them. <laughs> but it's not, not until they got later in, like I said, it's not until they got really deep into the abyss that stuff started to happen. I don't understand. So, if they are not they even almost stuff, killed if immediately, if the show doesn't start with them dying, and, that, and then it's like, if that even when stuff started to happen, I still didn't care. Like when, like, I'm gonna just spoil it. Like when, like when she yeah, got, to, spoil, like spoil. when she got to like what was it, level five, and her eyes started bleeding and her hand, I still didn't care. I didn't care, like, because I have no interest in this character. I don't know how. So for, it's like, how do you like, watch the show for ten episodes? That's actually a good show. Let her with die. Good dialogue. I was like, let her die. Good character development. Just focus on Reg. She almost died before that, saving him, which was stupid because she shouldn't have put them in danger in the first place. And but even that, like, that pissed me off. She's a child. But I don't. I, she's a child. She's literally ten years old. But you have to give me a reason to connect to this character. I have no reason to connect to this character. How do you not connect to the character? She's a child trying to find her mother, and it's actually developed well, unlike in regular time. She's literally yes. The world, the father. world is I mean, developed. The world her. is developed. But I have no connection to the character. Her, the like, first like, three episodes was before they even go into the abyss. Was all development about her, her life, and how she grew up not knowing her mother, like being told stories about somebody that she didn't know, being raised in an adoption agency that was started by somebody that knew her mother. Like there's all these amazing character development things that in the very beginning of the show that make you care about her. So when they go into the abyss, you're scared for her. Like I was scared for her. Like a big brother would be scared for their little sister after, you know, she's a little sister, but going into like, like a, a zoo that all the animals have escaped from. Like, it's like, fuck, like, don't go there. Don't do it. Like, I'm scared for her because at that point I knew who she was. I don't understand how you didn't care about her, especially by episode 10. They already had like three really strong bonding moments before that point. And also moments characterizing her as someone who didn't ever want to give up despite being way in over her depth. I mean, I hear everything you're saying. I do. But even then, I'm like, I li- I'm like, I still didn't care about her. Like, <laughs> what are you doing laundry? I can't, I, can't expl- I can't explain why. I just did not care about her or what she was trying to do. Like, I wanted to see, like, you get rid of her and just focus more on Reg and the mystery that of uh, where he came from. What is what is what are the memories that he knows? Maybe he has a connection to her mother. Like, I'm way more interested in that. How are you more interested in that? Than I am when, her finding her mother. But there's a why? Because there's a tragedy to that. Cause you know she's going there. We're in spoilers now. What's your rating? Because I really like the last episode and like and where and also because I feel like most of the season was exposition, but I feel like the last exposition. episode. You mean world building, bitch. <laughs> that's what that's what exposition is. But it was like the but it felt like it was no, like but, pepper but throughout the whole. Like it, pe- set- it was like pepper throughout the whole first. That's world building. Like, exposition is more like when you're sitting in a room, just going, and this is what the world is like. They this is exposition in the best way because they're showing you rather than telling you everything you say you want. But it's like, but it felt <laughs> like it was a retread of everything. Like you, I don't I don't sure, what? <laughs> 
I don't know. I just didn't like it. <laughs> I didn't want people to show me things, not tell me. They do that. This That's why I said. Series. I said this thing, a stat, like it, everything that I complain about. This does not. This show did not do it. But for some reason, I couldn't connect to it. Okay, what's your rating? But like I said, the, the the last episode was the only episode that I got interested in. So because of that, and Trash. where it could possibly go, I would give it a low passable. <laughs> <laughs> You gave it like flash level. You like this is then your inner flash time rating, which is also crazy low. Yeah, I gave no. I gave flash time. What did I get flash? I gave flash time a, a high passable. So better. Passable. You gave flash yes. higher than made in abyss. Yes. yes. Oh, you're trash. Because that's just, that's just one episode. But let I still... me count the ways. <laughs> no. Ah! <laughs> I know anime fans right now are screaming at the podcast. I had no, yeah, I didn't, like I said, the only episode I liked was the last episode. I think you gave Legend of Tomorrow higher. I did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, you sweet summer child. <laughs> I, I, I don't understand how. I don't get it. I mean, I can't. Like, I'm not even completely mad at you because I'm just so like, I don't get it. <laughs> like I said, everything that you're saying, I can't even dispute. So, I, But just, I don't know. It just didn't connect to me for some reason. So I can't even give I can't even give an argument like no this is why it's not good it's like I hear everything you're saying I agree with everything you're saying but it just didn't hit me why were you annoyed by Rico so much she just I don't I don't I don't I don't like little girls That's what, I don't like <laughs> I kids. Little white girls <laughs> I don't like kids That's what put that boils down to <laughs> kill that kid and then like the weird. Like, even, like, towards the end of the episode, like, they're, like, fucking kids and that they're making erection jokes. Oh, yeah, that was the weird shit I was talking I was about. Like, I was what like, the? okay, I don't love everything in the show. There's some weird fetish shit going on. Yeah, that's why I said he's the anatomically correct robot boy. Because they make a lot of jokes about him having a dick. And yeah. I'm like, you're, you're 10. <laughs> you're, like, 10 years old. If, and then, if, if that. And then, like, Rico pees in herself a lot. And, and funny make, enough, I didn't notice that until you said that. They make it a point to be like. But I didn't even know. That's why. That's just show how tan like low I was watching it. I was just like, I didn't notice that till you said it. But then after you said it, I noticed every time it happened. Like every time she's in extreme pain or fear, she pees. Yeah. And make it a point to be like, look, she peed. I'm like, why? What's going on? <laughs> what? Who? Who's writing this? <laughs> like body. There's like one pervert on staff. Yeah. And he's like, make her pee. He's like, no, no. Give, give him a boner. Like it's the scene is fine. We're good with the scene as it is because they have like a little bit of a budding romance between the two main characters, and that's fine. Like you know, it's it's cute. But then when they get into the boner and pee jokes or like the pee things, it's like okay, dial back. <laughs> but that's, that's like, my really. I was way more it. invested than Nani than I am in Reg. Than I am in, not Reg. Uh, than I am in uh, Rico. Before we get there. I just want to talk about some of the moments that I really enjoyed in the series that apparently you're like, whatever. <laughs> I mean, just even when they got to the point where cause everything they set up and established in the world in some way came back. That's that's just good script writing. It's tight. Like, the things like CW shows, I didn't mention this when we were reviewing CW shows, but why I feel like this was so good and why things like the CW shows aren't is that the, the writing knows, I feel like it knows where it's going. It's set up it set things up and it pays them off throughout the entire series. There's there's no real wasted space that I can see. Like if it if it des- describes something and there's no reason for it when it's described first, it will come back later and there will be a reason for why it is the way it is. That's mm-hmm. why I love the world building in this. So things with like um even like the the like the the different whistle rank- rankings and like you start you actually get to see 
what it takes to be the different levels of the of the the whistles. So like a black whistle, yeah, he might seem amazing to a kid, but then you get to the white whistles, they're borderline superheroes. They have super strength, yeah, <laughs> super speed. Yeah, like you. Yeah, the monsters on like the second, third, and whatever levels are like you know they're basic and and Reg's established to have like these powers that put him far above what a normal person can do. He has like a giant Buster Cannon arm, but that they even knocks give him it, out for two hours. But they even give it the drawback of it knocks him out for two hours, so it's it's strategic when he uses it. So he can only use it once, and then he's fucked. So he has to get her safety or something. Make sure that she's safe. Yeah, he has like him. a he has like a ten minute window before he goes unconscious for like ten for two hours. Mm-hmm. And that, that comes back so many times in the show where it's literally a thing where, yeah, you have this trump card, but now you got to think, do you, are you going to use it on this monster here? What if you do? What are the ramifications of you using this ability here? Will it create too much noise for another monster to come? It happens in the show. Will it knock you out so she's vulnerable? It happens in the show. They they constantly pay off everything they set up. So it, it, that's why it creates this amazing tension. So when he's fighting a monster later in the series, it's like, you're right there with him in his head trying to figure out what the best course of action is to fight this. It's not just like, it's a monster. Let's fight. Da, 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 action scene. It's like, yeah. no. And there's a survival. moment that he uses his arm cannon and then the creature that she fought in the first episode recognizes them mm-hmm. and comes after them, but he's already unconscious by then. Yes. So she has to try to figure out a way to... But- even though he warned her, don't move. I'm about to go unconscious. Don't move until okay. I wake up. I'll and she's move. like, okay. And then I'm gonna move. And worse than move, she she walked up. That's the thing. You can like we said with the the curse of the abyss. The further if you go up after going down, you experience those effects. So basically, if you go up a hill, yeah, if you go up a hill, you can't ascend at all. At all. Like, there's a point where she gets grabbed by a flying monster and she gets fucked up because by ascending with the monster when it grabbed her, she experiences the effects of the Curse of Abyss. And it happens very early in the series to show you, like, even this will fuck you up. And then it comes back again where she where he gets knocked out and she's being chased by monsters that she herself caused. <laughs> but she has to walk up a hill with him. And while he up the hill, it fucks her up to the point where she's getting audio and like visual hallucinations, and she's seeing everybody that basically you know was a character in the show so far telling her to turn back or telling her she can keep going or whatever. It's just amazing how these things kept coming back, and then even at the end, it comes back again when they have to escape from a monster at one of the lower tiers, and it almost causes her her death. And that's what we're up to right now. How did you not feel anything? Because like I said, there's already things before this where they've, they've like, they've, she's been saved multiple times already at this point. They've had multiple conversations where they've kind of delved into each other's personalities and why, why they're doing what they're doing, why, like, they're, they're, like, pursuing, why, why they have these dreams that they do, why Reg is helping her in the first place, what he's trying to get out of it. Like, their bond is established and strong. So by the time you get to that episode 10, it was episode 10, right? Uh, I think so. Okay, well, we have to get to that episode, and they're like on the fifth level or whatever, and now they're encountering monsters that like they uh, describe. Smart. Yeah, they're smart. Yeah, the reason why, like I said, the, even the there's light at the bottom of the pit. They, they describe later on. They explain that the the fog within the the abyss that gives you the curse is like a blanket almost. That when you try and pierce through it by going, or you try and ascend in the in the fog, it asphyxiates you. It basically suffocates you almost. And it's a fog that you can't even see. It's imperceptible to, to normal people. But when you descend, it's like a knife cutting through butter, and you don't feel it. So then by the time you get to that last episode, and you're fighting monsters that uh, they can feel, they, they are so in tune 
with being that low in the abyss that they can feel vibrations in the fog that is around you at all times and they can perceive what moves you're gonna make before you move like make them not that the, not that they're super intelligent monsters but just they're so there's instincts are so in tune at that level that if you make a move it's like heightened awareness and it could be right on you immediately so it's like now you're fighting things that are like they they can sense where threats so they can they can um, knock away your weapons, or they can separate you from the group. It's like it's like it's like Velociraptors in Jurassic Park. It's crazy. Yeah. And Rag is the only one that's not affected at all by the abyss because he's a robot. Like he's a, he's a cheat code basically. Pretty much. <laughs> but yeah, in that moment where he's running in his mind, everything we just kind of talked about him trying to figure out how to fight this thing. It's like a point. It's like a monster with poisonous barbs, and in a split second decision, he goes to block an attack. And uh, Rico standing behind him, and it pierces like through his shield, and it hits her, and she gets poisoned. And then it's crisis mode. Oh, and even the way it happened, it was realistic to me. Where there was no setup, there was no like, okay, there's like, uh, here's a monster. We're gonna spend the whole episode fighting it, and then at the end of it, oh, it's the big bad. So this is where it's gonna. No, it was random. It was like, it was like almost like. An animal attack. Like you're just in the, in the woods hiking and a bear just happens upon you. And then it goes from everything's cool and happy one second to, oh my God, in that one specific decision, the person I'm with is now dying. What the hell do I do? And she's, and to escape, he has to make the decision to uh, use his arm, his retracting robot arm, to grapple them higher into the abyss. So now she's experiencing the effects of the abyss on top of being poisoned. So then she's bleeding from every orifice. Her arms swell. And this is a little cute little chibi anime girl, mind you. Just like Madoka Magica. Yeah, the whole anime is they like the like the chibi, chibi moon type. Yeah. And but again, leading at this moment, you've seen random dark things. Like you've seen young kids like this being eaten by monsters. Like it, it hasn't been a main character, but it's been things that's happened in the world. So you know fucked up shit happens. So when this happens, I'm like, is it? Oh no! Oh my gosh, it's gonna die! <laughs> I'm, I'm just like, and that's why it's so effective. Cause just like Reg, I was right there with him. I was Reg going, what do I do? What do I do? He's regretting. He's in his mind going, oh my god, if I had just moved, if I had just done this in that one second, maybe this wouldn't have happened. And it's almost like a prick. Like she's just, she's just pricked by this thing. And in that, her life is on the line. Her arm swells up to the point where it's like it looks like it's like burst. Mm -hmm. It's so filled with like pus and poison and shit. And then she's she starts bleeding through every orifice. So she's like it's like a geyser of blood coming out of her face. And she's like she's like screaming in pain. And she's yelling at him, Regal, Regal, please, please break my yeah, arm. Yeah, she she tells him to basically chop her arm off. Yes. And it's like, yo, shit just got real. And like, yeah, he's screaming, Rico, Rico. But the whole time, I'm just like, I don't care. How do you not care? <laughs> like, just that, that to me triggered even like as a decent human being, you monster, a little kid in pain. Like, I have no soul. It was so like, the, the acting is so on point that I was, I and the animation is so on point. I mean, that, yeah, the voice acting. Is, is definitely on point. Like, jumping forward a little bit, like, there was a moment that I felt the welling of emotion when, like, when uh, Miti finally died and yes. Nani was, like, wailing after she, after... Oh, God, yes. Like, that and when moment... when she stopped him the first time? Yeah. 
Oh, just just to go like that moment hit me. But yes. that was all again. That was all in the last episode. Oh, it's like me and that go, man. That's what it reminded me of. It hurt so bad. <laughs> or was that the episode before? I feel like that was the last episode, or the last episode before the last episode. That I think. No, no, no. I think it was the last episode. I feel like that was the midway point when he did it. Either way, whenever remember. that happened, like that is what, like that's when I felt. Like a know. character that wasn't even in the show until the last like, even still, episodes. Even, even, still, <laughs> even still, even though she only showed up in the... In, in, no, I agree with I loved her. Like, I immediately was drawn to her. Same. And like I said, I like Red. That's why I thought... I thought... I thought Ricky was going to die. So I was like, okay, at least they introduced another female character that I am. I liked her more than Rico. That's why I understand what you're saying. I liked her more than Rico. So I was like, okay, if it's just about her and Reg... I'm okay. I can keep going. Because I, mean, I mean, I guess going. I want to be like, I'm done. I can't watch it anymore. Because <laughs> I mean, I guess going to what you said, like Rico, like to me, she feels like, like I mean, you even said like she's a plot device. So because of that, like, I feel like she's use, like she's a worthless character. Like who can't? Like, but she's not worthless. She's a child. That's what makes it but so good. Children, but they're all children, technically speaking. So I, and that doesn't necessarily mean I dislike. Like, um, what's her face is a child, and I mean, even Reg, even though he's a robot, he's still kind of human. What? No, but you're saying she's useless. Those other kids aren't even part of the plot after the first. She's only well, no, useless. I'm not talking about because she's in. I'm a not world. talking about the kids that were her friends. Then who's a child? Nunny is technically like immortal now, so she's not a child. Well, no, she said she's she, she said was that she a child. Well, no, she said that she could die, but she's like immortal now. No, I mean no, no, she's no. Meaty, Meaty is immortal. No, but neither of them age. But she's not immortal. She's not immortal because she said because remember when she destroyed the reason? Because uh, Reg is like, how do you know that there's no human? There's no humanity in her or whatever. She was saying, like, at some point, I'm not going to be here anymore. Like, I'm going to die. No, I understand all that. So she's not immortal. I don't mean immortal like you can't die. I mean immortal like you don't age. Oh, and, right. re- and regardless, your, your point is that she's useless because she's, ch- she's a kid. I'm saying she's a child. No, I said, I didn't say she's useless because she's a child. I didn't say, I don't mean, okay, let me finish what I was saying. I don't mean that, you're saying she's useless. And I'm saying... She's a child in a setting where being a child means she can't do anything. That's why it's so fucking gripping every moment they're in the abyss. Because you should be afraid for her like a child going into a wolf's den. Because there's nothing to protect her other than Reg. So yes, when it gets to the point where she can't do anything, that's the point. No, I don't mean, <laughs> I don't mean useless in the sense that she can't defend herself. I'm talking about useless in terms of like now that they're down, like in terms of the story. Like she's just the point of she's the reason that that, that's why they're going down there but it's like now that they're down like I feel like there's no more without her Reg didn't even know what the fuck he was doing she's literally been the one he might be the muscle but she's the guy cause like I feel like she was the initial reason that yeah he wanted to go down there but then eventually he gained he, he gained his own motivation of wanting to go down there of trying to figure out where he came from what's his memories and all like he now has his own reason aside from just protecting her you can have to go down you can there. Like him for having reasons to be a strong character too, but I'm saying she's not useless, and her story is also tinged with tragedy because you know there's not a happy ending here. Like she's hopeful and she's optimistic, and well, yeah, the, no, because even if she does find her mother, there's there's still trapped. They're still trapped down there. But not even the yeah, it's hopeless in the terms of she can't come back. That's for sure. I mean, there might be something, but who knows? as of right now, as far as we know, or, this I mean, journey I'm, is me, one way. each kind of tease that there's a way to break through the fog. Maybe. But going down there, we didn't know that until like now. Yeah, yeah. But it's still a maybe. But I'm saying, forget the fact that this has been 
constantly everyone's telling her this is a one-way trip, this is a one-way trip, this is a one-way trip. And when she's on the verge of death, that came back up. We're like, we knew this was it. Like, we knew we weren't going to get, we probably weren't going to get back. So it was like, fuck, man, this is heavy. But, like, her story is is tinged with, like, I, I'm also extremely interested in her story. Because she's trying to get to a mother she never knew, that, but yet she idolizes. But forget getting back. What? Who knows what's even happened to her mother? She she thinks her mother's alive, but turns out that note she got wasn't even from her mom. No, it wasn't. The, the the white whistle they meet tells her like, no, she's basically like my main boo. Like I loved your mom, like legit. I would have been lesbians with your mom, but but then you got born and fuck you. <laughs> and even the, the 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 origin of of Rico herself and how they eventually explain that she was brought back to life with a relic and how that even happened was fucking dark. But yeah, she was stillborn. Yeah, that's crazy. And the relic brought brought back to life. And from the day she was born, because a relic from the abyss brought back to life, it seems like she's been drawn to the abyss. So there's there's tragedy in her story. It's almost like she was she wasn't alive, but it's like she was born to die. That's what it almost feels like. And it's like since the note it turns out wasn't even written by her mother, who wrote it? What's down there with her mother? Probably that guy in the robot suit. Maybe, but they haven't said that. No, they haven't said it, no. It might be anything. It might be somebody from the robot clan that Reg's a part of. It might be something else. No one knows if it's even... They haven't even told us what's at the bottom of the abyss is. It's unknown. So it's like, she could be a fucking mutated monster creature for all we fucking know. And it's like... Just, I, I'm That makes me endeared to her story. Because on some level, I know it's not going to be a happy ending. But yet... The story is so good and it's framed in such a way that there's moments I forget that. Where I'm like like them, and you could do that and like it could not work, like Wrinkle in Time, where it has like fucking switches in tone, just like what the fuck is going on? Like backlash or uh, whiplash. But this is like it's genuine. Like even skipping forward to the stuff with um with a uh, Nani Nani, the bunny girl, whatever. Like you go from her almost dying to being killed with a fucking poison, broken, destroyed, mutilated arm to they're like having like campy moments together and like talking and laughing and like they're having like cute montages of like preparing to go on a journey together and like I forget for a second how dangerous the world is outside that yeah, door. That, that happened at the very end. Yeah. With the the mods getting the bags and all that other stuff. Yeah, but every time they do it, I, I feel that way. Even like even when they met the white whistle halfway down into the abyss, it's like whenever they would find a place of reprieve. The story does a great job of making you forget how dangerous this world is because you're so anchored in the just I don't know just how how whimsical the tone is when it's just about the kids or it went to like looking through the eyes of the child. Oh, I thought you were gonna say more. <laughs> no, no, I mean, like I said, I'm, yeah, I'm looking at you because you call her useless. So I'm like, how the fuck is she? Useless? I don't care. About, I don't care about her. That's that's really. You're what, not interested in her mother either. Like you're not. Intrigued I'm curious about, to see what what happened to her, but she seems I don't know. I, but I kind of feel like her mother's also connected to Reg, maybe. No, she definitely is. Because like because the notes. I mean, granted that note wasn't uh directly from my mother, but that was her mother's stuff. But I mean, he also has the flashbacks and, of her mother. Yeah, as that's, if she, that too. As if she told him to go, because Reg doesn't know why he was going to the surface. He's he just woke up in the surface with no memory. So it's so like, maybe she created him. No, I don't think it's a thing where she created him. There's a whole race of those guys. Remember her drawings in the notebook? There's like a notebook filled with like different things in the abyss. 
Oh, see, I thought that was a drawing of him. Like there was because there was a thing, a creature with the same helmet or whatever. I thought she drew him specifically. Mm-hmm. It didn't look like him though. It looked like his his kind, but it didn't look like him specifically. And then I think even in the notes it said like a race of people like the, or a race of robot people like this. Oh, okay. So he's one of many. All right. Well, yeah. But yeah, I don't. Uh, I'm more interested in his story, and then. Yeah, let's talk about um Bunny Girl. Nani, what's her name? I keep forgetting her name. I think it's Nani Ch- Nani Chan. I think so. But but yeah, well, talking close, about close enough. I mean, I read the 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 list of things that are like in the abyss, the curse, the loss of humanity. Turns out, white whistles are experimenting on kids, taking kids out of fucking orphanages. Well, we can't say all. I can't say all white whistles. Just Not the, all white whistles. That, just just that just, one white yeah. whistle who's fucking the crazy scientist, mad scientist white whistle. But he's taking kids and literally dropping them down to the bottom of the sixth level and then using like an elevator contraption to bring them back up and see what effects they have on the human body. Uh-huh. And it's transforming them into monsters and shit, like Resident Evil style. Pretty much. And this character was... And this is another... I'm like, trying to understand how the abyss works and maybe try to figure out a way to circumvent it. Yeah. Basically, it's killed everyone before her. But the only reason why it didn't kill her is because he did a new experiment where he used two kids... And one kid got most of the curse, which I guess is the fog, yeah. as opposed to the person in the other tube. So she just became basically a bunny girl and her friend, who fucking tragic as hell. That cute kid. Meaty. Oh, yeah, just to be her friend. Meaty. She, she, and she was a lot like Rico. Like the same kind of dream of being a white whistle, seeing the bottom of the abyss and all that shit. And she transforms into this goo monster who like can't be killed, but is always in extreme pain. It's fucking terrifying, dude. Yeah. And even when she was transforming, she was like, kill me, kill oh, me. Oh, so sad. Because they're kids. They're like they're little cute kids. Yeah, they are kids. Like I said, the last episode was, that that last episode got me. So that kid you're okay with. I mean, that kid I'm okay with. That but kid I'll, fucked you up, but not yeah, Rico. Not Rico. I don't know why. I can't exp- I can't even explain why. You're fucking trash. Oh, I just, I, I and she doesn't even like Rico. That's the funny part. <laughs> I care more about not Rico than Rico. <laughs> Pretty much. But yeah, and then the revelation of like, uh, Nunny, whatever, saves Rico and uh, Reg just because when Reg is crying for Rico to be saved, where he's breaking her arm to try and cut off her arm to you know get the poison because because Miko didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. So Rico was just like, yeah, break my arm, cut it off, and then maybe I'll live, even though I'm bleeding out of every orifice from the curse. That'll uh-huh. work. Uh, the the bunny girl steps in because she feels a kindred spirit because she sees how Reg is. She, well, Reg thinks Rico's gonna die. Yeah, it reminds her. It reminds herself and what yeah. she went through. Yeah, the same and the same moment of her crying over her body and all that crap. It was fucking tragic. Um. But yeah, so then the, you basically find out that the bunny girl also saved him because of the ability of his arm, which is like the giant Buster cannon. And she thinks it's the only way. Well, she actually... didn't. She didn't know that at that then. Oh, that's right. That was it's after. not till they went to like get the food when she tried to train him how to defeat that red gooey monster. Mm-hmm, that's right. When she saw the blast. That's right. That's right. To actually beat it. Yeah. The Nars Gall or the fuck it was called. <laughs> Wait, she wants her to kill essentially her best friend, put her out of her misery. That shit was fucking dark. It was. That I was like, oh my god, oh my god, <laughs> oh sweet Jesus, and yeah, he does it. And that that moment, you're right. I I I don't, I don't think I cried, but I I did get well. Like, oh Jesus! They were both Christ. and they were both bawling. Yes, because it was fucking sad. It was like it was it was like old Yeller times ten. It was de- like oh my god, that was depressing. 
It like was. she's like flashing back to like the time she had with her. She she tells him to stop the last second. She cries over him or over her. Just over to, her just to say one last goodbye. Yeah. And then she's like, do it. Right now, do it. Not even looking. I was like, oh. Oh my god! And then she makes, but but then she finds through. And then oh my god! When she was like, he basically says like, "I'll do it on one condition: you can't kill you yourself." You can't kill afterwards. yourself. It's like I can't. Of course I can't do. It. I still got to take care of of uh, Rico. She's like, no. After she's healed. Yeah. And then she's like, oh. that's cruel. Yeah. She like, so that. she was gonna do it. Yeah, she was. She said that's cruel. I was like, oh my god! And she basically tells Miki like or Mitty like, you know, I I'll, forgive me, but we'll meet again soon. So even after all this, she's like, yeah, I'm going to help them. But like, at the end of the day, I still want to be with you. And one day we will be together again. I'm like, I mean, even, I mean, even if she doesn't kill herself, she, I mean, she kind of said like one at, at some point she's going to die. So yeah. no matter how long it takes. Yeah. That was sad too. When she was describing why you had to like, I, I'll die. Like you've seen this world. <laughs> I can't survive forever in this place, even though I'm good at it. Like, so eventually I'll die and then she'll be alive in pain forever. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. In a place that she can't really protect herself, so she's gonna get eaten, maimed, cut up, mm-hmm. and always in pain. And then you see, she's like, you've seen her eyes, like some part of her soul is still in there, and she's gonna be trapped in this world. Yeah, like release her, let her free, like that. I, I that's deep. <laughs> it was all deep. No, <laughs> it's deeper than that shit. This Rico's going. Oh my God. No, that show is fucking low passable. Get the fuck so out of here. Low passable. Vision. And I'm so excited for the second season. I, th- I thought it was only going to be one season. Like the how fast like said, it was going the, through. The, the, if the second season is a poor tell of what happened in our last episode, I'm 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 more interested now. Because before I was just like, once this ends, who cares? Because I remember you told me, because I thought it was just 13 episodes and that was done. I'm like, let me just speed through this shit. But that last episode, like I said, that last episode got me. So I'm 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 definitely willing to check out season two you're a trash person <laughs> but if, you don't but even if, know what good it is but if it you're over here oh Rico time best of 2018 but yeah you don't like fucking but that, but that was a joke I was joking <laughs> no if your jokes are real <laughs> like the, the regular I even said like when we did the stories like it was pa- it was terrible but yeah passable <laughs> It's, it's cute. I can't believe like, we finally watch a quality anime and you can't even recognize it. Yet you talk shit about rec- Super. Get I do recognize out of here. I recognize that it's passable. <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> Let's get into the news of the week with Michael. <laughs> Michael news. Passable news. <laughs> you shut your whore mouth. <laughs> you don't even know what's good. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anyway, so. Uh, Luke Cage trailer. Yo, I'm Luke Cage. I ain't no joke. You can't burn me. You can't blast me. And you definitely can't break me. I ain't no joke. 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 You want to test me? Step up. I'm right here. Get paid, black man. Get paid. Joke. Joke. Ah, yeah. Let's talk about it. Blacky the black. 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 Yo, this is Luke Cage. This is on YouTube. (laughs) You can't burn me. You can't burn me. You can't blast me. You can't shoot me, even though the whole police department has Judas bullets. Even though I was in the hospital (laughs) for being shot in the head. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And I I felt like, I even said this uh, when I first, granted this is before I was on the podcast, but like, I felt like season one should have ended where... Once he got react, put put back in that experiment or whatever, he should have came back stronger where the Judas bullets didn't do shit to him. So now Agreed. the cops have all these Judas, it doesn't do anything because it's like now you have 
this thing that could take out the, the, the you know, the, the whole, the guy with the unbreakable skin. And it was a whole, it was a metaphor of, you know, kids get black, you know, the black kid with the hoodie or the black man with the hoodie. Can't, bulletproof black man can't get taken down by cops. Took that away. Yeah, took, you took that away. <laughs> um, I mean. But overall, I mean, yeah, I liked the trailer. It was it was pretty decent. It, uh, I mean, do you think they're ever going to bring that up? I don't think they're ever going to talk about Judas Bulletproof. They're, yeah, they're probably going to ignore it. Yeah, they're just going to Yeah, that never happen. happened. What are you talking about? Judas yeah. what? <laughs> Judas huh? <laughs> I don't know any Judas. Is. Yeah, there's no Judas. They, they got taken away. Yeah. <laughs> Budget uh, cuts, bro. I mean, did you like the trailer? Yeah, I mean, the trailer was decent. I'm just hoping... They didn't really show anything. No, they didn't show it. They just saw them, showed them walk through fire and all that other yeah, shit. it was a hype trailer more than anything. I'm, so I'm, I'm just hoping that this season is... I hope they didn't give it to Scott Buck. <laughs> oh, please, no. I hope it's more than, that is, the, that, it's more than just the first half. Yeah, it's good. more than just the first half, it's, it's, and it's consistent throughout. Because that's been the problem with a lot of these Netflix series, that like either the last half is the great half or the first half is the great half, but it's not consistent throughout, mm. with the exception of maybe Punisher. Oh, shit. We need to talk about Jessica Jones. I've only watched one episode. Oh, okay. All right, then we'll hold off to the next week about that. But I've watched six. It's it's all right. It's not, it's not nearly as good as the first season. It's not. Mm-mm. Well, I mean, you can't top David Tennant, Kilgrave. Yeah, remember how we were speculating that he was going to be in it? You thought, like, flat, like a flashback or like a oh, hallucination? The pheromones, maybe yeah. we were still lingering. No. At least not as, as, I'm six episodes in and not as a I mean, but we saw the set photos, so he's got, he's definitely. Yeah, he's in there somewhere. But he's I in there somewhere. Gonna, but I thought it was going to be like Arkham City or Arkham Knight, I mean, with Joker, where how Joker was like in Batman's mind the entire game. Mm-hmm. No, not even, nothing like that. So he hasn't shown up yet? Nope. Well, he probably shows up in like episode the last episode. Yeah, but this the, the weakest part of the season I think is the fact that the villain like there's not really a central villain, so it's like damn. Without him, there's like a vacuum that's not being filled. And uh, he was a lot of the drive for like why each episode was like I gotta see the next one, I gotta see the next one, I gotta see the next one. That's what I'm saying. You can't can't really top David Tennant, and I mean it just looked like for this one, she's just trying to figure out where she came from. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll review it next week. I'm just saying, but but yeah, for Luke Cage, I mean for what they showed, it looks okay, but. It, same kind of problem where you kind of got rid of the only villain I kind of liked, which was Cottonmouth. So now it's like, I, if they go back into Black Mariah and fucking Shade McShade guy. Well, you know they're going to be, they were like, because that, that's how they ended last season. Like, they're going to be the villains. But they're probably not going to be the villains for next season. It's probably going to be like, they're his version of Kingpin, where Kingpin wasn't the only villain. Like, once they got to season two, it was other stuff. But then Kingpin showed up later in the second. Like, remember me, bitch. I'd be okay with that. But I, I don't like, I never like Shades. Fuck that shit. So I hope he doesn't come back. I don't know. Oh, he's going to come back. Oh, he's, he's whack. He's born in Black Mariah, which I hate that name. It's so whack. Black Mariah. Yeah. Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> Black Vulcan. Is there anything happening in the trailer? No, is it? No, not nothing. Yeah, yeah, it was like teaser. So, so coming out in June. Hopeful, but yeah, Netflix I'm, I'm, seems to be on a downswing. So, yeah, I'm I'm just hoping it's consistent throughout. So. Did you hear the, the the the? I don't know if this is your news, but did you hear uh, Kristen Ritter, Jessica Jones talking about there might not be defenders. Yeah, that's in the news. What the fuck? I mean, what are you doing, Marvel? What the? I, mean, I, was, I almost said DC. That's a, that's a DC move. <laughs> that was going to be a couple things down, but since you already said oh, to I'm it, sorry. I'll open it already. But I, I guess I should have put it with the Luke Cage. I did a triple take at that. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, since you're taking over my news section. Jordan News. <laughs> but yeah, so yeah, Kristen Ritter basically came out and said, uh, well, what's the quote? 
Uh, she said, you know, I had a great time doing the Defenders. And honestly, it was such a good experience that I would do it again. But I don't think we are going to do it again. It was never intended to do again. Why? <laughs> and first of all, what? Yeah, like Why would Defenders be a one-off? It makes no sense. But I mean, I guess because, well, no. When they started it, I'm like, you you can't tell me that you didn't start this with the intention of doing another one. But then when you look at the numbers, it didn't really get that great numbers because well, it wasn't that great. But Defenders is like the Justice League of Marvel, to be honest. But it it pretty much is. It. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, it's like actually a good comparison with the Netflix cinema, like the Netflix. Yeah, it Marvel. got it got the low it got the lowest uh, numbers in terms of all the shows. Like even Iron Fist, which is the trashiest of all trash. They got, got lower ratings than they got lower ratings than than Iron Fist. Like, that's not right. Like Iron Fist, funny enough. I don't know about the entire season, but Iron Fist was like the highest in terms of viewership. Maybe, I don't know if it was the first episode or the first couple episodes, but I know going into it, it was like the highest in viewership. I hope that's just because of the controversy that was surrounding it. I hope it's not because people actually give a fuck about it. Well, no, most people hated it, but it still got, but I think think it's probably because a lot of people probably hate watched it. That's what I'm talking about. Like I feel like, because there was a big controversy around it when it came out. I feel like people watch it just to be like, all right, what the fuck is this about? Yeah, I think that's probably what it was. But Netflix probably doesn't see it that way. Like, people watched it. I mean, they liked it. Ugh. Like, who cares? We still got we still got paid. <laughs> but yeah, but I'm like, that's stupid to me. Like, you don't have, you have no intention of doing another Defenders. They the, only did it's like, Netflix there's thing no for point, Defenders. Yeah, there's no point of even doing, like, yeah. That was the deal. It was like a deal where you get, where you get one of season of each of these series plus a defender series but i'm like if you're but if you're not because i lost my train of thought but then it came back to me but i'm like if you if you have no intention of doing another defenders you should have did defenders in the first place yeah but i mean we'll see because i mean at the end of the day she doesn't make decisions that's another thing jessica jones so far that i've watched not really any crossover i mean i mean foggy showed up once in one scene that's about it it's like why why aren't you connected why don't you have Matt Murdock on it? I know he's... What's her, what's her face not in it? Uh, Claire? No, Claire hasn't showed up at all. Uh. But fuck that. Fuck the side characters. Like, give me Luke. Like, there's a point where yeah, she Yeah, once goes, you already did Defenders, like, there's no point. Yeah, Luke... Like, can't, like he's already, they already established that he's her lawyer. Jessica went to jail. Well, Matt Murdock's, Matt Murdock's MIA because of Defenders. Oh, yeah, what? Well, yeah, but, like, they at one point she goes to jail in this season. And it's like... Luke Cage ain't calling in just be like hey what's up you alright like I went to jail in my season too you okay like check in no okay never mind. I mean he's still banging Claire <laughs> so what check in whatever I don't know I'm like if you're not gonna cross this over with the MCU at least cross over with yourself dude like come the fuck on yeah I agree even the MCU's doing that putting Iron Man and Spider-Man fuck put Daredevil well, putting Captain America and Thor granted it was Loki pretending to be but still still Chris Evans yeah Give me Iron Fist and Jessica Jones. Even I, I would take even Iron Fist. That's how desperate I am for crossovers <laughs> in this goddamn Marvel Netflix shit. But yeah, but like if you really think about it, with the exception of Daredevil, like Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, and Iron Fist, they're all together. Like us, like like Luke Cage and and Jessica Jones are married. Iron Fist and Luke Cage are partners. They're like 15 minutes away from each so other. So it's like they should all they should <laughs> They're all one like, train right away. <laughs> like them having one season of their own show is fine, but then after that, like merge them together. In the one show. Yeah, there shouldn't have been a season two of Luke Cage, I even think. I think it should have been Heroes for Hire. It should have been Heroes for Hire. Yeah. Like, maybe Jessica Jones have her own show. I get it. 
Yeah, alias. But that. Luke Cage and 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 Iron Fist. But then after her, se- after season one, they should have merged. But then you, you can cross over Daredevil with Jessica Jones. If they didn't do that stupid like is he dead shit in Defenders. Even Misty Knight was like engaged to Iron Fist. Like there's too much crossover between the shows. Yeah. In terms of the comics, for them to stay separate. Exactly. But I mean, whatever. Is it branding? You want to keep the brand separate? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't make any sense. Like, if you want to have, oh, but well, we need to have four shows, merge the two shows, and do like, get Ghost Rider Robbie Reyes and get him to have his own show on Netflix. But they have five shows now. Punisher's his own show. Well, yeah. Which wasn't even part of the plan. It wasn't. So I was like, what the fuck? I don't know. Moving on. They're making real DC moves over there in Marvel Netflix. <laughs> they, they are. <laughs> it's real DC. Don't you BVS this whole <laughs> fucking franchise. Because <laughs> I'm ready for them to announce something like something else. Like, a blade series or oh, that'd be awesome like i said uh what did i just say uh daughters of the dragon uh ghost rider yeah ghost rider give me that like i want to see other stuff now but anyway uh so yeah black panther uh black debuted panther. debuted in china this week finally because we we're wondering what the china numbers were going to be oh yeah How did they and go? in one day it broke 20 million dollars i don't have i have no point of reference for that what does that mean? It, that's that's like a record for a Chinese box office. Really? Yes. Like ever? Yes. In all the movies? Not in all movies. Or Marvel movies. Not in all movies, but in Marvel movies. Nice. So more than like the Avengers and shit? Yeah. Wow. So, be, so because of so because of that twenty million, uh it ended up grossing like I think forty million for the weekend. So because of that, now Black Panther has hit a billion one billion yep. dollars. Globally. And the internet is and losing only its shit. Twenty six days. It's only because it's a black movie. <laughs> yeah. you know, only only twenty six days. It hit a it hit a billion dollars, and it's still it's fuck sti- yes. And it's still growing. Like it's still number one at the box office now. Like it, Wrinkle in Time is not number one. Like people thought Wrinkle in Time would finally be the movie to dethrone <laughs> T'Challa. Hell no. And, and nope. Move over, Oprah. is a new king in town. Pretty <laughs> you much. Might be the queen, but I'm the king. <laughs> So one billion, one billion dollars, <laughs> Mr. Evil. <laughs> um, someone asked me online. Ah, I wish I remembered who it was, but somebody DM'd me and they asked um, if I felt like if Black Panther, I mean, if Infinity War wasn't number one, would I consider it to be a failure? Like number one. I asked you. Office. I asked you that last week on the pod. We had a discussion on a podcast. Did I say the same thing where I said, no, I don't think it's a failure? Yeah, we had the same discussion. It was last week, Jordan. Well, then why? Then you don't listen to our podcast, bro, <laughs> because we talked about this. But yeah, I don't think it's a failure. I asked you that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we did talk about it. Because I was like, Black Panther, I don't, I don't think it's a failure if it you're talking about you're, 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 you're talking about my memory. <laughs> Whatever. Someone, but someone asked me, so I just wanted to bring it up. But, but yeah, it's not a failure if it doesn't break. If it doesn't break number one, it's not a failure. If it doesn't break ten, top ten, Infinity War is a failure. But I don't think Black Panther, let's say if it somehow outpaced Infinity War, and they're both like the number one and number two movies in Marvel, I wouldn't say that's a failure. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what are you I don't know why that dude asked me that question then. Whatever. He doesn't listen to podcasts. <laughs> yeah, right? But yeah, but also, uh, Black Panther continued to break records. So, uh, Black Panther is now the ninth highest grossing domestic box office ever. Isn't it only outpaced by like Last Jedi and Force Awakens right now? That's well, no, it's the ninth. So it's no, eight no, no, other I mean, movies above it. But it's that right now. I'm talking about in terms of it, in terms of 24 days when I read it, 
in that 24 time time span, the only two movies that had made the amount of money by Panthers made oh, in that and first just, 24 days. Yeah, in just the first 24 days, was yeah. Was Last Jedi and Force Awakens. Yeah. Yeah. And are they number one and two? What was number one and two? I think so. Then, damn. It might be number three. But also with that, it being the ninth highest grossing movie of all time, it's also now the number one superhero movie of all time because it dethroned The Dark Knight. Wait, huh? It made more money than Avengers? Domestically. Oh, domestically. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm not talking about worldwide. Damn. Yeah. It beat Dark Knight. It beat Dark Knight because Dark Knight was the Dark Knight was the holder of domestic yeah box office in terms of superheroes. Black Panthers now. Fuck the king. The king has come. Killmonger did beat Heath Ledger. <laughs> Remember that comparison? Yeah. It became true. Jeez, wow, Black Panther. I'm so happy. That's awesome. <laughs> so uh, people but yeah. go see quality when they know when they see quality, man. Yeah, but uh, what I was saying with uh, this weekend's box office. Uh, cause this, cause even fourth weekends in a row, the show, the movies still sold out here, like domestically and stuff. Oh like yeah, that. It, theaters are still packed. So yeah, so it made forty one point one uh this weekend, and but a wrinkle in time. It's because every black person's seen it like four times. <laughs> well, a wrinkle in time only made thirty three point five for this weekend, which Disney's not necessarily happy about because they wanted <sighs> they wanted a wrinkle in time to be the movie that dethroned Black Panther. Especially considering how much money <laughs> we got dethrone ourselves. <laughs> yeah, especially considering how much money they spent on a hundred three million dollar budget plus marketing. Well, maybe should get a better fucking script then. <laughs> um, yeah. but and and it's it's sad for me to say this because again I mentioned earlier like I would love to work with Ava DuVernay like hopefully she doesn't listen to this podcast with me with me be, <laughs> with me being an aspiring actor and stuff like come that. Back and bite you. <laughs> like, but I'm just like. Now that I saw Wrinkle in Time, I'm like, I'm so glad she didn't do Black Panther. She was supposed to? She, they approached her first, and she said no. Oh, thank God. <laughs> thank you, Ryan Coogler. She said she, she said she didn't want to do it. Oh, thank you, sweet Jesus, for Ryan Coogler then. <laughs> oh, my God. That would have been a fucking shit show. Oh, I'm <laughs> and, and so happy. To, and that's not to say this movie is going to define her career, because nah. just because she had a bad, like, I had an audition the other day, and I did fucking terrible. <laughs> like I was awful but that's not to say my next audition I'm not going to be good because I am mm. so just the fact that she had this bad movie that's not going to define the rest of her career she's still doing good things in Queenship but this one it was it was a miss yeah so Black Panther that, but no. I was just still like <laughs> that'd be terrible <laughs> yeah <laughs> I didn't want I don't want Black Panther to have been her miss since this is her first time getting an over a hundred million dollar budget yeah oh while well, Black Panther though um and talking about the Asian market, did you see the the videos about they did interviews of people in South Korea? South Korea, yeah, I, I posted that on Facebook. And, and some, how it changed their perspective about how the beauty of black people. Well, only some of the people, because some of the comments were like, like whoa. In the video, <laughs> in the video, like this one, there was this one kid. I was like, okay, so he's the racist kid. Like, what do you say? I don't, I don't remember. <sighs> I don't remember. I didn't watch the whole thing. I watched. I watched the, first the whole. Couple. No, I watched. It was like a thirteen minute video. I'm trying to remember. Cause I know because I know Korean people and Asian people in general. They do prefer the the white aesthetic. They 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 I'm value to remember, white beauty. I'm trying to remember specifically what this kid said, but he it was he. They asked him something, and he he responded. I was like, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, he's not. Oh, damn it, I can't remember. What the fuck? It's gonna bother me the well, whole regardless, time. Regardless, I mean, the point though is that it did. I feel like well, yeah, there was like there was like there was like perception. Yeah, there was like one guy that was just like, yeah, before this movie, 
I only thought white people were attractive. Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> but now I, I like I didn't he was like, no, he said I thought uh white people looked better than black people, but yeah. looking at Lupita and Yongo and Okoye, like they're beautiful. Mm-hmm. So I, I was like, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, it's small, but you see it shows you how like just giving these people a platform, giving us a platform like changes our perception to the world. Yeah, I mean, I always put put that argument like when people's like, it's just a movie, bro. It's just no movies can affect or movies and TV shows and everything can affect not just people's perception, but it also could change laws. Yeah. Because like Ellen coming out the closet or uh movie shows like Will and Grace, and then even I would say Glee as well, that helped legalize gay marriage because it changed percept oh, wow. it changed perceptions of how people see gay people. True. Yeah, yeah. I I, I understand that. So or you go back to a birth of a nation like in 1913 that helped resurge the KKK because they portrayed black people as you know black men we all we want to do is just rape white women that's all we want that's all we crave so because of that movie the KKK because the KKK was pretty much dead by then but after that movie came out and because it was such a cultural zeitgeist within the white community the KKK got a resurgence because of that movie. Mm-hmm. So that just goes to shows like movies do affect. Like, come on, man. Movies have more power than books. Get the fuck it, out it, of here. They do. Yeah, like, like, people are like, oh, it's just a movie. But it's like, okay, but you can just say about books are just books, but they're not. Like, it's anything that has a message and is an inviting form of media can affect change. So it's like, shut the fuck up. And like, Western culture is very popular over in South Korea. So it's like, even looking yeah. at those comments, they were saying like, things like, yeah, for the most part, all I see, all I saw of black people in movies, they were just thugs and gangsters and prostitutes and all this other stuff. So this is like, one of the first times I'm seeing, you know, black people as something other than that. And mm-hmm. so it's changing my perception of, you know, I'm like, they're cool. Like, black people are cool now. It's yeah. like, yeah. Before moving on, this is a this is a hard segue, but just talking about Ryan Coogler and the fact that he became the director for Black Panther rather than Duvernay. Um I wanna thank Ryan Coogler because he he wrote it too, right? He's also the screenplay writer. Uh he co wrote it, but somebody co-wrote else it. Well whoever's uh, decision it was I used to know his name too, because I um fuck. But it's a black guy that also wrote it. That's fine. I mean, I'm just saying whoever. But, he, but he he wrote it before Ryan Coogler jumped on jumped on board. So okay. shout out to him. But let me let me pull up his name. Okay. Because I don't want people to forget him. Because right. it's not just Ryan Coogler. Hold on. Um. But whoever made the decision to make Bucky the White Wolf, and now they've come out and said like officially his new code name rather than Winter Soldier, which I made a joke about it on my page. Joe Robert Cole. Joe Robert Cole. Awesome. Um, I made a joke about it on my page, but. Winter Soldier literally is his slave name. <laughs> he's been hanging out in Wakanda, so he shed his slave name of Winter Soldier, and now he's the White Wolf. <laughs> uh-huh. But shout out to them for, and I think it was on purpose, to make sure that there's no way that they could, in the sequel to Black Panther or some bullshit down the line, actually come out with that fucking whitewash Black Panther character of literally a white version of Black Panther. Yeah, you know that character is very problematic. Someone somewhere would have made a White Panther in the sequel and it would have been White Panther versus Black Panther. And the, the joke about Craven, I'm appropriating your culture, would have been the actual plot of Black Panther 2. So I'm, I don't know who did it. But I'm going to give the credit to the writers of, of Black Panther. So Ryan Coogler and say his name again? Uh, Joe Robert Cole. Joe Robert Cole. They were like, let's uh, let's make Bucky the White Wolf. <laughs> like, why do they sound like Mickey Mouse? <laughs> let's uh, 
<laughs> well, that's your voice. was like, you know what? Let's just, um, you know, we, White Wolf in the comics, kind of a bad idea. Let's not. I mean, but they did the same thing with Manape. Like, instead of having the guy, because, you know, the trope of they call black people monkeys and gorillas. Mm-hmm. And so instead of having him dress in a gorilla outfit, I mean, they kind of did, but not. <laughs> and making gorilla noises. But not as bad. Yeah. They, instead, instead of that, they barked. Yeah. And then actually calling him man ape, they just said M'Baku. And then they say they worship the gorilla. But they took out all the. They kept the same character, but they just took out a lot of the problematic problematic elements of the character. Exactly. Without getting rid of the character. But in a world where, let's say, Ryan Cooler. And that's, like, a show, and that's a also show you can do that. Like yeah. like an iron fist, you could take out the problematic elements of the character. Oh, you mean you can make a fish out of water store with an Asian American in an Asian culture rather than a white person in an Asian culture, Michael? Yeah. No way. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. And you know what? That's not in t- that's not in keeping with the character's origin. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but um, in the same way, well, like I- taking the ancient one and making her a white woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, but Ryan Coogler. I feel like it was a smart way. In a world where, let's say, Black Panther didn't do well and Ryan Coogler was taken off the sequel, because you know if it didn't do well. You know if Black Panther bombed, Ryan Coogler would not be attached to the project. Oh, of course not. Yeah. And they'd be like, lessen the budget. Uh, Let's get some more white people in there. (laughs) Yeah, of course. But in that world, and he's not working on the sequel. On Earth 4. On Earth 4. I don't want to live there. (laughs) White Panther is the villain for Black Panther 2 because of some executive mandate. But by by throwing in the no, the, but I don't think he was a villain in the comics. He was on T'Challa's side. He was he was uh, I think he was uh part of like, not the Dora Milaje, but he was part of the guard that protected Wakanda. There was never a point where he fought where he ended up fighting. I don't think. I thought they introduced may, him. May, as maybe an ally. maybe. I think they introduced him as an ally, but he ended up fighting against T'Challa. That I don't know. So guys, Noir Bear, I know you. Every, every time we mess up something in the, in the, in the comics, yeah. you're our resident comic guy. So yeah, tell us. But regardless, school school us youngins. But regardless, in the same way that Yellow Jacket wasn't a villain necessarily, it, it was it was literally Hank Pym. But they it was made Hank it Pym a villain. But then, yeah, you know, some executive somewhere would be, what's this? Uh, an evil Black Panther? Uh, it's a white guy. White Panther? It's the opposite of everything Black Panther. Uh, let's make it the the villain in the next movie. Now they can't. And I mean, thank you for taking that option off the board by making Bucky the White Wolf. And and really, I think it's a way better take on that character anyway. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So just thank you, whoever made that decision. <laughs> just somewhere, <laughs> someone somewhere. <laughs> thank you. Take your problematic character and change it to something, something else. I'm appropriating your culture. <laughs> and that's literally what he is. Yeah, I know. <laughs> A white guy that loves Wakandan culture so much he's Wakandan. that he wants to be the white a white panther. He's Wakandan Tarzan. He was raised by Wakanda instead of raised by apes. Yeah. The fuck? It's the same thing. Basically. <laughs> so uh, they asked Jeff Loeb, who runs the TV universe, will we ever see Agent Coulson alive and well in the movies? Nope. His answer might surprise you. Nope. <laughs> he says, it's certainly something that will get resolved and it may get resolved in a very surprising way. That's all he said. But Coulson is going to die. <laughs> He's dead. It's resolved. Well, that wouldn't be a, but that, would that be surprising, though? If Coulson much? dies, yes. In the but I mean he but he's already dead in the movies so technically no I mean yeah show. if he dies at Agents of Shield that's something different but I'm talking about they're well, talking about the they're talking about the movies he didn't say anything about the movies he said it'll be resolved yeah but if he dies in the show that doesn't resolve the movies yeah it does 
he can't come back. The end. He's dead in the movies as far as they know. And now he's dead in real life. Resolved. <laughs> I mean, I guess, but not, I, I don't, that's because it's because to me, He's he's dead in the movies because even Joss Whedon was like, you know, he, he kind of doubled down on that. He was like, yeah, on the show he's still alive, but as far as the movie universe is concerned, he's dead. I mean, it makes sense though. You can't kill a character off in the movies, revive them in a show that nobody watches, and then revive them and be like, hey man, I didn't die. Everyone else be like, but what I mean, the even hell? even if people don't watch Agents of Shield, like people still a vast majority are not watching but i'm still i'm just saying even even with that people still know like because they those commercials were everywhere like they marketed the fuck out of season one of agents of shield so even people that don't watch the show still know he's alive again i don't agree i mean i I feel like there there is a population on top of people that actually watch agents of shield that just know about it just because they've seen like you know commercials and stuff but it's not people like my mother (laughs) my mother doesn't know she'll be like i'm sure she saw the commercials (laughs) No. I'm talking about super casuals. They won't know shit. They'd be like, didn't he die in the first one? Then, then you have like everybody asking the person next to them, like, did, did he die? Who is that guy? How is he alive? <laughs> so he's he's dead. He's not coming back. But uh but speaking of uh characters characters that are dying and uh not coming back, Kevin Feige says people are gonna be sorry and uh upset. Because he said, be careful what you wish for when it comes with Infinity War about people dying and not coming back. Because they asked him, are people going to die in this movie? And then are, are you going to pull the tr- Marvel trope of you know them coming back? And he basically said, like, no, people that die in this movie, they're going to be dead. I saw that comment. And, yeah, pretty, and, he said, and he's, like, he's like, people are going to be kind of, he's like, be careful what you wish for, guys. I like the little comment he said before that, though, where he was just like, he, he kind of threw some shade at them. Like, yeah, I could give you a list of all people that have died in the MCU who didn't come back. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, did you, did yeah, you read that yeah, part? He's, yeah, he, yeah he did I'm say like, that. He's like, look, bitch, <laughs> people have died, okay? It's just these goddamn fanboys who are upset about Coulson and Loki and these big players, but they're people who have been dead, all right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, the whole, whole fucking Asgard is... <laughs> Yeah, they dead as fuck. Killmonger ain't coming back. <laughs> Quicksilver, no, he's, Quicksilver's he's still dead. People Even though it. I still kind of have, I, I, I don't necessarily think he's gonna come. But I'm, I'm thinking, I'm like, if if he does come back, Infinity War would be the place to bring him back. Because I'm like, because I know, because because I do know when he signed, when Aaron Taylor Johnson signed the contract for Marvel, he signed on for nine movies. So it's like, if you're gonna kill him in this one movie, why sign him on for nine movies? And then also now that you have the deal with uh, Fox and Disney, it's like you have an issue because like now you kill Magneto's kids. Hmm. So it's like they have to bring him back now to they because the whole reason that they made the whole reason that they had to split in the comics was like oh yeah actually, well they can't double back now they're I not mean, but you have the Infinity going and we already they already established kind of like with the set photos that they're probably going back in time yeah so they could bring him back that way. And then, I don't other, think they're ever and then what other way connection. to fuck with what other way to fuck with Scarlet Witch but to have your brother's back but he's not really your brother? I can see him coming back for like a cameo, but not for like your vibe now and now you're alive again. I feel like it would be like an illusion. And then it's like, why sign him for nine movies if you're gonna kill him in the first movie that he's in? Was it really a nine movie deal? Or was that just speculation? No, it was a nine, he signed a nine movie deal. I don't know how that's gonna work because I do not so, see that. So from back, back then, even when he died, episodes. even when he died at Age of Ultron, I was like, oh, so is they, are they gonna bring him back in Infinity War? It so I mean, been, maybe it might have been a lie. You know what I mean? Well, that he signed that he signed a nine picture deal. I mean, it yeah, might have been, but that but the story that's out there was that he signed a nine picture deal. Yeah. So what do you, who do you think is gonna die? I think it might not not in part three, 
but part four and part three, I think like everybody might die, but or, he, he's or, like, or it might just be Tony, and then Tony goes back to the past. But I think in part four, in terms of like death, death, I think it's gonna be Tony. Okay, I agree. Like I don't think any, I don't think anybody major is gonna necessarily die in part three because they still got to do the other one. I agree. I I just don't want it to be Cap. <laughs> I don't want Steve to die. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be Cap either, and plus it would make sense to kill Tony. Yeah, yeah we've already talked about it. I'm like, the uni- for yeah, the show. universe yeah. the universe started with him. Yeah, let it end with him. Yeah, this version of it. But in another episode of Duh, did anybody is anybody surprised? But officially, Kevin Feige's now come out and confirmed. Yeah, we're working on the Black Panther too. It's like, yeah, duh. No. <laughs> no, no shit. But I thought it was canceled. Why would they make another one of those? Since he officially said it, I decided to come out. Why would they even bother? <laughs> I know, right? Like it didn't make it didn't make any money. I mean, like, nobody even cares. <laughs> it's just a movie. But uh, he also talked about possible spinoffs of the world, like you know, having Shuri show up in other movies, or Koye show up in other movies. There's, you know, think about thinking about that, like ways to spin off the the franchise, because it made I so much, it made so much money. They better spin the shit off. Like it made more than any Marvel movie, I basically. Wanna, I want a Koye in a Black Widow movie. <laughs> and a, uh, no, move or you will be moved. <laughs> that, that 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 wasn't even her. That I was, know it wasn't her. I just wanted Dora Milaje to fuck her up in the movie. <laughs> I want I want a Dora Milaje movie. Like give me that. Like Charlie's Angels with Dora Milaje? Yeah, basically. <laughs> T'Challa's Angels? T'Challa's Angels, yeah. <laughs> that would be so fucking awesome. Oh, that's it, a meme. <laughs> that would be, be dope. But uh, Christopher Nolan, who's like one of the top you know, directors, mm. he thinks, which I don't necessarily think is going to happen because they ignore superhero movies, but he thinks Black Panther, like considering it was so good and because of what it represents and stuff like that, We'll see if he we'll see if he becomes Mr. Prediction Head with this. But he thinks Black Panther is gonna get a best Oscar nomination next year for Best Picture. Next year. High so. hopes. I've got we put high that, hopes. <laughs> put that in there to see if he's a Mr. Prediction Head. Okay. What do you think? I don't I don't I don't think so. Because like because like I said, they continue they ignore superhero movies. Like if Logan with was the exception, ignored? with the exception of like the Dark Knight. And that's because Heath Ledger died. died yeah. But like, like you said, even Lo- Logan didn't get anything. I, I, maybe you could twist, but even Wonder Woman didn't even get nominated. For no, that, right? Logan didn't get nominated. Wonder Woman didn't get nominated. I feel like so. I'm like, I feel like the only thing they nominate superhero movies for is like visual effects or like Star Wars. They've nominated for visual effects. This effect, movie, which is obvious, you can't nominate this for visual. No, effects. you can't nominate <laughs> this for visual effects. That's what I'm saying. I feel like it became too costuming. Hard. If they don't nominate Ruth True. Carter for costume, it's it's an issue, bro. True, you're right. They won't though. But you're right. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just feel like it, it became too cartoony with that shitty CG by the end. So I feel like it's gonna be snubbed. I mean, if it is nominated, I feel like it's purely just because. They don't want to seem like they're racist because it's like such, it's so culturally impactful and like it's so important. But I mean, so was one, so was Wonder Woman. But this is more so. Like yeah. this, this is even bigger. Yeah. And also, it's it's, it's black, so <laughs> they usually feel guilty for that. <laughs> it's like, damn. All right, I guess we have to, right? Or we're racist if we don't. Right? But I'm like, remember the story I said about last? Was it last week or two weeks before? Where I was like, there's some of people that didn't even see Get Out because it was like it's not an Oscar movie. Fuck out of here. <laughs> But yeah, Logan and Dark Knight were like grounded. 
So I feel like it's also easy. But, 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 but they didn't nominate Logan. I know. Lo- uh, so I'm like, you didn't pick Logan, and that was like a pretty grounded, dark, gritty movie. So I was like, fuck. All right, are they going to nominate a movie that's like as cartoonish as Black Panther by the end? So we'll see, Christopher Nolan. We'll see. Senior prediction head. <laughs> Senior prediction <laughs> But uh, Kevin Feige comes out and gives more news about Captain Marvel, uh, basically saying that uh, he said we wanted to explore a period before Samuel L. Jackson's Nick Fury had any idea about any of the other heroes and the crazy stuff going on in the world. You know, when we first meet Nick, when he told Tony, quote, you're a you're a part of a big universe. You just don't know it yet. Well, we want to go back to a time when he didn't know it yet mm. and really showcase and announce that Carol Danvers was the first hero that Nick came across. That meant she could be <laughs> the, that meant she could be the singular hero, but place it within the timing of the MCU. It also got us talking about different genres, exploring this notion of sort of a 90s action film. We hadn't necessarily done anything like that before either, so there are definitely homages to our favorite 90s action films within Captain Marvel. Hmm. So that's the genre that is I like that concept yeah 90s action film especially Samuel Jackson being like seeing her as the first meta he's ever like encountered or mm-hmm. like superpower being um yeah I, I I like to see young Samuel Jackson's reactions to, like god damn you got superpowers you gotta, you gotta have one motherfucker <laughs> yeah motherfucker <laughs> beep it <laughs> yeah and he also says the majority of the movie is gonna take place in space so I'm like so majority is Nick Fury going to be in space? And this is in the 90s, so it's like, what kind of technology do they have to go into space? Is it aliens? Like I mean, it is S.H.I.E.L.D. Maybe. And it's going to be the Skrulls, so maybe they got Skrulls. And plus, once she gets her po- I guess once she gets her power, she could fly into space. But I'm saying if most of us in space, yeah, you need... If Nick Fury's a side character, he would need some ability to be in space, right? Or maybe... Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not necessarily a co-lead. Like all the stuff on Earth is with him. Is with him, and then once it goes into space, he's not in the movie anymore. I don't know. I don't know how they're gonna. Is this do gonna it. be like their Green Lantern? Um, I, yeah. I mean, it makes it would make sense because that's essentially what she does. Yeah. Huh. David. I mean, I know they they change her origin a little bit because her origin is so closely tied to like. They they basically how Jordan and her basically have the same origin. I'm just having a pro, uh, an issue trying to envision a 90s set MCU movie that goes into space for the majority of it. You know what I mean? I mean, we'll I mean, we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm curious. But I'm I'm intrigued. I'm very intrigued by this. A wormhole opens and she ends up it, it doesn't necessarily have to be like, "Oh, she took a rocket ship." Yeah. It could be like kind of like with Thor Oh, maybe she'll Thor believe in love will, and then she'll wrinkle no, in time she'll and test, then... <laughs> she'll test her. She'll, yeah, she'll test her to a different place. She'll Meet click Loki. She'll click her heels three times. And Oprah. I was gonna say, or it could be like what they introduced in Thor: uh, The Dark World, where there were like pockets yeah. in the world that she falls through, and that's how she ends up on another planet or some shit. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Uh, and funny, I'm about to be a full hypocrite with this. Okay. <laughs> and I already know it, but who cares? So, first reactions have come out for a quiet place. And oh, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be a full hypocrite with this because even with like first reactions with Aquaman, and I was just like, yeah, take this with a grain of salt because like first reactions of Justice League, first well, reactions of BBS. Wait, wait, that, that's, but, not, that's not a reason. I was going to say, but. It's good? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, 
but the DCU has a track record. Yeah, so. yeah exactly. I'm like, you're not, you're not wrong for this. Like, it's, it's not just because it's Aquaman. It's because every other DC movie has been like, it's great. And then you see it, it's like, but it's not. <laughs> so but even with that, I mean, first reactions with this is still saying it's great. So, yeah. But that still gets me excited because even the trailers. I'm more inclined to believe the Quiet Place. Yeah, I'm definitely more inclined to believe the, even though we might go and see it. And it's going to be terrible. <laughs> I hope not. I, I hope to God not. It is a not. really cool concept. I really, but the, the first reaction is, holy shit, A Quiet Place is for real. Like John that, Krasinski yeah. made a horror movie, and funny enough, I found out, which I didn't know, he actually is directing this movie as well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay, Zach, I mean, Zachary Levi looking guy. Jack Zachary Light. <laughs> yeah. But, or, or he could be... Because I don't know who's older. Yeah, all the way around. Yeah. But John Krasinski made a horror movie that's wholly original. And by the way, really, really scary. Another reaction was, A Quiet Place is incredibly effective. My hand hurts from clenching my fist this whole time. So tense, people were actually screaming. Uh, Last two I'll read, uh, I feel ill. That rocked me so hard to my stomach, it literally hurts. Damn. That last one is, A Quiet Place is a masterclass in suspense. It weaponizes your own screams against you. The tension is so taut... It's so taut your stomach will turn in relentless what? knots. Totally, deliciously terrifying. Okay, my antici- anticipation dick is hard right now. Yes, yeah, so I'm. I'm definitely excited. There will. There are more reactions, but I'm not going to read all of them. What, when does this come out? April seventh. So a little bit like a month. So there's a lot of things that come out. Remember what you said before, like you hate when there's big movies that come out in one month. Yeah. Kind of like before, like we we had to do Power Rangers one week, then Beauty and the Beast the next week, then it was something else that came out the next week. Yeah, it's that's pretty much what April is. Not an Infinity Wars, and it's so it's a quiet place because I'm excited about that. Oh yeah, I'm seeing that. And also, maybe it's a big movie depending on how it does. But Rampage also comes out. I'm also seeing that. <laughs> and Infinity War comes out. Definitely April, seeing that. So that's like three movies in April. Yeah. Okay, I'm down. I'm excited. April's going to be fun. It's going to be stupid fun. But, uh, yeah, going with that, since I already mentioned it, but, yeah, because uh, Rampage actually moved up because it was supposed to originally come out a week. It was supposed to come out originally on April 20th, so a week before Infinity War. But now that Infinity War moved it at 27, they're like, um, yeah, we're going to move. <laughs> oh, is that why they moved it? That's they right. Moved, it was going to be 420. They, they moved it. Yeah, it's going to be 420, but now they moved it to April 3rd. Yeah, 13th. 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 Yeah. So it gives it two full weeks. Law. Before. That's why they moved it. I'm like, why would they move it from 420? That was the whole no. point. Like, that was the joke. Infinity War. Law. Because <laughs> it's pretty much going to be, it's the same audience. Infinity War put its big dick there first. It's like, where are you going to go? <laughs> Because we ain't moving. It's like, all right, all right, calm down. Let's yeah. move. We'll move our date. It's fine. But also, uh, speaking of things that I was like, that we have no faith in with the DCEU. Well, just. What is it? This solo Joker movie is still going. They're really pushing that. Oh, they're really pushing it. Wait, who's the Joker? Joaquin Phoenix is close to signing, uh, coming, uh, final, uh, finalizing his contract really? to playing the Joker. Okay. And basically, they're saying that they want to make the Joker a failed 80s comedian. So, killing joke. Yeah, essentially. The idea of Joker as a failed uh, 80s comedian is taken directly from Alan Moore as the killing joke. And there's no Batman in this movie? No. 
Why, Michael? <laughs> Why and are they doing this? It's saying Michael? that they're looking to start production on the film uh, next year. Why? I don't know. Why? And they say they want to. Uh, I've never seen this movie, but they kind of want to tie it with uh, Robert De Niro's Kings of Comedy movie. So they want to pay homages to that movie, which I don't know what that movie's about. But it's that. about a deluded. It's about a deluded comedian. So because of that, they want to pay homage to that. But it's like, I don't know why this movie is still happening. Because the DCEU has no fucking direction. I even though it's not part of the DCEU, but I just mean DC Warner Brothers in general. But they're saying but they're saying this project is expected to be announced as a part of it as of yet to be announced new banner that Warner Brothers is going to push with their DC films. Oh, no. And here comes the new DCEU. Yeah, to expand their comic book canon beyond the DCEU. So admit you failed. it's going to be, this is DCEU Rebirth. <laughs> Look at that point, just admit you failed. You fucked up. You want to reboot the world, but you don't have the balls to actually commit to it. So now because they have a problem with Wonder Woman. This is almost like literally because they can't reboot because Wonder Woman was the only thing that worked. That's what I'm saying. This is like re- this is like rebirth, and that like they're trying to eat their cake of New Fifty Two and keep it too. Yeah, keep what worked and but yeah. bring back the things that people didn't like. Yeah. So DCEU rebirth. Sweet, can't wait to not like it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so another person has been announced. For a Star Wars series, <laughs> how many soul? Uh, every, is this another trilogy? Every no, well, no. This one is going to go direct to uh, the Disney streaming service, oh. so it's not going to be a trilogy. So is it? A but movie? it's like every, but it's like every week there's a new person announced for Star Wars. <laughs> Seriously, what is this? But no, it's uh, it's a series. It's a TV series, and uh, it's going to be uh, John Favreau. Oh, who did Iron Man one and two, and yeah. now is doing uh, Lion King. Wow. So I mean that kind of gets me excited, but yeah, like, at like the, the end, but also at the end of the day I'm still just like Star this Star Wars news. <laughs> like I feel like they're running Star Wars into the ground with all this new And granted, it's not a trilogy, so that's this is a little different as opposed to like this is gonna be a TV series. Yeah. So it, they say what it's about? No. Oh. They usually don't. They just say who's gonna do it, but they never say what it's gonna be about. Oh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe explore some part of the mythos we haven't really seen. I don't, I don't know. I can't judge this. I need to see it. Yeah, but it's going to be a live live action as of yet to be release date. So, we'll see. I don't know. But uh, news that I don't never really care about, but I'm going to still bring it up. Because I don't know who's fans of what out there in Blurred Vision land. Okay. <laughs> but were you ever a fan of Roswell? Yes. Was- actually, yes. Season so maybe one. maybe you maybe you care about this news. I don't know. Season one, I liked, but because they're rebooting everything, but Roswell's getting rebooted. Why? <laughs> Why? Good question. Because I don't know. You Same. realize all those old shows were like I only watched them because they were superhero shows before superheroes, right? I mean, you you could ask why are they rebooting Martin? Why are they rebooting Roseanne? Why are they why did they reboot Full House? They're why rebooting Martin? Yeah, they're rebooting Martin. They're doing Martin. All of, yeah. is it still Martin? Oh yeah, it's gonna be all of them. But you know, uh, Tommy's dead. He died. So oh, I didn't know that. You didn't know that he died a couple years ago. But yeah, so it's gonna be all of them minus Tommy. Jesus. Um. But yeah, they're rebooting Roswell, and uh, you don't know who the actor is, but uh, Michael Cervino from uh, Vampire Diaries, he played, uh, I can't remember the where, but the werewolf, Matt, uh, whatever his name is, but yeah, he's uh, 
cast as the one of the lead aliens. I don't know who that is. I know you don't know, but I'm still showing you what he looks like. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you for showing me, buddy. But yeah, so yeah, they're rebooting Roz, and it's funny enough, it's for CW. That show, wow. That's just where all those shows go now. But I mean, I mean, remember I mentioned uh, they they're expanding their days into Sundays. Mm. So, but it's like, but why, like, put original content there as opposed to rebooting like bullshit. rebooting? Like you already did, like you're already rebooting. Char- I'm sure nobody even remembers. You're already Roswell. rebooting. You're already rebooting Charm. Why do you need to reboot Roswell as well? But Roswell was in a time where Roswell, New Mexico, was a thing. Like remember, like back in the day, Roswell was like, well, not, oh, Roswell, well, no. New Roswell, New Mexico was a thing in the fifties, not when the show was on. The show came out in the nineties. But I feel like it was, Roswell was more, even then, more in the zeitgeist than it is now. Like there was all those like sci-fi channel, like, oh yeah, there was a lot of sci-fi shows on. Like I don't mean sci-fi, shows. I mean like those documentaries. Like they used to do like a lot, like Bigfoot and Loch Ness monster and Roswell and New Area fifty-two or fifty-one. I mean, uh huh. Um, but that's not really a thing anymore. Like that, you know, that, that stuff isn't as big now that we have the internet. <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> like that used to be like, that used to capture your imagination. Like X-Files was back in the day. Uh-huh. But I'm like, even X-Files, like, was big. Even X-Files got rebooted. <laughs> yeah, but I mean like, those things were in a time where that stuff was big. Like aliens and all that shit. It might be back then. Uh-huh. But this is like we're we're not doing aliens anymore, guys. We're in superheroes now. Yeah, we're superheroes. Superhero. <laughs> so it's like I'm just like, why? Give me something. Martian Manhunter. Yeah, Mar- <laughs> I, I want a solo series. Give Martian Manhunter or give Static his own series. I remember I mentioned they're doing like Metropolis and they're doing Krypton, which yeah. comes out this month. But I'm like, give me a Earth Two Valzad. <laughs> give me give me something else. I don't really remember Roswell that well. I never watched it. Oh. Uh, I remember, I think what killed it for me was the same thing that kills it in all those old shows for me. They had a baby. They bring a baby into the fucking show because the main character has to fuck somebody and for some reason, back then, the good plot device was a baby. <laughs> I mean, they do, they do that with a lot of shows. And they always kill the shows when they introduce the baby. But speaking of shows being killed... Uh, by the, babies? <laughs> not by babies, but by shit. The Walking Dead ratings continue to decline. And wow, I totally forgot that came back. Their ratings have now fallen the lowest since season one. Good. I'm like, so it's God, not, look, it's right not looking good for The Walking Dead. But I mean, they still good. they still were renewed for another season. Look at my face. <laughs> good. I'm glad they're in trouble. <laughs> so I'm glad. Yeah, they're definitely in, they're definitely in. Tr- <clears throat> oh, excuse me. But they're, yeah, they're definitely in trouble since season one. Damn, <laughs> that's bad. It's whack, dude. That fucking show's whack. Every time I pop in, it's like, I want to like you. Can I like you this time? Nope. It's whack still. Got you. All right. I'm out. <laughs> and I, it just kills me because I fucking would preach the good word of the Walking Dead comic before that show came out. I used to have to try to convince people to read it. And I mean, it, back in the, I mean, the show was, I mean, the show was great. Like it was the number one show. Yeah. On tell, like it would beat this. It would beat like foot, Sunday Night Football. I look forward to it more than Game of Thrones. Back in the day. Well, see, I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, I know you watched it for the podcast. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I can't see. Yeah, I was gonna say so. I can't even say that. Yeah. No, if there was a Game of Thrones episode and a Walking Dead episode, I would opt for the Walking Dead episode. But man, has that fucking flipped? <laughs> but uh, moving on. Thing you know, I mentioned Roswell. I things. watched a season of Game of Thrones before watching one episode of Walking Dead. <laughs> 
But yeah, speaking of things we don't want, because I don't want this, because I mentioned who, who wants Roswell and ratings for Walking Dead dropping, so people not wanting that. Okay. Well, Arnold Schwarzenegger has come out and said they're going to begin filming Terminator 6 what? starting this summer. This... Bruh. No, we no we yeah we start shooting Terminator Six in June. Stop it, B. And I'm looking forward to coming back as T T eight hundred model. It's going to be great uh, with Tim Miller as the director and James and Tim Jim Miller? Cameron. Yeah, Tim Miller. Deadpool. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay. He's the director and James Cameron is the, as the producer. That's me shit. And Linda Hamilton is uh she's coming back as well. Sarah Connor. Wait, the original Linda. The original. Hamilton? The original. There's only one Linda Hamilton. That's her oh, name. That's her name. name. I'm like, that's her, <laughs> that's her name. I associate her so much with fucking John Connor's mom. Wow. Yeah, she's coming back. Wow. What? I just fucked Daenerys. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, no. That. Those movies got erased. So Even that got erased. It's Terminator 1, Terminator 2, and now Terminator 6. Terminator 6 is Terminator 3. So is this how this franchise is going to work now? They just keep erasing the movies they make every time it's bad? Basically, kind of like Halloween. Like a Halloween movie is coming out in October this year with Jamie Lee Curtis and stuff, but it's Halloween 1, Halloween 2. This is like Halloween 7 or whatever. It's like, no, this is Halloween 3. That's just a good comparison because then the last Halloween reboot the series... It was supposed to. Yeah, exactly. Same but thing. Whereas, like, Genesis and that was, that was, was And to... that was uh, Rob Zombie directed that. And that was, like, a reboot, like, a literal reboot. They started back from, you know, one. Mm. They just didn't have Jamie Lee Curtis, but they had somebody else play that character. Oh, okay. But that, that didn't matter. But, yeah, this... Genesis was supposed to reboot the series, too. Yeah, Genesis <laughs> was supposed to reboot the series, but no, it was terrible. <gasps> so, they're saying this movie, Hol- uh, Terminator 6... Three, it's supposed to come Six, out. Three, yeah, it's, it's coming out July twenty sixth, twenty nineteen. So s- next year. So yeah, next year. Wow. So basically, around when we start watching Game of Thrones. Well, no, because Game of Thrones is supposed All to come right, out let me, let me in ask April. You this. Do you give a fuck? I don't give a fuck. What would they need to do to the Terminator series to excite you again? To make you like, okay, I don't know, because I love Terminator one and two, specifically two. Two is like one of my favorite movies ever. Yeah, that that I, that was one of the first movies I cried in. With that thumbs up scene at the end, do 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 do. I don't I don't know what they would have. I don't know what they would have to do it because at this point I'm kind of like Arnold Schwarzenegger still playing the Terminator, but it's a robot and he. But yeah, he's old. Well, Janice just tried to explain it by having it like I didn't see. I, I kind of like the explanation. Yeah, I didn't see it. So oh, you didn't see it at all? I suggest watching it just to be mad at it. It's it's funny I don't to be, be mad, mad at. It. I don't want to be. Oh my god! I'll, I'll watch it with you because it's, it's fun. Funny I watch. Want, I don't want to taint my Terminator. I went to love. the theater to see that movie. Okay, so. Right, <laughs> you suck. But um, they basically explain it by having the events of when they go back in time, rather than them go back to 1980, or whatever. Like in the first Terminator, the Terminator goes. Uh, they send a, they send a Terminator back to when Sarah Connor's a child, and for whatever reason, they don't even explain within the movie why. Because they were setting up sequels that aren't going to come, but it's just shitty storytelling to not explain important plot details in the movie you're in. But whatever, like a wrinkle in time, exactly, like a, <laughs> exactly like a wrinkle in time. They didn't explain how the T800, the, the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, got like knew to be there to defend her, because they send a um the liquid metal Terminator to kill her as a kid, and the T800 800 Terminator is there just to protect her, and then. He raises her, and that in this iteration of the timeline, rather than her grow up with the family or whatever, because the Terminator killed her family, he raises her, and that's why when the guy goes back to 1980, 
he's already old because he was growing up in like what the 60s i guess and the skin they 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 explain that the skin aged so it's like the the, the steel underbody doesn't age but the flesh skin does so that's why he looked old. I'm like, how does that work? It's dead skin. <laughs> uh, it's not. It's synthetic skin. Well, yeah, it's synthetic. Like, cause, cause when he gets cut, it bleeds. Yeah. But even still, it's like synthetic skin ages. That seems I, ineffective. Or yeah. How does, that, how does that work? <laughs> I don't know. But they didn't even explain how he got there. And there's somebody that was like, so how did you even get there to protect her? I don't know. That has been. Uh, was it, it was deleted deleted from my files yes yes exactly that <laughs> that is confront was it con- confrontation what was the word confidential confidential confrontational that is confidential information it's like okay that means you don't know <laughs> the person who was writing the story was like i don't i don't know <laughs> i don't know how you got so there. i wonder if john i wonder if john connor is going to be a thing still like because he died in the in genesis oh he did I'll just explain to you right now. It's stupid. It's stupid. I was going to say, like, he's the whole reason behind Terminator. But if you kill it. John Connor, like... See, now I wish I didn't tell you, because they ruined it in the trailer. So, like, it wasn't a thing where I was surprised in the movie. But I'm like, but if you kill John Connor, that's the end of the world. <laughs> Basically, when he sends... In this version of the events of the Terminator series, when John Connor sends back Kyle Reese, as Kyle Reese is being sent back to 1980 to protect Sarah Connor, one of the people in the uh, in their group... Turns out it was a Terminator. Turns out, not even just a Terminator. Turns out it was Skynet in a Terminator's body. How does that work? Okay. No, just does. It, it, it's uh, what's his name? Matt Smith from Doctor Who, of all things. Okay, it's a waste because he's not really even really a character. But it's like, why did you, why did you waste money on him? <laughs> you got a real celebrity to do nothing in this movie. Or maybe he's a fan. It was like, yeah, I'll come do this for nothing, guys. Maybe, maybe he, he was told it was gonna be sequels. Because even at the end, there's even a stinger with him, and it's like. What? But he basically betrays John Connor. He's a sleeper agent, Terminator, Skynet thing. Mm-hmm. And he infects John Connor with a Terminator virus that turns him into a Terminator. And then he sends okay, John... Now it's Con- just stupid. I'm not done. It's a number. <laughs> and then he sends John Connor to the past, which is not the past. It's the year 2020 or something. But that's when, in the new iteration of the timeline, Skynet becomes a thing. So he sends John Connor back. To Notice protect- how Skynet's becoming a thing later and later. In the- yeah, it's because they keep changing shit. So I was like, ah, uh, how do we fix this? He protects. He's sent to protect Skynet from being messed with by Kyle Reese and that whole gang, whatever the fuck. That's the movie, basically. But in the trailer for Terminator Genisys, they reveal that John Connor is a Terminator in the trailer. So uh-huh. it's, and it's a thing where they don't even explain that. It's like it's like a reveal halfway into the movie. So it was like. Why the fuck did you show me this in the trailer when it was obviously supposed to be a surprise? And if it was a surprise in the movie, it might have been good, but I'll never know. <laughs> it was kind of cool. Like they even he, he shows up and it's like, wait, John, you're here? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here to help because uh, blah blah. Some excuse. And then uh, the T hundred old old man Terminator shows up and he starts blasting John Connor and you're like. What? Well, the characters are like, yo, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Stop, stop, no! Uh-huh. But as an audience member, you're like, I saw the trailer, he's a Terminator, so I'm not even, <laughs> I'm not phased by this. And then, funny enough, like, I, I, I look at the role of John Connor, like Batman, like, there's so many iterations. <laughs> like, he's so different many, every so time. Many, yeah, so many different people have played this guy. <laughs> it's like, so many different people played Batman. I was, that was a random Terminator tangent, but yeah, it was trash. Long story yeah, short, I don't, I, to, but to answer your question, yeah, I don't know what they would have to do to get me interested in this franchise again. Like, I feel like take out Arnold take out Arnold. Yeah, take out Arnold. 
It's not like he needs the money. He was governor no. for years, so I'm like, you got money, bro. I just feel like bro. they think he's so iconic to the role, you can't replace him. But he's not. He's not. Not anymore. No. No. Like, and then oh wait, it was, I, 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 I always feel bad about. You're not. Are you really? Are you watching Genesis at all? I'm not. All right, so let me just tell you this because they do a thing where I thought they were gonna old man Logan him, and I'm like, all right, well at least if this is the way to kill him off and like kind of in that story, all right, it's still shit, but at least you're gonna do that for the character. He basically is destroyed by John Connor Terminator, who's like the most advanced Terminator ever. He's you think Liquid Metal is advanced? No, he's Nanite Metal. <laughs> it's like what? what is that? It doesn't make. That's sense, what I was dude. just about to say. I'm like, it's so funny how the other side gets like the weakest Terminator to yeah. help them, <laughs> <laughs> and yet they get like this. But yet it keeps beating all these super advanced power. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he's Nanite Metal, whatever the fuck. And then he he just basically destroys the. Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator and throws him in the, the last fight takes place in Skynet like that version of the Skynet factory he throws him into a liquid metal vat so then you think he's dead but then of course somehow I'm not sure how that works but just fall a Terminator falling into liquid metal somehow upgrades that Terminator into a liquid metal Terminator so by the end of this movie Arnold Schwarzenegger's Terminator is a liquid metal T-1000 why, did, T why didn't he die why? Yeah. I mean, why Why didn't he die? Why didn't he die if he went into liquid metal? Wasn't um, that the same? If, his, if he's his, the same robot. His brain beeped, and then the liquid metal became part of his body. So last news. <laughs> last bit of news of the night. It's so stupid. This is a regular time, just robots. And funny enough, this last bit of news is, I would say, stupid too, because uh, I, I, I don't like it, and I purposely saved this for the end. Okay. So under this new DCEU rebirth that's okay. happening, they are saying that there is a strong possibility. Granted, he might he might you know contracts might fall through and all this other stuff, but as of right now, DC really wants Tom Cruise to play Hal Jordan. That's real? Oh, it is real. I thought that was a shitty Instagram meme. No, it is real. And they want the Mission Impossible uh, directors to direct it as well. So Mission Impossible, Green Lantern. <laughs> Mission Impossible is the old, Mummy is old, Green old, Lantern. Old man, Hal Jordan, Mission Impossible. The, that's what the fuck Mummy was. Mummy was just Mission Impossible with the Mummy. That was gonna be Mission Impossible with Green Lantern. And so will Green Lantern. <laughs> that's been perfect for the weekend. <laughs> no, no, we have to talk about this bullshit. Cause what the fuck? <laughs> What are they thinking? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I even said Marvel Netflix is making it's DC a, and moves. It is, and it's saying, it's DC saying, can always do better. DC and moves. It's saying, there is overwhelming. There is more evidence that is tying Tom Cruise to the role of Hal Jordan. A He's new, so old. A new report is saying that the WB is and also looking for the Mission Impossible director for for the movie. He's old as fuck. That's why I said old man Hal. They're they're they don't want Ben Affleck because he's too old. They're gonna get an even older Tom Cruise. Well, no, Ben Affleck doesn't want to do it. They wanted Ben Affleck. Oh, that's true. Because right, that's he true. was yeah. But, but I mean, like they specifically went for Ben Affleck because he was older. They wanted an old man Bruce Wayne. So now they want an old man Hal Jordan. I mean, like, that's been done. I guess he has had white hair in the comics before. Like they've done that where he seemed older. Yeah, but then he went. Then he became young again. Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> he's parallax. He was older. Then he was young again when he came back. <laughs> But just that's terrible. 
So, I mean, I don't, I hope they're not doing this whole men in black aspect where, you know, Agent K, he's old and he's trying to train this new guy to be the Green Lantern. Like Kyle Rayner and or Hal Jordan. Or it's, it's going to be Jon Stewart, probably. Hmm. Actually, I don't want it to be fucking Mission Impossible or Green Lantern, but if the, the idea is a older, like, cop but, it's like, but that's not how, young but cop? That's not how the Green Lantern... Comics work. Though. It's not like, oh, I'm retiring, so let me pass you the ring. Or let me. Tr- I'm not saying pass, but I mean like just an older cop training a young cop. I mean that, I guess maybe, but Tom Cruise though. <laughs> yeah, I don't want it to be Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean, this is, what, this is what we're so, fucking talking about. But yeah, like an old why man, is he still getting work? An old man, how <laughs> old man, how Jordan story? I don't have a problem with. That's not what I have a problem with. It's just I kind of have a problem with that too, but I I, I, I have mean, less of a problem if if with you're that if you're saying how, Tom Cruise like if you're saying how Jordan is just a guy and he's get passing the mantle to John Stewart and John Stewart is gonna be the Green Lantern I don't have a problem with that I want John Stewart to be the Green Lantern even if it's Kyle Rayner I don't have like great I want John Stewart yeah I agree but Kyle Rayner could work because he's Hispanic he's Hispanic so that's still he is yeah he's just, but they don't really play they don't is play he half they don't play yeah he's half okay that's what I thought. Of course. Yeah. That's how he gets the pass. <laughs> but, again, Tom Cruise, that was kind of like how I feel about Kristen Wiig. Kristen, who's, a, who's confirmed. Yeah, who's confirmed. It's not even a question now. Yeah, now like, confirmed. this is more, you know, they're saying it's, they're saying uh, that it's, but I will trust, that it's close. Like, evidence is pointing to Tom Cruise being Green Lantern, but. But I'll trust Patty Jenkins. If she says Kristen Wiig can be her version of Cheetah. I will have faith in that because she's also the same chick that was like, "No Man's Land's scene. That scene needs to be in Wonder Woman." Yeah, and the execs told her no. And if they took that scene out of Wonder Woman, it will not. It would not be the movie. It would not be the same movie at all. I would not give it the rating I had given it. It would have completely changed how I saw saw that movie. So, but yeah. So the difference is that is like a director specifically saying, mm. and a director that's already proven yeah. with the franchise before specifically saying this is who we want. But with it, well, with the Tom Cruise thing, it's the studio saying, "Yeah, this is, I'm just seeing the DC execs the D- like, yeah, the DC, the DC execs already proved over Who's and popular? over again who could be our Green Lantern. Tom Cruise is popular. All the kids love Tom Cruise. Let's do Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't know why he became Pennywise. <laughs> My Tom Cruise brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like, <laughs> and his stunts are better than oh, yours. <laughs> He's be fucking breaking his arms, trying to like use crazy stunts with his ring. <laughs> I don't want it. Hate DC fans. Do you like Tom Cruise? <laughs> this is this is this is Earth Seven. I don't want to be an Earth Seven. <laughs> We've got Green Lantern down here. <laughs> like, Do you want to float? <laughs> no. <laughs> Tom Cruise and Green Lantern all day long. And then the fact that it's gonna be the Mission Impossible directors is basically a Mission Impossible movie. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying. Like, and I've seen that with the Mummy, and it didn't work. So don't fucking do that same formula with fucking Green Lantern. Well, you said, why is he still... I mean, The Mummy is the thing that didn't work, but the, most of his other movies still make money. What, Mission like, Impossible? Mission, Mission Impossible, Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, that's true. He was... I did like Edge of Tomorrow. Um, Which, funny enough, I haven't seen it, but I have the Blu-ray. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's good. You should watch it. I have the Blu-ray, so I'll watch it in like four you know, years. It's good. It, I'll watch it in like four years. It's got really good world building with its rules, but I mean, you probably wouldn't know anything about that since you didn't like me in the biz. No, fuck you. I'm just saying. <laughs> you're, you're over sucking wrinkle in time's dick. <laughs> a big, giant, no, gargantuan no, Oprah no. dick. <laughs> I, I like Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt, so I'm going to like them better than fucking Rico. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's the worst. Fuck that little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> what are you 
can't even tell me why. <laughs> You're right, but I, I can't. But I, I mean, that's why things are subjective. Some things hit you and some things don't. So fuck that bitch. <laughs> I can just hold up like, oh no, it's all subjective, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> Fuck you. Cool. But yeah, Tom Cruise. Best actor ever. Well, I would say I'm surprised, but I'm not. This is kind of par for the course for the DCEU, so if they end up making Tom Cruise a Green Lantern, I would not even, I wouldn't bat an eye. I'd be like, yep, that makes sense. All right. <laughs> Under their new banner. That's part of the new banner too? DCEU Rebirth. <laughs> I mean, possibly. Oh, okay. I was about to say, I hope not. That wouldn't make sense. But yeah, He's it's a- all hinging on Aquaman. If Aquaman tanks, they're they're done with the DCEU. I would be surprised. They probably would just salvage Flash and, and Wonder Woman. I bet you that'd be it. Yeah, he's their top pick. So I don't, we'll see. We'll see. Who would you pick to be Hal, Hal Jordan if you could if you could a uh, fa- Army Hammer? Cast? Army Hammer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And Travante Rhodes as John Stewart. Oh yeah, he was a great pick. I know. Kudos to that. I know. I can't I'm, even compliment you. You realize that, right? Like, like I'm, I'm trying to be nice. Uh, okay, like, rewind. Let's let's no, too late. Let's, 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 enter, no. let's enter the paradox. No, no. You, your petty and your ego is huge, and I can't even compliment you. All right, so rewind. No. Oh, we got we got too far back. No, made the piece no. of trash. Fuck you, Michael. <laughs> You want to fix uh, that wrinkle again? You want to go back no. a different time? Fuck, fuck Rico. Fuck that bitch. No, fuck you and your poor taste in movies and anime. No, I have great taste in movies. I but the anime, that anime is trash. Oh my God. Please, someone just leave a review. Send me an email. I didn't read emails this episode. It's going to be the Last Jedi all over again. The I'm only old. difference is The Last Jedi, I at least had arguments of why I didn't like it. Yeah. I can't even tell you why. I just didn't like it. You're just like, nah, bitch. <laughs> nah. <laughs> just leave me an email or leave a review. Oh, you didn't tell emails, me. emails. Yeah, I, I'm going to read them next week because okay. I think it's only like one or two. But it, just, just, just send me feedback. I didn't even know. You said that, and then next week comes, you're, you're, like read yeah, you're not going to read it. <laughs> or it's going to be like 40 different emails. No, I'll remember. <laughs> just just somebody send me. Just tell me if you liked Made in the Abyss or not. If you agree with me or you agree with Michael, I don't care who you agree with, but I just need to know that I'm not... Because this is the only motherfucker I'm talking about this with. So I'm like, <laughs> am I crazy? No, this is, it's anime of the year! <laughs> I mean, obviously you're not crazy if it's anime of the year. But I mean... You're there, crazy. But just to take it, there are people that... And, and I hate that I'm, I hate that I'm doing this, but oh, no. I'm a DC... I'm one of those DC fanboys. The people that, you know, where there's like, this movie sucks, but they're like, no, you're wrong. This movie is awesome. I'm one of those. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm telling you, it's all, everybody else is saying it's good, but I'm just like, no, it's not. Like, I'm kind of like that. Everybody else is saying the DC universe is trash, and I'm the one of the lonely people. Like, no, you're killing it. I mean, I missed, I made a poll on my Instagram about whether or not Black Panther was better than Justice League, and ten percent of people said Justice League was better. And I was really contemplating blocking that ten percent. <laughs> <laughs> it goes really th- it was about like a thousand out of ten thousand I'm not ten percent everybody says Made in Abyss is great but I don't feel it I'm really considering blocking you in real life like, <laughs> you can't that's a Black Mirror episode I know where you live I'm, I'm, gonna just show, you. I'm gonna just show up at your window like <laughs> oh my god you're gonna be a giant sensor bar in my mind turning you off you don't deserve it I'm gonna be like Meaty just crawling on <laughs> ew <laughs> <laughs> Johnny, come back to me <laughs> oh god 
right. Uh, DC Comic Nerds, get in touch with me. Um, yeah, we'll schedule something out for a future episode so you can be your co-host. Uh, yeah, leave a review for, on iTunes, guys. And that's been our episode of Blur Vision for the week. Michael's been trash. This has been Whatever, Jordan. you're trash. <laughs> I've been Jordan with... Regular time is awesome, guys. <laughs> No, stupid. You've lost all but, credibility. No. Go, go see Love, Simon. I can't even like say, yeah, I totally think it's going to be good. I don't know. I, I don't know anymore. You'll find out next You've week. You've thrown no. my entire perspective you have out of out of no. like, whack. I don't know. That's, that's just one notch, one chick in the armor. But everything else I told you to watch and like, and you end up liking more, even though you were skeptical. I told you to watch the Buffy music. I'm not going to lie. You, then you said you liked it. Yeah. I told you to watch season four, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, I'm not watching that. And then you end up loving it. I told you to watch The Greatest Showman. That was the one you were this the most- This is The Greatest Showman! <laughs> that was the one you were most apprehensive about. I'm not watching that shit. And then you're crying, racist, crying on every single song, still playing the soundtrack in your car. <laughs> so I'm never, I'm not wrong with, with regards to this love Simon. You're going to cry. I already feel- so, And funny enough, I was watching the movie. I was like- I need to say, I think Jordan would like this. He's going he's gonna to cry. Oh, fuck. I'm fucked. <laughs> I'm definitely going to cry then. <laughs> I was like, he's going to cry. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. I'll report back next week. But yeah, it's been Blood Vision for the week. It's been Jordan with. It's Michael. And this is Timmy. <laughs> you are Mickey or Mitty or whatever the hell, dude. You're, you are that monster. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Bye-bye, guys. <laughs> And we will see you next week. <laughs> Peace. Meta, we have watched from the mountain. <laughs> I will not have it all. <laughs> Made in the abyss was great. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Oh. You have no... What, what, what was the... I forgot the line. Oh, wait. I don't even know. You, you scoff at tradition. <laughs> That's how I felt about Made in the abyss. <laughs> but yet, you think Wrinkle in Time is good no i don't (laughs) (laughs) we will not have it all all right right. goodbye guys (laughs) peace